Hey, welcome to the Pittsburgh City Paper Podcast. My name's Alex Gordon. I'm joined right now by uh, Charlie Deach and Margaret Welsh. We're here for our live election night coverage. Hello, Margaret. Hello, Charlie. Hello, Alex. Good evening, Alex. All right, so if you're watching this uh, on the net, which you probably are, you don't see me, but I'm in the same room. (laughs) (laughs) Alex is like our... is Alex is like AI. He's just in the computer system. <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm like Gary, I guess, as a Stern fan, mm-hmm. uh, you, as you would say. Um, all right. So let's just start. I think Margaret and I had pretty uh, uneventful voting experiences, but Charlie, you had a little bit of something. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I had uh, – I vote uh, – I guess someone would call it the boondocks. Uh, not really the boondocks, but um, I, I actually live in a pretty heavily Trump uh, district in a pretty heavily Democratic county, which I, I don't know where the Democrats live, but – um, and I showed up to vote and, uh, it was a line. I'd probably wait in line about 40 minutes or so. And, uh, as I was waiting in line, uh, a woman came out who was married to one of the gentlemen behind me. And she said, you better get your ID. They're making people leave to get their IDs. And so being, you know, I immediately turned around and said, you don't need your ID. And, uh, <laughs> so he said, no, I didn't think I did. And, uh, so we go in and, um, sure enough, it's weird. Like they had it divided up. A to L and M to Z is probably a lot of places had the the names divided up. And um, the lady at A to L where I was was fine. But the woman at M to Z was asking everyone for their ID. And so she asked uh, asked this guy, uh, not the guy that I originally talked to, but a guy in front of him, yeah. if she had, uh, do you have your ID? And he said, well, I don't think I need it. And she said, well, you. And I said, he doesn't need his ID. <laughs> and then the woman who was maybe the election judge off to yeah. the side said, we know how to do our job, sir. Wait, so what's, yeah. what's the, the story behind that? Is that voter suppression from the people uh, working the poll? The, the, uh... Yeah, I mean, they're 100, 117 apiece, these ladies. And so I'm sure <laughs> that it is – I have been asked if I would show my ID in the past at this polling place. But specifically because he said, look, it's just easier for us to read uh, than to mm. – and that's fine. But they didn't – they weren't saying that. They had they had sent people away to get their licenses. I mean if it's a convenience for you, you would say that and you certainly wouldn't. If you'd say, well, don't worry about it. How do you spell that? But they were sending yeah. people away to get their license. So, you know, when I'm in that situation, you're just – you just think like are they really in this – is this is this the is this the polling place where – we're going to turn this election where we're going to steal this election that mm. they have to, you know, try and send away, you know, send away voters. And again, probably most of the voters were, were likely Trump voters anyway. Yeah. Well, Margaret sent that awesome article to both of us, Gizmodo. Yes. That uh, was talking about Trump voters not knowing. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> they thought that just being a citizen of America. One guy said, I've lived in this hellhole of a country for 20 years. Right. <laughs> uh, not knowing that you had to register to vote. Right. So. Yeah, that's something. I really like that story for yeah, some reason. Yeah, was, it was very good. And I'll say this. I'm sure that those people at the, at the election polls put up with so much shit during, <laughs> during a oh long God, yeah. day for like 60 bucks or 40 bucks or something. It's not yeah. a lot of money. And, uh, yeah, where does that money come from? <clears throat> I think the county pay – this comes from the county. Okay. I mean I don't know if they get grants or something, but I think it just, it just comes from the county. So um, yeah, so the county board of elections for whichever county you're voting in pays for that. All right. Oh, I was just going to say that I've always had very – well, almost always had very positive experiences voting. One lady uh, laughed at me in a mean way once when she was like, well, when's the last time you voted? And at that point, I think I'd skipped a few local elections and then she, was, she scoffed. <laughs> Good for her because you got to keep people like you on your <laughs> yeah, toes. Or shaming else is the way to <laughs> – Screw the system. And Margaret, no, uh, no, nothing eventful for you. Oh well, I had to uh, fill out a sheet to change my address because I had to go to my old polling place because of a 
I don't know, a mix-up of sorts. Okay. But they were very nice about it, and uh, I was I, I thanked the gentleman profusely. Cool. So. That was, I mean, that's actually that's one of the biggest mm-hmm. um, one of the biggest changes I've seen since the 2000 election when I was um, working in you know working in newsrooms is uh, the um, yeah, that is what it was. It was <laughs> – oh, the Motor Voter Registration Act because that was one of the issues in 2000 is people were showing up to vote and they weren't allowed to vote and then judges had to step in and say, you know, give them a ballot and then we'll, yeah. figure, we'll you know, figure it all out later. And so the Motor Voter Act has really like streamlined the process and, you know, those provisional ballots go somewhere and they're not counted unless they're needed, I, I think, but they're not – or until a later date. I mean, they're all counted eventually, but yeah. – they're not counted immediately, I think, unless they're – Well, speaking of the 2000 election, um, another controversy with that was that hanging Chad thing. Yes. Right? So there were like little hole punchers yeah. that didn't fully punch and they, they wouldn't register. Right. And that kind of – I mean obviously it was 16 years ago, but there's something about that like, really? <laughs> like this decision can be upended by something yeah. – like literally a tiny little piece of paper that doesn't come off from a hole punch. And we're 16 years late and we're still having this like – it's different in different places. There's all right. this different technology. Don't you think at some point soon – we should make this digital in some way or something like that or, or something. some something that's unified across the, the board. Voting yeah. with a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> that would you know, turn out you, some high, high yeah. turnout. Did yeah. you see there was that um, – it was like a, a thing going around on the internet that was like, uh, Democratic voters, you can vote with a hashtag. But it's like I don't think anyone <laughs> who would fall for that would even know what a hashtag was. Very true. So Yeah. Well, then like, I guess the people that, like, that go against like moving towards a digital system would worry that it'd be too easy to fuck with. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. This seems pretty easy to fuck with too. Yeah, I would. I mean, I, I, you mean the the current yeah. electronic system? I guess if you I knew how to fuck it, with it, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't think anybody uh, off the street the could fucking fuck with, with it. it. Isn't really a big problem. I right? guess what I meant more was just like the inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, of just like the, there's not one thing that we all know right. how to do and that it's different in different states, you know, stuff like that. We did hear from Allegheny County today that um, uh, I'm also watching um, I'm also watching uh, election results as they come in. So if I get distracted, that's what I'm doing. Okay. Um, uh, we did get a we did get a, a, a press release today from Allegheny County that um, s- some votes were some mach- voting machines were switching votes. For example, if you would put in whomever, if they would put in Clinton, it would switch it to Trump. Now, of course, people notice that right away when they go to close it out. And it's just that the machines needed to be recalibrated when they were in process. They got a little screwed up or whatever. But, you know, there are things that can happen. I mean, you can't just go in and just press a button and expect to, you know, expect it to work perfectly. Um, so you have to you have to still be diligent and look at what you're doing. So. Yeah. All right. So can we get an update, Charlie? Yes, so far, a CNN projection uh, has uh, Donald Trump winning Kentucky and uh, in Indiana and Clinton winning Vermont. And that's an electoral uh, count of uh, 19 to 3 favored Trump here early on. And then the next round of polls will close at 730, okay. um, Ohio, North Carolina, and West Virginia. Oh. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know what happened if, if – uh, you know, they were trying to get in at least one North Carolina county. They were trying to get an extension of um, of the voting time because of some right. like some heavy glitches with the voting equipment. So, cool. All right, so real quick, let's go to uh, Stephen Caruso, our intern. He interviewed a few people today uh, on the Pitt campus after voting. Uh, let's go to that now.
What's your name? Uh, Bobby Clayton. So when you went in there, was your mind made up? Yeah. How long has it been made up for? A uh, couple months. Okay. Do you mind sharing who you voted for? You uh, Donald Trump. Okay. And why'd you vote for Donald Trump? Because I like his policies. Um, I agree with the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. what, um, do you think he has a good shot of winning? Yeah. So what's your name? James. You're a Pitt student? I am. How important do you think this election is? I mean, it's absolutely important just because of its total shift in the attitude of everyone towards uh, voting cycle, towards foreign policy, and towards social policy, mm -hmm. um, especially because the main candidate's approaches are solely focusing on things like gaining popular vote through being radically uh, on either end. Right? Yeah. We have, this is one of the most radical distinctions between two candidates, uh, both socially and economically. Yeah. Although socially has definitely prevailed in this election, people haven't talked much about economic or foreign policy as much as they have in recent elections because it's mostly been about the personality of the candidates mm -hmm. and how that's going to affect social changes. So you care a lot about issues when you vote? Yes. Okay. Um, do you mind sharing who you voted for? I haven't voted yet, actually. I'm about to go to the poll. I went to the wrong polling station, but yeah. Oh, well, that happens. And then have you considered third party? Do you mind? I that? have, absolutely. Okay. Yes, I think Gary Johnson's actually a pretty decent candidate, and I really wish people would break out a two-party system. Mm -hmm. um, I've never been much of a fan of two-party system myself, mm -hmm. um, and the Libertarian Party offered a pretty decent candidate this year, um, and I hope next year people consider it. Okay. And do you, do you think you're going to vote for Gary Johnson? Um, you don't have to share. You're going to vote for. I'm just curious. Yeah, I'd rather not share. What are your names? <laughs> um, Megan. I'm Elizabeth. Are you guys students? Yes. yes. Okay. So have you voted before? Yeah, in the primary. But you haven't voted in a general election. No. no. Okay. Were you guys excited for today? Yeah. yeah. Nervous. Ner nervous. Why? Yeah. I don't really like the way things are looking around here. <laughs> around the country? Campus. Oh, a campus. What, what, what's bothering you? Too many Hillary tables, in, that, in my personal okay. opinion. <laughs> so you're a Donald Trump supporter? Yes. Okay. Why do you support Donald Trump? I think he's the lesser of two evils, which is awful to say. But that's kind of where I think everyone's at right now. What makes Hillary, like, the, like, the worst of evils? I mean, she's a literal criminal. I think it's like the email thing, like putting your national security at risk. Okay. And it comes down to that or just like being offended by what someone said. Yeah, yeah my view is I'd rather vote a crude rather a criminal. Okay. And then um, do you find it hard to have the beliefs as, I mean, you're kind of like the anti-Trump demographic, young college student woman. Is yeah, that, it's is that, very hard. I'm getting very sick of people telling me that I'm anti-feminist, racist, sexist, bigot just because I voted for Trump. I think that's kind of like a stereotype. It's a generalization. You can't group a whole group of people together just based off of who they voted for. Just because someone voted for Trump and they're racist or sexist doesn't mean that we're racist or sexist, you know? Okay. And then most important question, do you have to wait to vote? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I had no wait. Oh, all right. Well, I was just going to say, you know, if you have to compare it to waiting for a vote or waiting for free tacos. Oh, this was a lot longer line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. The tacos. Thanks a lot, guys. What's your name? Trace. Are you a Pitt student? Yes. Okay, so you said you submitted an absentee ballot? Yeah. Where are you from? Uh, Akron, Ohio. Okay, so then, oh, and you're a Clinton Kane supporter? I can tell yes, I am. Sticker. Yes. Why do you support Clinton? Uh, well, she supports like 90 to 95% of like what I stand for, like her policy wise, and she's has so much experience, it's crazy, and that's like the two main reasons. So, uh, how was voting for you? Uh, my experience was great, um, you know, in terms of the operations. There was a line, but it was moving quickly and, and smoothly. Uh, kind of personally, it was it was emotional. I went with my wife and my young child, and to cast a vote for uh, our first woman president with my wife and a son will 
hopefully grow up knowing that anyone can do anything in this country was it was powerful it was a special moment for me mm -hmm. and then um you know were you just uh, hanging out with the college democrats here yeah i'm just i'm trying to hit every precinct in my district uh, mm -hmm. make sure things are going smoothly encouraging people to stay in line and vote and just to thank them for mm -hmm. voting i know people are missing work missing class um to cast a vote that's that important though so mm -hmm. just providing them that thanks i think is something i can do today okay and then how do you think the results are going to be at the end of the day I think we're going to see close to record turnout, if not record turnout, not just in the city in Allegheny County, but it sounds like across the state. Um, I feel confident uh, that Clinton wins Pennsylvania, but I think it will be late before we make that call. Okay. Uh, I see high turnout in states that are also very heavy Trump, so I think it will be a while before we know. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. All right thanks to Stephen Caruso. All right. Anything jump out to you about those folks you spoke to? Go ahead. Oh, um, <laughs> the, you know... Can, I can understand why someone would rather have a crude than a criminal. <laughs> crude. But, um, you know, Donald Trump has his own potential criminal. Uh, well, that's the thing. They said he, she was. she's a literal criminal. No, her husband was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a literal adulterer. You know, <laughs> and, and, you know, there have been allegations, obviously. But Donald Trump is the only one, that, as far as we can see, that admitted, has admitted to anything that would be prosecutable in a court of law, which is sexual assault. So you can say, well, just because someone else who votes for him happens to be a racist or a sexist that doesn't make me a racist. well no but the fact that maybe that you're voting for a racist and a sexist might be the reason people are questioning your stance on those issues and it's also it's interesting to hear uh that kind of thing because i mean everybody people on both sides kind of fall into it but um the obviously repeating the the talking points that that they've heard that they don't really have any um deep understanding of and you know everyone Everyone here knows I'm not a huge Hillary fan, but uh, I can't help but laugh at how ridiculous that kind yeah. of. Well, I mean, it sounds like it's their it's their they're out on their own. It's their first sort of election experience. And um, um, but and it does. So it does take a while to sort of break that, depending on what kind of kid you are, I guess. It takes a while and what kind of household you grew up in. It takes a while to break out of that sort of whatever mind shit mm. your parents have put on you for years. I mean, yeah. we've talked about this before. My parents were super conservative and, and, you know, my dad was a minister, you know, they, you know, they believed in, I mean, again, I've said this before too, even though none of, neither of them would admit it, I'm fairly certain that they're both racist. Uh, well, my dad was racist, I guess, <laughs> but it's one of those sort of, I'm not racist. I have black friend kind of thing. Right, those yeah. just the uninformed sort of, and unfortunately I think when you're young like that, it just takes you a while to sort of, Figure out your own worldview, and it you know they will, I think, and it maybe they stick where where they're comfortable, where they grew up. Yeah. Well, we'll get, I want to talk to you guys about uh, the you know sort of culture that you grew up politically in. But I was you know listening to those two girls and like the, the way that they're so emboldened by by uh, being in the minority mm -hmm. on on a on a liberal campus like Pitts. Uh, you know, I come from a, a pretty liberal area outside New York City, and I remember in 2004 there was this kid. Uh, who ended up going to UVM and starting a record label. So he didn't exactly stay there. But in 2004, he put on this Bush Cheney sticker on his VW Bug. And it was like everybody knew about it. And it was like that's his form of rebellion. Right. Was it one you of know? those new bugs? Yeah, it was. It was oh. not an old one. Well, yeah. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, you know, there's a lot of that. You know, the more that uh, people disagree with a certain line of thinking, the more the people who believe it feel vindicated. Because that's just kind of, you know, a lot of the American heroes were rebels in that way, saying things that general populist was against, whether, you know, whatever it could be, Lincoln, Washington, Martin Luther King. Right. 
but you know, two of those are criminals, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, and so it's just like when that's like the history lesson and that's so baked into the way we think about things. Uh, like I said, it makes people vindicated by people disagreeing with them. Yeah, and I think that part of what bothers me about hearing or that at least makes me roll my eyes very hard <laughs> about. Um, very judgmentally. Yes, mm. about those girls is that I mean, I can relate to them in some way because I feel like, you know, I've definitely thought some stupid things in the past and like you say, felt emboldened by being kind of at odds with uh, what other people were saying. Um, so it's a little bit, you know, I mean, it's tapping into some embarrassing feelings. Yeah. And so what myself. was it like What was it like for you growing up? What was your family? Uh, my family like? was pretty conservative um, because they were, you know, uh, evangelical. Mm. Uh, and, but it, it was always in a, in a way that... Um, See, that was pretty, you know, even looking back, it was pretty reasonable. Like, I, I, well, you know, I don't feel like my parents are as as hardline conservative as they used to be. But, hmm. uh, you know, I, my, I, I still have conversations with my dad and I get really a- upset because he always has really good points that hmm. uh, are hard for me to argue with. Um, Do you talk about it openly? Um, yeah, somewhat. And I think we get along. It's less... It's less fraught than it used to be um, uh, because I think, in in a lot of ways, I think my my dad is coming out on the other side of of, uh, of I don't know. Like I think he probably would have um, been a Bernie Sanders supporter, and uh, if you know if that had happened. Oh, okay. Um, and can I ask you if they are they registered? One yes. Way? Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, my dad's been independent, registered independent for a really long time. I think my mom might be Republican. I hope they're not listening to this. They'll be. <laughs> embarrassed that i'm talking about them parents don't know how to work pewters that's true um if you're if you're listening to this mom and dad text me (laughs) we'll keep you updated (laughs) everything can be explained yes i'll keep my language tidy nice uh so what was the first election that you voted in margaret uh it was the first uh first obama win um i was old enough to vote uh for Bush, uh, Bush. Uh, now I, my brain is not working. Bush, Kerry. Um, but I was in Italy studying abroad, oh, and cool. I was to filling out the uh, the uh, absentee ballot was a big hassle. Yeah, it's crazy because like you lost by with. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Margaret. Thanks, Margaret. What about you, Charlie? Was uh, it was um, uh, the first, the senior Bush and Bill Clinton was my first presidential election. I don't know if I voted in a – I probably voted in a municipal election or something like that beforehand right. – before that. But the first one I really remember casting a vote was uh, – And were you uh, all aboard the Clinton train? Yeah. No, I was. I was. And I, I, I loved Ross Perot, not for any policies, but just because he was just a, a, a fucking pip. He was, just, yeah. he was so great. He was a good – yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it really was. It was a good, it was a good character in a – you know, in a, in a, you know, and but the race really, when you looked at it, the race was it, it was one of those great, just opposite end of the spectrum type people, much like the race we have tonight. Right. Um, so, um, yeah. So it's my voting, my presidential voting record goes: uh, Clinton, Clinton, Gore, Kerry, Obama, Obama, and then I don't want to say who I voted for today. Okay, it was. Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Go to my Twitter and you can find out exactly. It was Gary. It was Gary. Ah. What was it? Feel the Johnson? Big Johnson. Feel the Johnson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ride the Johnson. Feel the Johnson. Mr. Charlie, can you talk about yeah. uh, 
how, can you just talk a little bit about the differences between Bush Senior and Clinton as it was in that election, in personality? Yeah, it was a. I mean, it was. A, first, I want to say that we are. We have been running all day, and we are currently running right now on PGACityPaper.com, our live blog, and we uh, just put a new post up from Rebecca Addison, who's. Uh, uh, and we have reporters out at uh, various uh, events tonight, campaign events, so we'll be hearing from them throughout the evening as well. Um, <clears throat> boy, you know, it was a long time ago. I mean, I just remember it, like, Bill Clinton just, I mean, for like, I mean, I was uh, 19 maybe okay. or something like that, maybe 20, but uh, somewhere in there, probably just 20. Um and it was just he was just so different from any politician I had seen. And and I got to be honest, I wasn't uh, I wasn't a huge favorite. I, I I didn't love many Democrats before Bill Clinton. Mm. And again, I wasn't a voting age, so it wasn't like I was out there like looking at issues and stuff. But you know, when you have <laughs> Michael Dukakis, uh, I remember of course Jimmy Carter. Um, uh, there was had to be another one in there somewhere. Who was I don't know who vote who was the second uh, the second or the second Reagan was Dukakis. Oh yeah, so no, I, I think that's it. Yeah, so but yeah. I didn't, I didn't really feel like I had Democrats that I could, you know, that I really thought were. Oh, but Bill Clinton just had something, you mm. know. It was uh, this magnetism that I think we all know is legendary. And, yeah. Uh, so his personality over yeah. politics. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the pol- from what I remember, obviously, um, of that I what I remember caring about. I mean, it was certainly he was he was on the right he was on the right track um, with a lot of the social issues, but you know, I would probably not find out till later when i when i really got into becoming a reporter because i was in college at that time yeah you know bill clinton was one of our worst presidents on immigration immigration is a huge issue for me and i ended up covering a story years later um about uh the uh the definite detention of of um undocumented immigrants and through doing that research i found that you know that was because of policies put in place by bill clinton who right. I, I agree with you know a lot of what he did but you know he obviously was nowhere near me uh, when, philosophically when it came to immigration. So I've always tried to really try – from then on, I've really tried to like match up as close as I can you know, policy-wise with, with the candidate I vote for. And you know, these days, the last few elections, it's been pretty easy because the other side hasn't offered anything that I would even consider voting for. Right. So. All right. So you want to let us know what Becca was writing about? Um, just sort of a, uh, it's a, uh, she's writing about just the fact that we're winding down, the polls are getting ready to close. Um, and she talked to some folks who were some first time voters. Um, and she talked to a, a woman named Kim Hamby and, uh, she just, she said, I just hope and pray Hillary wins. We need her in there, not Trump. I'm scared. <laughs> and I think that that goes for the attitude of a lot of, that a lot of people have yeah. that they're, that they're actually worried about, uh, what would happen if Trump gets into office? And I think I am too for, yeah. for, you know, and it's weird to say because I thought the second term of George Bush I thought was going to be – and it was a disaster. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But it wasn't like earth-ending disaster. Well. <laughs> Unless you were an Iraqi. Yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. You obviously I have I mean, a- no, I just – I think that people – I mean, something I've really hated about this election is the nostalgia for – uh, the George W. Bush presidency. Um, and, you know, I mean, uh, for example, the viral photo of, uh, of Bush and Michelle Obama hugging. Yeah. This, this picture is so important. And it's like, no, uh, Bush is a monster. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's, the, there's, a, a, a lot of reasons that we should keep that in mind. And, yeah. you know, 
keep a little bit of perspective about that. I mean, and also, you know, Hillary commercials having quotes from Reagan and and I get that it's uh, you know, a a strategy to try to court Republicans, but it's also right. a, you know, pretty worrisome to see um, you know, the uh, you know, these politicians acting like, "Oh, well, you know what? Actually, Reagan was really great." And you know, and Democrats you know, being nostalgic for Reagan, which, you know, all my life, <laughs> uh, the understanding is that you're not supposed to like Reagan. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, aside from whatever message was coming from my family, but I, I don't <laughs> think they were even that into Reagan. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That was definitely a, you coming, that's coming from a different time because growing up, like Ronald Reagan was the, he was the shiz as the young kids say today. And, yeah. um, hmm. um, yeah, Reagan was huge. I actually remember the day that Reagan was shot. My dad came to pick me up at school, and you know, people were outside. We're talking. Obviously, the president had been shot, and I remember, cry- I remember crying. And I don't think it was because it was right. Obviously, it wasn't because it was Ronald Reagan. It was because it was the president of the United States. Yeah. For some reason, that like that affected me. But you know, then again, at, at age uh, ten, I'm not really like looking at policies <laughs> or, or however old I was. And so, you know, later, of course, find out that Reagan was, you know. Not the uh, not the savior that that everyone kind of made him out to be at the time, yeah. and it, it's always easy to talk nostalgic about somebody who's a whose time's already passed, and b isn't around anymore. I mean, it's yeah. easy to talk, you know, uh, about the nostalgia of the good old days of, of Ronald Reagan, but you know, I I I, I, I don't think that that uh, that his policies are are anything that uh, that put us in a decent situation today. Yeah. Well, all right. So I want to go back to something Margaret said that we've talked about a lot with this election cycle, and it has to do with media coverage but more like sites like mashable and stuff like that that aren't necessarily uh objective and this sort of blind cheerleading uh and presumption of agreeance so like with that photo of bush and michelle obama just like that's so much yes like this is inspirational <laughs> like you know, the, you know this is everything yeah this is everything this will renew your faith in humanity <laughs> and it just feels and i know that you've had an issue with it especially with like john stewart sorry to put you on blast like that but that sort of just feedback loop of just like yeah aren't we so right mm-hmm. um although it's john oliver this election season who's always annihilating yeah well we've also yeah, trump has about been that. annihilated yeah. he doesn't so seem annihilated times. no he he, he didn't he didn't here. no one told him he was yeah, annihilated. he wasn't decimated either <laughs> yeah. yeah if you don't accept decimation does that mean you're not decimated <laughs> do you like john oliver charlie do you watch him I don't. I don't. I don't watch him regularly. I, yeah. I would be honest. I don't watch a ton of like hip, uh, you know, hip uh, and now sort of. Now. I know. <laughs> you know, shiz. You I know. Shiz. I said shiz. I be hipper than that. I yeah. said shiz, but I, I still watch Meet the Press and mm. you know and um, yeah, no, but but I, I mean, I watch clips of these guys all the time. And I sort of get the highlights or whatever, and you know, I think that there's. I think that they're. That they're getting the message out to millennials, I mean, just like when John Stewart, uh, you know, when The Daily Show just first, you know, sort of came around. <laughs> but it got a lot. I know Margaret's, Margaret, Margaret's ready to throw. <laughs> Margaret's ready to throw up. But you know, he got a lot of people engaged who maybe wouldn't ordinarily be engaged. Now, maybe you could say that's for better or for worse that that happened. That maybe some people shouldn't be engaged as this election is is telling us uh, baskets of deplorables and what have not. So I, you know. <laughs> I love what have not, by the way. You said it yesterday. It's Did awesome. I? Yeah. I, I the guess what I, haves and the what have nots. <laughs> what haves and the what have nots. <laughs> I don't know if I got maybe got that from Mike Tomlin. I don't know. 
Well, Charlie, as as yeah. a as an op ed writer, almost every single week in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. left. You've obviously covered the election a lot this yeah. year. What was what was it like trying to be sort of? Uh, I guess you don't have to be bipartisan, but yeah. sort of having to weigh both sides. And a lot of the time, you came out saying, "Well, no, there's not there's not any equivocating here." Well, he's fucking wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is, is it was very easy to weigh. And that's I don't want you know I don't just I don't back somebody or I don't form an opinion just based on. Well, that's not true. Well, not just based simply on the on their politics. Let's say, but you know I do take into account what the other person is doing. I mean. Like Margaret, I'm not totally, you know, I was a Joe Biden guy. That's who I wanted in this race. Um, you know, uh, another white man, of course. <laughs> you can't keep us down forever, Margaret. Um, or at all. Yet. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. We could, you know, 16 years without a white male president. Come on. I mean, what's going to happen to my kind? Uh, but, you know, this was so easy. I mean, it was. The thing about Alt Weekly is that some people don't uh, – some people don't necessarily – you know, I mean everybody obviously thinks, oh, we come from the left. We're left-leaning. Yeah. Um, there was a time in Alt Weeklies – there was a time when I actually wasn't in Alt Weeklies. There was probably about a three- or four-year span uh, where I was working at a daily and then working as a freelance writer. And I was actually working as a freelance writer for the Association of Alternative News Weeklies. And so I would cover a lot of like – alt-weekly alt sort of issues and so forth. And one of the things was in 2004, I wrote a piece about um, the editor told me, find out what alt-weeklies are doing to make sure George Bush doesn't get reelected. Yeah. And so I posed this on a couple of couple of emails and sent it out. There was like a listserv that, that now I'm, I serve on. And uh, <laughs> I send it out and, and these guys wrote back to me so pissed off. It's like, this is the problem why people think alt-weeklies are unfair and, you know, not down the middle. You know, we can't have things like this. We have to change the way that we think. I'm like, well, what? I don't well, – this is how we fucking think. I mean, this is always yeah. – I mean, and I wasn't – you know, I'd worked at an alt-weekly before that. So – and I, coming from dailies into alt-weeklies, I, I know the difference. And so um, – I think you're seeing you're seeing in the last probably five or six years you're seeing a trend that's changing and alt weekly just sort of coming back to this you know we are who we are and we're gonna, not going to apologize for that um, you know and and it's not about who we are it's about we present all sides of an issue but maybe both the, but but one side may be complete fucking horseshit yeah. and to not call that out is is. Ridiculous, and I think that you saw, obviously you saw dailies um, this election cycle, New York Times, and, and a lot of dailies just say, "I can't fucking spend my time, you know, trying to fact check is goddamn Joe Paterno still alive? You know what he's not, you know." And so the, I mean, we're not just talking about like little white lies and bending of the truth. Donald Trump was pulling shit out of midair and yeah. just spewing it out, and uh, it's just. You know, it, it was it was easy. I mean, and it was it was easy just to go completely to one side. And yeah, it's the side also that I'm that I'm voting. And right. that, you know, I said that officially today, like nobody knew. But um, yeah, it's just it's to pretend that there's there are two viable candidates in this race is just it's just nonsense. It's just a lot of fucking nonsense. I mean, mm-hmm. to pretend that Donald Tr- or that 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 Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. Well, let's say this: that the, the earlier the, the the student who said Donald Trump is the lesser of two evils. Yeah, you don't even have that scale. That scale doesn't exist in this election. Um, you know, easy, Margaret. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Hillary Clinton is 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 politically evil. I, I think. 
I, I, I'll allow, you know, that, that she's, you know, that she's, she's, she's evil. <laughs> I'll allow it. I should have brought my gavel. I mean, she's, she's evil. She's evil mm. in a, in a, you know, she, she's a politician. She's a slimy, smarmy politician. And that's a lot different from being a con man, a, you know, um, a accused rapist, right. A, a, a swindler, a liar. I mean, that's just completely different. And somehow there's been enough quote-unquote fair and balanced coverage that allowed donald trump to survive mm, yeah. you know this and and but it, you know it gives it gives you know the uninformed voter and hillbillies and hilljacks uh, something to cling on to and you know that's who that that he's going for the hilljack vote with all of this this talk and mm. it's charlie you know, i'm getting a, a text right now that says i need to shut you down Oh yeah. Well, I don't really think I need to. You can continue, you can continue but that's what the viewers. The like viewers to see. want me to shut it wow. down. They want wow. me to shut you down. Engagement. Go ahead. Yeah. Engage me. I like no, to know. No, no, was, that, was that my mom who wrote it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trump's really the guy. That was your mom. Your was it? Message. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you talk about responding to you know personality versus policy. Oh, Hillary um, is evil. Is what I'm supposed to say. Oh, Hillary is oh, evil. Nice. <laughs> Do you want to say it again? Um, Hillary is evil. But yeah. is she Donald Trump evil? Anonymous Wait, texter to Margaret. Just um, uh, I I think that this anonymous texter is being funny. But um, yes. uh, wait, Hillary. That's what the the that's like the right uh nickname regarding Benghazi, right? Yes. Yeah. Which of well, the no, first the first attack it. on any U.S. embassy, Benghazi? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. On foreign soil. <laughs> Well, I was going to ask. So, do you think that it's always been this much just about personality? Because in two thousand eight, it seemed very clear that one guy was just so charismatic. But then you also talked about nineteen ninety two and that sort of, you know, comparison between those two guys. And then I guess you go back to like nineteen sixty with like Kennedy and Nixon. Is this just like what it's going to be like as long as we have TV and the internet? As long as there's a media at the size that it's at now, is it always just going to be responding to how they look, how they carry themselves? Uh, you know, if we want to have a beer with them, which is fucking ridiculous, but still, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a uh, Hillary Clinton just took the lead in Florida, by the way, by a slight margin. Yeah, do you have any I, other? It's very. Updates? I just want to say it's stressful. I know that this is early, but looking at this map where there's three reds, <laughs> right. three red circles, and one blue circle, I'm not worried. But somehow, looking at that is making me stressed. I'm glad I'm not looking at it. Are you? I'm not looking at it. I, I've spent, my, I spent, like I said, I spent the last like 20 or 30 years just like watching this crap. And yes, I'm old enough <laughs> to have, despite my youthful look, I am old <laughs> enough in my Captain America t-shirt. <clears throat> um, the youth, yeah. Yes. So, um, so yeah. Right now, the official count so far, and again, a lot of this is based on uh, it's based on exit polls from CNN, which were so reliable in 2000. Um, <laughs> Although that election also changed the way we get to see election uh, or we get election results nowadays. So I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're sitting on exit polls that they're, they're project, they've already projected a winner. But yeah. because of 2000, they, you know, when they had to call about 20,000 of those back, you know, we don't get, get We don't get the results as fast as we used to. But yeah. Oh, what a shitty night that was. huh? <laughs> yes. That was a shitty night. Margaret. <laughs> How old were you guys? 10, 11, uh, 13. You were 13. Uh, I think I must – I don't know. I was probably 16, yeah. 17. Thir- uh, 39. Oh, no. That's a lie. 30. <laughs> sorry. 30. Like, wait. <laughs> the math isn't adding up here. 92. That's <laughs> the math know. isn't adding up here just like in 2000. All right. 
Uh, so obviously Pennsylvania is big. Charlie, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the Senate races and how they might relate to the presidential election? Well, the, I mean, the big Senate race, uh, the, I mean, it, it, our Senate race, there's probably, you know, there. I'm sure a lot of other states have races as competitive as ours has been. But Pennsylvania is key because, um, you know, Pat Toomey in office, uh, you know, that that's a seat that I think the Republicans up until the last maybe year or two was, were, was counting on as a, as a lock for them. To get reelected, and but um, Katie McGinty has made a has made a real race out of it, and she's um, she's you know as of I think last late last week she was like a t- eleven or twelve point favorite I think mm. so. And what do you think? What, what can you attribute that to? Um, you know, it's just some of the most ridiculous. I mean, again, I'm not that I'm a Pat Toomey supporter, but you know. A lot of people want to know if Pat Toomey was supporting Donald Trump or not, and for some people, that's an important issue. And that was just be- that was being up on national shows. Uh, you know, I think Jimmy Kimmel. I think that they had a whole oh, yeah, sort of right. segment on 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 Pat Toomey dodging the question of whether he was voting for Donald Trump. By the way, at six forty five or seven forty five, he was supposed to announce who he was voting for. Wow. When he voted, yeah, with fifteen minutes left, right? But fifteen minutes, yeah. right? Yeah, fifteen minutes left to mm. uh, to to vote. So wait, so did he? That was eight minutes ago. I will check that, All Margaret. Right. What do you think? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the that's the main that's the big Senate race that, that we'll be watching, and we'll uh, we'll get some updates on that too. I don't. This is obviously this is uh, our first. Live broadcast yeah, without thanks. Lynn in the chair. So That's true. Yeah. Lynn's an old hat at this, but she turned me down because she was resting this evening, resting comfortably, I hope. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I hope she's listening. <laughs> I hope she is too. But Yeah, we're drinking beer and eating pizza yeah, in the studio, Lynn. We'll, so we'll leave Take you that. some. <laughs> Don't spill anything on my chair. Now, listen, here's the thing you have to know about Donald Trump. He's just an asshole. I wish that she would call in. Yeah, uh, we can maybe see if the, yeah, that would be the least that she could do. Yeah, come on. We'll we'll check in with her maybe in like an hour. She may be so. in no condition. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no offense, Lynn. Uh, that'll make it even better. Yeah. And Charlie, this uh, that PA election. Yeah, isn't it the most expensive? Like most money spent. The most yeah. money spent. Uh, the most outside money, meaning money not coming directly from either campaign, spent in any uh, in any. Um, in any Senate race, any congressional race this year is was was spent in the Pat Toomey, Katie McGinty uh, race, and, and not just from the Republican side, but the Democrats, Democratic side too. Um, and really, what's kind of remarkable about remarkable about Katie McGinty is, you know, ten months ago, eleven months ago, she didn't even she didn't have a campaign. Um, you know, this was a one man race with Joe Sestak. Um, right. Who a lot of people know that I I think is is he's a progressive candidate. It's the he, guy who walked. He's the guy who right walked across Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. yeah, from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh, and I think he did it twice. I think <laughs> I don't think he got enough uh, <laughs> press, so he did it again. Um, <laughs> it took a different route, I assume. Um, but Democratic Party, uh, Democratic, the Democratic Party officials didn't think that that Joe Sestak could beat Pat Toomey without their help. And Joe Sestak turned them down. He didn't want their help because after he beat Arlen Specter in the Democratic primary six years ago. Right. He just he chucked his like he decided to let the party take control of his race and uh, he lost so he decided he, that wasn't going to happen again and uh, these are all sources that, that told me this um, not I don't want to attribute anything to to Joe Sestak directly but it's it's pretty good information and um, 
So they looked for anybody and their brother who wanted to run for U.S. Senate. Um, they asked folks like Rich Fitzgerald, our Allegheny County chief executive, um, the mayor of uh, Altoona, I think, before he was put under, I think it was under investigation. I don't know about an indictment, but certainly investigation. And then they, they went to Katie McGinty, who was serving as chief of staff mm. of, uh, for Governor Tom, Governor Tom Wolf. And uh, she stepped in and she, you know, she built a kind of a campaign out of nothing. Uh, well, not not nothing. She, I mean, she had she had the Democratic Party support behind her, and so um, you know she kind of steamrolled. But but it's really kind of amazing when you think the fact that as much as our election cycle has been extended over the past several years, where you know we start running for office, you know, eighteen months, two years out, you know, yeah. she really put it together in pretty quick fashion. And um, yeah, I think one of the big things she, she has. Going for her is she's not um, she's not Pat Toomey, you know, and so I don't <laughs> There's think a lot of that going. Yeah, on. I, I don't yeah. think that this is a Democratic wave like we had the Republican wave in 2010. But right. you know, I think that Trump is hurting down ballot candidates and. There's only so much they can do about that. Related to that, I really like um, where it says exit polls. Voters don't like either candidate. <laughs> it's like, oh wow, newsflash. We have the onion up for those that don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, just to go back, you mentioned uh, Trump talking about Joe Paterno. We actually have tape from that rally. I'm going to play it now. If he has to. Get your hands dirty. Some people have taken advantage of Mr. Trump's hospitality by choosing to disrupt his rallies by using them as an opportunity to promote their own political messages. While they certainly have the right to free speech, this is a private event paid for by Mr. Trump. If a protester starts demonstrating in the area around you, please do not touch or harm the protester. (laughs) This is a peaceful rally. In order to notify the law enforcement officers of the location of the protester, please hold a rally sign over your head and start chanting, Trump, Trump, Trump. Ask the people around you to do likewise until the officer removes the protester. Thank you for helping us make America great again. How crazy is that voice? Bum, bum. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the next president of the United States, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Y'all ready for this? Play the whole song. I might have cut this down a little if I was the editor. necessary for the ambiance. It is, yeah. Uh, thank you, Pittsburgh. Oh, he was like Pittsburgh. walking around, uh, waving. <laughs> so cool. So <laughs> relevant. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
Wow, a great crowd, huh? You know, is that a protester or is that? Yeah. So nice. So nice. We are going to bring back your coal industry and your steel industry. industry. We're bringing it back. Industry. Coal industry. We're bringing it back, folks. So I know Pittsburgh, have a lot of friends. Big Ben is a friend of mine. Big Ben, do we love Big <laughs> Perfect. Ben? <laughs> He's like, no, no. <laughs> I know a lot about Pennsylvania, and it's great. How's Joe Paterno? Are we going to bring that back? <laughs> how, about, how about that whole... How about that whole deal? It's hard, yeah. It's hard to listen to. And we do love Penn State. Do we love Penn State? I mean, in all fairness. <laughs> Come on. We love man. Penn State. But the we verbal filler he uses. Right? This is before he refined his shtick. <laughs> it's Steel City. And when I'm president, guess what? Steel is coming back to Pittsburgh. And a lot of other things are coming back. So, Like what? That's <laughs> the way it is. He says build the wall. You're right. We're going to build the wall. Don't worry about it. We're going to build a wall. All right, yeah. It just goes on like that for a while. Um, What is your favorite idiotic Trump Trumpism from the election? Hmm. I don't There's something about the putting of a, an, an insult descriptor before somebody's name. That mm-hmm. whole thing I just thought was awesome. And I told you my favorite was low energy Jeb. Because that, <laughs> yeah, one, that, that one, one really, really cut good. through. Yeah. There's a great Onion headline and it's like, you know, 3 a.m. in the morning, Jeb mutters to himself. Low energy chap. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, the one that I mean, there's a couple. There, I mean, there's a lot of really good ones. Um, I, I think probably my favorite is when he was speaking at Liberty University, and he said he read from two Corinthians, and I mean, it's so. It, I really, you know, it's hard to tell if he was trolling the uh, the evangelical right with that. Like, I mean, it's sort of in the same spirit of I could shoot someone. Yeah, and, you know. Um, and whatever, but, uh, and the other one of course is, uh, the smiley cookie, the recent smiley oh, yeah, cookie right. one. Yeah. That one's just delightful. In Pittsburgh. Yeah. He did not <laughs> fare too well. Let's hope. But he didn't, um, my favorite is, uh, was John, was John Kasich here in Pittsburgh when he went and he had that total disaster <laughs> of a, of a campaign stunt at the original Oyster House, um, when, you know, he tried to – people were asking – he couldn't believe. He was shocked. The reporters are asking him a question despite the fact that they press released the goddamn event. And when they said, you know, what do you think about well, – I forget what the question was. But he goes, hey, I'm just trying to have a fish sandwich, bro. <laughs> did he say bro? He did, yeah. Oh, fish sandwich, bro. That yeah. guy. I bet he yeah. looked at one of his advisors and he was like, yeah. did it go well? <laughs> how, how did that sound? No, he was like, wait, uh, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, I'm your advisor. <laughs> oh, man. And that was also the um, that was also the the event where he asked the the um, the server there if she was married, and she said no. And then he said, "Are you a single mother?" <laughs> and she said, "No." Do you have you know, all these ridiculous Didn't questions? Follow up by saying something about how it's really hard to be a single mother. Yeah, it's really hard to be a single mother. And then he said, I, "Right, do you have kids?" And she said, she's, "No." She's like, "I have no idea yeah. if that's true." Yeah, yeah I, I, I can't vouch for that. <laughs> That's great. What a guy. 
All right, so actually, I pulled up all of the uh, former nominees to see how many you guys could name. Are you comfortable with doing that? I don't want to put you on the spot. Oh, I feel like... Name them? Yeah. Yeah, let's give it a try. All right. Okay, so from the very beginning? Yeah, so I have... Oh, wait, seven, what do you mean? I have 17 names right here for the Ugh. Republicans. Uh, okay, for the candidates? Yeah. The I'll, candidates for the nomination. Yes, candidates for the nomination. Thank you. Yeah, give it a shot. All right. Um, did Rick Santorum... Mm-hmm. See at the beginning? Yes, um, Chris Christie. Yeah. Um, uh, the lady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carly, Carly, Carly Fiorina. Uh, Ted Cruz is a VP. Yes, Ted Cruz. <laughs> Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right. He named a VP. I forgot right. about yeah. that. That was um, his last ditch effort. <laughs> Jeb. Course, low energy low Jeb. Energy Jeb. Um, Marco, Marco Rubio. Rubio. Correct. Thirsty Marco Rubio. <laughs> yes. Little Marco. Little Marco. Um, oh, Marco Pequeno. Car- ben Carson. Yeah. Oh, ben Carson. Um, Only one. Uh... Oh, was, uh, was Rick Perry in at some point? He was. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Thank you. That was a good one. I'm not going to lie. That's what I want them to remember me by. Well, you already got Kasich. We'll just say that you got Kasich. Kasich, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I actually we already forgot about yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> actually, we'd moved on um, from Kasich. Who's a New York governor? Oh, Pataki. Yeah. Oh, was uh, was uh, Rudy in it? Rudy, no, Rudy didn't. Rudy Giuliani? No. no. Maybe next year. Next, oh, next God. cycle. There's my least favorite politician of all time, Mike Huckabee. Ooh. Mike Huckabee. The Huck. Yeah. Or the Bee. There's something depends. about Huckabee that makes me feel so profoundly terrible. Like, yeah. I can't even <laughs> hate him in the pure way that I hate, like, I don't know, Rick Santorum. Right. Because there's something a little almost like too human and like I think in the past he came off as sort of like a sweet man. Oh yeah. And That's and his he's whole vibe. just become so despicable. That yeah, I, he wrote that book, I, I forget what it's called, but it's called like Guns, Grits and God or something like that. And <laughs> grits? it's about Grits. I think grits are in there. It's about like how southern uh you know, southern states and midwestern states are real America. And he talks about, like, Beyonce values of the big cities. <laughs> and it's just, Jesus. It's infuriating. He has this interview with uh, John Stewart oh. <laughs> that I, I was seething through the entire thing. And then he, he lost the like, support of all the, fi- all the single ladies, and that was a problem. <laughs> Not that he cares about single ladies. Right. No. But if he's, he's no John Kasich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you poor Are you married? Ladies. Would you like to be? <laughs> <laughs> right, there's a guy named Gilmore who I honestly don't know who that is. Get, uh, yeah, there were people Gary? I had no idea. Let's call I him never... Gary Gilmore. I was in Gary Gilmore. All right. Oh. There was uh, Lindsey Graham. Ah, oh, I totally forgot about these people. Uh, from guy from Louisiana. Remember him? Bobby Jindal. Oh, Bobby, Bobby Jindal. Bobby J. I remember that because you accused me of being in love with him. Yes. Earlier. Yes. Uh, I don't know why. I don't want to give – his first name is Rand. Or Rand, Rand Paul. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give it away, but his first name is Rand. I call him Rizzy Pizzy, <laughs> as the kids say. Uh, I think then you only have one more. Oh, there's so many. People. I mean, one more uh, Republican. And he's an epic douchebag. Oh, narrow it down a little more. Wisconsin. Oh, Scott Oh, Paul Walker. Ryan. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, for- I can't believe I forgot about that. I, he, I might hate him more than Huckabee, but yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's pretty bad. All right, what about these Democrats? It says there's five. Is there five? I don't remember four. I mean, f- five uh, besides Clinton. Democrat. Guy. <laughs> that other guy. Yes, they are all white men. <laughs> One's Jewish. Well, Bernie. 
But okay, yeah, duh. All right. Were you really giving us a hint for Bernie Sanders? <laughs> Come on. I don't even remember what M- Mala- Mal- Mal- Melania. <laughs> his name? Martin O'Malley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I can be honest. I don't think I can name. No, I can't remember at all. Lincoln Chaffee. Oh yeah. How could you forget a name like Lincoln I, Chaffee? I forgot. Jim Webb. Nope. The uh, military guy, and then uh, Lessig. I don't know who that is. Are you talking about Les Ludwig, who, ran, who runs for mayor every four years? <laughs> All right, yeah, so is we did really well. Hmm. I'm not is sure Les if that's Ludwig true. a Democrat? He's an independent, yeah. I believe. Hmm. Um, we do have some updates yeah. here okay. from, the, uh, from the presidential election. Um, Hillary Clinton, again, these are all CNN projections <laughs> based on um, – uh, you know, based on exit polling and, and polls already, uh, precincts already reporting. Um, but it uh, shows Clinton with a 68 to 48 uh, electoral uh, vote lead. So um, Clinton won seven states right at the top of the hour. Um, New Jersey, Maryland, D.C. Which one, D.C., which is not a state. I know that. No cards and letters, please. <laughs> <laughs> All of our, our huge audience. Yes. <laughs> Massachusetts, for, uh, Vermont, Rhode Island, or Rhode, Rhode Island, Illinois. Yeah, and they won't write letters because we know them all. They yeah. work here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Is Dave listening? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Dave, are you listening? Text me if you're listening. Give us a call. Yeah, call us. Please call in. It's on the, it's on the screen. You're, I know you're in government. You can probably wait. Yes, call in, Muscle Man Dave, the tax collector. <laughs> <laughs> please. All right, so we were talking about Bernie Sanders. Margaret, do you want to talk about uh, what you liked about him? Uh, you know what? It's... I don't know if I. It's okay. I don't know if I want to get into it because it's just. I feel like I've gotten to a point where I've been so uh, upset about things that I'm. I'm like in this. I, in this phase of just being like, all right, well, sorry, this isn't very good for uh, the broadcast that I'm. Uh, no, that's fine. Bow, bowing out of uh, commenting on this. Charlie, you, you were persuaded. Right. Yeah. Or, so I was pers- I was persuaded at least partially with the conversation that Margaret and I had because, you know, listen, I I know how the game is played, and so you know, I wasn't gonna. <clears throat> I didn't think Bernie Sanders could be well. No, at that time, I didn't think Donald Trump was going to be the nominee. Right. Um, and I think a couple of things. I think as it became apparent that he was, you know, Bernie Sanders is the guy I probably had more in common with. Um, than Trump. Than Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> than Hillary Clinton. Um. So I just – I said, look, you know, I'm not I, – I used the old Margaret was almost threw up on her computer when I said, uh-huh. you know, I, I can't. She's He's not electable uh, to the White House and Margaret got a little pissed off at that and she was right. You know, it's just we can't – it's just sort of why. Well, I mean that in the primary – I yeah. mean it's easy to say this looking back but what were – the stakes – if you if you were kind of um, ambivalent about Hillary or Bernie, the stakes were not very high because either – you know, I and I remember that um, uh, I was watching uh, an interview or sort of like a panel thing on uh, mm-hmm. Democracy Now, and it was a, a socialist uh, woman who was for Hillary and a socialist woman who was for Bernie, and the the woman for Hillary was like, uh, "Yeah, I mean, I'll be happy if either of them win." Um, and so it just seemed like Hillary voters had a lot less to lose, hmm. um, and I don't know. I mean. So I, I think that you weren't really putting much on the line by right by voting for Bernie. For, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. So no, I admit it. I, I I probably right. 
that that's fair. I probably I probably made that vote knowing that um, I could vote my conscience because it wasn't going to cost me anything, right. sort mm-hmm. of a thing. I admit that. I totally admit that. Um, but it's just you know. Then when it became when it became obvious that, that Trump really had a had a shot at, at winning the nomination, I just you know I kind of wish that you know and and it did it pissed me off that the that the uh, that the DNC was you know was conspiring to you know shut Sanders out when he started gaining momentum. I mean it pisses me off, and I'm glad yeah. that Debbie Wasserman Schultz was shit canned. Um, yeah. but I, in a way, I think looking back, it's it's kind of cool that all of this that it went down that way um because now i think that having people disenchanted with the democratic party is probably ultimately healthy um and and you know it's the reason that a candidate like bernie sanders can gain traction and i think you know there are a lot of things that he talked about that are important to me uh especially universal health care and um things like that that uh i think a lot of People who normally would be, you know, like even, you know, talking about my parents, I think my parents uh, are a lot more open to things like that than they have been in the past. And it, Bernie Sanders kind of represents this like turning tide that um, I feel that I can be somewhat optimistic about. But Oh, interesting. Because I was actually going to ask that next is do you think um, do you think you really changed the tenor of the conversation? Um, at least on the surface, I mean, I kind of, I feel like Hillary will literally say anything. Um, but I, I guess it's good that, that she's sort of aligning with, you know, it, even if it's just to kind of win votes, I guess it's good that she's kind of taking on some of those, um, those, uh, ideas. But, um, I, I think that one of the, the good things about a Hillary presidency for um, people who are Bernie uh, supporters is that I, you know, it's a lot more likely that, I mean, I think that people will hold uh, Hillary's feet to the flame a little bit more than they, than they would otherwise. And I think that. You mean if Sanders hadn't made it as far or started that conversation. Yeah. And I, and I think that a problem with Obama is that um, when he won, you know, people during the Bush years, um, liberal liberals and leftists were uh a little more energized in a lot of ways um but with obama i think a lot of people checked out and stopped paying attention to what he was doing because it was like all right well we have a a democrat in office and he's cool so he's probably not going to do anything that's fucked up right yeah (laughs) so um i think that people will pay uh more attention to the the stuff that hillary has going on yeah yeah, I think it definitely. I think that the. Um, yeah, I think that the progressive agenda has to be more in the uh, in the conversation, but it's now it's going to be up to, you know, up to us to try and make sure it stays there because you know the last thing they want to do is, you know, fuck around with what the people want. So, whether as you said, whether or not it's actually carried through is going to be is going to be the question. I don't. I don't know. I hope so. Because that's the beauty. The beauty is tomorrow we can all start um, complaining about how Hillary's going to be a horrible <laughs> fucking president. We yeah. can finally yeah. do what we wanted to do. But, you know, again, she'll, you know, she'll be the worst case scenario is she'll be a bad president. Yeah. Well, OK. On that note, um, each of you, which, which what do you what's your biggest fear about a Hillary presidency? Margaret, do you want to start? Um, I don't know. I think that. Uh, 
there is a lot of legitimate fear of wars that the U.S. is going to get into uh, with Hillary as president. Um, I'm not super comfortable talking about that specifically because I don't feel like I'm well-versed enough in foreign policy. But um, I don't know. I think it's just going to be uh, what, you know, These it's not maybe not a horrible, horrible fear, but I just, I think that things are just going to... Um, at least stay the same in a bad way. I think that healthcare, I feel like healthcare is a really urgent thing and yeah. I, it really makes me anxious to think about um, that kind of being stalled and not moving towards um, like a single payer uh, plan sometime in the near future. Right. Um, so I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I think, you know, during the debates, Trump said something about how voting for Hillary is, you know, voting for another four years of Obama, which there are worse things than that. So, <laughs> yeah. but I think she'll be more conservative than Obama. So do you think she'll be more conservative than she appears right now? Uh, yes, I, I think so. Probably. Mm. Yeah, she's, she's, no, she's definitely, she's definitely the, um, the non-progressive Democrats definition of a progressive Democrat. I mean, it's, um, you know, the word liberal was sort of made dirty by, you know, by the right. And so now everyone is progressive, you know. Yeah. So those of us that were farther left were always sort of the progressives. And now we're um, – We have a phone call. Yeah. Oh, Can you believe it? All right. Hello? Hey, this is Ryan. Hi, Ryan Dito. <laughs> hey, Ryan Dito from the City Paper here. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, Charlie, Margaret, do you want to say something to see if he can hear you? Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hello there. See any Bigfoots out there? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, just like, you know, just a normal amount. <laughs> have you been hassled by the police yet tonight, Ryan? <laughs> no, I haven't. And do you have your cell phone ready to record if yeah, you do? Yeah, it's been a, I haven't had to give my uh, typical, uh, you know, why, why. <laughs> well, why? <laughs> so Ryan is at the Democratic, the County Democratic uh, function tonight over at the IBEW Union Hall in the south side. Yes. Yes, it's uh, it's really starting to fill up now. It was uh, got here about 20 minutes ago, and it's pretty dead. But um, uh, it's getting pretty packed, and uh, people are wooing and cheering every time Clinton takes the lead in a state, and uh, being silent if uh, Trump uh, Trump pulls ahead. So uh, it's uh, it's definitely a little tense right now. But, um, uh, I spoke to uh, State Senator uh, uh, sorry Wayne Fontana, who represents Lawrenceville and Beachview and a bunch of other uh, city areas, and um, he kind of. You know, told me that uh, kind of like what had kind of I saw you know out um, I guess throughout the day where it was just uh, a lot of strong turnout but no incidences no uh, no poll watching no uh, no drama I guess throughout at least throughout his district. Um, and what were some of the areas you went to today, Ryan? Where did where did you where were you today? And uh, I spent most of my time in uh, Garfield and Liberty and Larimer and uh, Homewood. A uh, little bit of time in Shady Side, and then the end of the day in Lawrenceville. And um, I can say that, yeah, I mean, it just seemed—it it was actually seemed just like pretty normal. I guess I expected there to be a little bit more drama, but um, for the most part, uh, lines were uh, happened early. A lot, like a lot of people at my polling place, they lined up right before um, everything opened, and then that's kind of what uh, I heard from. Uh, Everyone else working the polls um, at all the other districts, kind of throughout the city that um, you know I visited. A lot of people were anxious to vote. It felt like. Hey, Ryan, when and where did you uh, vote? Uh, I voted at 
right at 7 a.m. I got there right away. Uh, that's in uh, Bloomfield, right at the Shadyside uh, Honda um, on uh, Liberty Ave. Cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's been, uh, like I said, it's, uh, I almost wish I had more exciting stuff to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go but, start some trouble? <laughs> yeah, I, I should uh, should, uh, I don't know. Maybe I should bring my bike helmet in. <laughs> you know, event and just wear it. You know, in, in 2012, at that very same party, um, reporter Lauren Daly was nearly thrown out for dropping hot dogs into the cheese dip. Uh, and she had to quickly push them down into the cheese so no one could see that she dropped hot dogs into the cheese dip. So I, I feel like that, that sounds like a win. You know, for for both hot dog and cheese dip. Well, yeah, you go in for the cheese later on for yeah. your nachos or something, and bam! Yeah. Wonderful surprise. Yeah, hot dog. Anthony Charlie, Wiener. it's like your recipe this yeah. week. It is. Mac-a-wina. It is kind of like my recipe. And I apologize, we don't have macawina here in the uh, that's true studio. Margaret would love that. What uh, is that it? Smell. Mac- it's hot dogs. Uh, it's pasta infused with the hot dog water. Uh, I cook it. I cook them all together, and then I use uh, the finest Velveeta cheese uh, along with some mushroom soup. And you mix it all up there, a little milk, bada bing, bada bang, as they say, and wow. uh, macawina. <laughs> macawina. It was uh, something I learned uh, in that recipe I learned as a child and always made it for election night in previous years. And, oh, no. Yeah. Well, not last year either, in fact. But. Wait, so why not this year, Charlie? Uh, I just kind of ran out of time. And last year was because my wife thinks it's the most disgusting thing <laughs> on the planet. And uh, in fact, when I said, you know, I'm going to make some of that, she said, can you, can you do that? somewhere else and you know hmm. so i sort of get a hotel room yeah exactly <laughs> with a hot plate oh man all right so ryan what's what's on your plate for the rest of the night you're gonna be hanging there yeah it's gonna be hanging here uh you know waiting to see if uh get me uh cool people to talk to me i guess we'll see we'll see what happens um, all right but um yeah i'll uh i'll keep you guys posted if anything uh dramatic happens yeah and if you just want to chat we're here for yeah. you Okay. If you have if you have a profound thought or something like yeah. that, feel free okay, to okay. call back I have in. A profound thought. I'll, I'll give you guys a call back. Um, can I just say that this anonymous texter says that Charlie's wife is right. That made me a little sick to listen to. This anonymous texter. Uh, <laughs> this is a great aspect yeah. of this podcast. Obviously, this anonymous yeah. texter has something against me personally. But mm. well, that doesn't narrow. It's um. Yeah. I won't say who it is. I was just going to make a joke about who it is. But <laughs> no, we got to keep it anonymous. Yeah. Well, it's definitely Bigfoot. I would. I, I would <laughs> it's Ryan's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. All right, guys, I'm gonna, all right, I'm going to go. All right, all right, right mind your P's and Q's. <laughs> That's pints and quarts. <laughs> is it really? It's hard to keep those. Uh, Look at that. Keep track. Can we eat some pizza? Yeah, please, by all means. Yeah, what should we do? Pizza. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. All right. Uh, give me one sec. Now, keep, wait, we have, a, like we have a key race alert coming Uh-oh. up. Oh, no. Courtesy of our friend at CNN in Florida, uh, Donald Trump has gone ahead with 88% of the vote counted. Oh. Trump is leading 48 to 48.4%. I mean, we're looking at, we're in, I mean, we're in uh, probably an automatic recount range right here, right now. So, uh, Florida, once again, you sons of bitches. Yeah. Casey Anthony probably voted for Trump, and that's <laughs> fucking things up down there. <laughs> All right, when we get back, we'll investigate that ridiculous claim <laughs> I, have, right. I have proof All right.
All right. We're coming back. That song was called Striptease. That was mellow. I uh-huh. liked it. Yeah. I got a bunch of good tunes lined up. So nice election-themed yeah. playlist. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, depending on how much pizza we want to eat, you might be hearing them a lot. All right. So what's happened since our pizza break? Uh, the electoral map uh, has Clinton ahead of Trump 68 to 66. And Florida is uh, 91 or 92%. Uh, reported and Trump has about a little less than a little less than a point lead there. Point okay. nine. Anything unexpected there? I mean, everyone talked about Florida being in play for Clinton. I mean, Obama won it um, in twelve, I think, in ten as well. Um, I mean, Flor. I mean, Donald Trump has to. If Donald Trump doesn't win Florida, I mean, he he has he has no shot. I think we could almost <laughs> famous last words, but we could almost call it at that point. But right. Florida is tight. And unfortunately, what that says is so say Clinton comes back and she manages to win Florida, you know, we're going to have a, another nightmare where, you know, Trump is already talking about he won't concede. And, right. you know, when you look at, you know, how much I, I don't know that he can comprehend, even if even if even if uh, Hillary Clinton ma- manages to get a, a margin of victory that's more than Florida would give him. I don't I don't think he would he would necessarily concede this evening. Because he's an idiot. Yeah. Margaret? Yes? He's an idiot. Yeah, I concur. (laughs) (laughs) It's the kind of insight you get from Pittsburgh City Paper. (laughs) That's what you get for having uh, the music editor on your panel. (laughs) Uh, And Charlie, update on Pat Toomey. The Pat Toomey update, uh, if you'll just hold on one moment. Who we discovered, guess who he voted for? Yes, it Just actually take a wild yeah. guess. Callers, call in. Tell us <laughs> who you think he voted for. Caller Sarah's <laughs> going to win that party pack. <laughs> Next time I want you to say, you're on with Margaret. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me just refresh you and make sure I'm giving you the most up-to-date results. And then scroll back down. With 1% of the polls reporting, uh, Katie McGinty has uh, 82% of the vote, uh, but there's just a... About 6,600, 6,500 votes counted so far. So it's very early in that race. But uh, so far, Katie McGinty is um, beating Pat Toomey. And I'm sure a lot of that is coming out of uh, her stomping grounds uh, in the Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia County, Philadelphia suburbs. Charlie, you were talking before about uh, the significance of Florida. We know Pennsylvania is a pretty important state. What else? What are other states that are people looking at? Um, Ohio is, is of course, um, uh, a big one. And then I guess it all depends if you think, uh, um, you know, I think, I think, I think Clinton should take Wisconsin and then I think Michigan is still probably a toss up. Um, but those are, you know, those are states with those two combined have 26 electoral votes. I think that that's a huge get. And I think if, I think if Clinton can win Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, and Wisconsin, I think she can just sit back and wait for the. Uh, the West Coast to yeah. sort of take her on to victory. Well, Miss Clinton, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, <laughs> we'll keep you updated. Ms. 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 Come on, Alex. What did I say? Miss. Oh, Ms. Clinton. Or Bill's Disaster. wife would be fine. Mrs. Clinton. <laughs> Mrs. Clinton. Um, and North Carolina also at this point is is too close to call. So, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's gonna. It looks like it's gonna be a while. I mean, any hope I think of this. Wrapping up early, you know, is probably not going to happen. Okay. Um, 
since we were talking about Miss Clinton, uh, whoops, I just turned on this little flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys, I saw a lot of people posting on social media about how they felt voting today. Um, do you, did you feel anything voting for the, uh, we're all on the same page here, right? Yeah. Uh, voting for the first woman president. I don't think of it like that, I guess. I mean, it, it's a, it's a big deal when, when, but I, I don't think I've thought of this as, um, you know, as electing the first woman president, I've thought it's just been, there's been no other choice for me, like the best candidate in this particular race, Margaret. But yeah, I haven't really, I haven't really thought too much about that as far as, I mean, it would be great to, to have, do you think that's enough though? Do you think that, um, do you think that that's a big enough deal to be the first woman president if that first woman president is Hillary Clinton who you despise? Uh, I mean, I personally don't really feel anything about it. I know, I, I don't, I really don't relate to, um, people who feel emotional about it or who feel like um i don't know i don't want to uh diminish um whatever importance there is to that but uh i mean i don't feel like hillary clinton represents me in uh a lot of ways so it doesn't it doesn't personally i won't i won't disregard it as important but uh whenever people talk about shattering the last glass ceiling that just seems completely ridiculous to me because um, that suggests that, or, or you know, when people, uh, when when she won the nomination, and people were like, "Finally, little girls can dream of being president." And it's like, uh, I think that they always could, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and it's it's pretty pathetic that this is the first time that we've actually had a woman running. So it's, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't mean that much to me personally, but um, I mean, my you know, Dave's, uh, my boyfriend Dave's grandma uh, turned a hundred this year, and they were talking about how hoping that she would make it to the election so that she could vote for a woman for the first time and you know things like that are kind of and she did did she make i assume she is alive so i assume that you would have heard otherwise yeah she's doing very well um (laughs) so i I assume that 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 she did but um so that kind of stuff is kind of cool but I, i guess when i actually did go in i i felt like it was a little bit intense um and i'm not sure what that feeling was exactly but well it's like talk about glass ceilings but Clearly, Barack Obama taught us that being the first doesn't really – it actually brought up more racial uh, right. turmoil mm-hmm. or, you know, that became more of an issue. Yeah, which to be clear is not – you know, that that's not a bad thing per se. No. It's it's part of it that uh, – it's part of doing something that should have been – that should have happened a long time ago. Right. But it's uh, – I don't know. Identity politics are, are only only get you so far – do you think it was a big deal that Barack Obama, uh, as an African American man, was elected president? Do I think so? Yeah. Uh yeah. I mean, I I I would say so. I feel like it. Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously, but I don't know. I don't feel like I. Um, I guess I probably felt more about that at the time, but I also think I had a really different perspective on presidential politics at the time. So, um, I was a lot more swept up uh, in Obama fever. You were. Yeah. Um, I was definitely very, uh, I mean, I was very excited about Obama, um, in the first election and then, you know, kind of like not as excited, but I still was a big Obama supporter in, in his second election. So, yeah, I think that, um, I was, first of all, the reason I am excited about Hillary getting elected is the fact that we're going to save some money because we get to pay her less. (laughs) I assume that that's. Across the board, right? So we'll be able to do that. Mm. Um, 
But no, I mean, I was, I was, I was totally, totally, um, totally excited for Barack Obama. And, and listen, this is, this is, a, I know that this is a, um, a big deal to a lot of people, and my nieces recognize it as, hmm. you know, kind of something that they're seeing. Um, you know, I think it's like it's a step to like, it's a step to something becoming of this becoming like the normal. I mean, obviously, we still have a shit ton of racism, despite right. the fact that Barack Obama was president. But you know. You, we have kids growing up, you know, with you know they're seeing that anybody can be president. There are, right. We have a generation coming up that any anything's possible. Anybody can be president, including you know an African African American man, a woman, or an idiot. Um, <laughs> speaking of Donald Trump, wait, so Charlie, if yeah. if young Charlie in 1992, if somebody was like, what's more likely, a black president in the next 30 years or a, a female a president? Woman. You yeah, would say that be yeah, although. Again, going back to a female, to the, a, f- <laughs> a female. Um, yeah, no, there. Yeah, no question, no question. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and in some respects, uh, racial tensions are worse now than they were, you know, in the early nineties. I mean, although the stuff was still going on, is, is you know, we uh, I wrote a few weeks ago, probably a month or so ago now. Um, Pittsburgh native film director actor Bill Duke. Uh, not Bill Duke. I'm sorry. Um, oh, this is one of those live moments that you hate. Um, the, Oops. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Bill Nunn Jr. Mm. Sorry. Um, who played Radio Rahim and uh, Do the Right oh, Thing. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And so, you know, so this stuff was going on in the 80s. And, but without, you know, without the power of the internet, a lot of people didn't know what was going on. And that movie was sort of like the thing that opened, you know, opened our eyes. So at that time, I think... I think I, and that's again. Then shortly after that, you had the things that happened here with Johnny Gamage and uh, uh, you know a spate of you know deaths of, involving African American males, unarmed African American males here in, in Pittsburgh. And so um, at that time, I don't know. I, at that time, plus you know, I was born in 1971, so a lot of like the old time things that I would watch on TV, you know, like reruns and stuff like that was, you know, all sort of this racially biased black and white TV that, you know, where African-Americans were portrayed a certain way. And it just didn't seem like there was enough of a movement that, you know, that, that Caucasians were going to vote for African-Americans. And so, yeah, I, I think I thought that um, it was more possible for a woman before an African-American man. But I would, again, I was, I was crazy for Obama. And, and the second time I voted for Obama, I didn't, that wasn't something I had to think about for a second and not just because of Mitt Romney, but it was just, it was, you know, I think, uh, I think, I think he did all right, you know, in the first term. And I think he, I think he earned a second term and I, I wish that, you know, the uh, congressional lines could have broke a little differently and he could have gotten a little more done, like, you know, coming up with some kind of realistic uh, fix to the Affordable Care Act. So, you know, I, I think, I think history is going to treat Barack Obama better than he's treated right now. I, th- That's I think he's going to be. Yeah. So. Cool. All right, so Charlie, uh, as you are the most uh, informed on Pennsylvania races, <laughs> yeah. who do you think will take those uh, those ones we were discussing before between Pat Toomey and Katie McGinty? It's, it's, really, it's really a toss-up. I, I think Katie McGinty is going to win that seat at the end of the day. Um, I really do. Um, I think she's got momentum. I think she's got 
you know, Pat Toomey just sort of came off like a boob in the last <laughs> several several weeks, yeah, and yeah. It, it didn't do him any favors. I mean, just you know, people know what you're doing. People, nobody on earth thought that Pat Toomey was going to vote for Hillary Clinton or Gary Johnson. <laughs> You know, so it's just so cowardly to exactly, yeah. exactly seven forty-five. Jesus, beta. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had a talk about. Um, you know, That's we've like talk- an alt-right thing. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's okay. Picking up all the alt-right terminology. Wait, but what does we, that mean? We talk. What's that? What, what does that mean? What beta? Like beta male. Oh, right. Okay. Mm. I didn't know that was an alt-right thing. Yeah, like cuck. That's another. Oh. Oh. Completely different thing in the world that I live in, by the way. Uh, I'm sorry, Charlie. Continue. No, that's well, fine. Well, I think it's actually the same thing in the world. Right. Live in. Yeah. <laughs> but how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> it's the sound a chicken makes, Margaret. Ah. Bacock. Bacock. Um. Anyway, uh, what the fuck? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to do. No, it's it's perfectly fine. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I was talking to Ryan and news editor Rebecca Addison about how important it was, and other people as well, about how important it was that Pat Toomey didn't endorse. And some people think that that that's not a big deal, whether or not he comes out for for Donald Trump. But I think the fact that he's not willing, you know, he's not willing to answer that question. You're either, you know, you're either with your party or you're not. And and I think that's important to see, you know, because he's trying to. I mean, are you are you? Um, you know, are you standing up for your principles and what you believe in, or are you just trying to keep it quiet because you you would re- really wouldn't mind getting in there with a Republican president who is going to sign your legislation that you and the Republican House, which I don't think is going to flip over mm. uh, tonight, um, can can push through, including a repeal of the Affordable Care Act, and I refuse to call it O-Care. <laughs> I just it makes me angry to even think about that friggin' term. Yeah, but it was reclaimed by. The man himself. The male person. I know. The O himself. The, the big O. <clears throat> uh, what about other races that are happening? What about uh, well, Roth? Rothfuss? Yeah, the one, and I was just looking here, and that's why this wasn't uh, actually a, uh, this wasn't an awkward silence. This was me researching. <laughs> well, I'm just, th- I'm right. creating a, uh, a segue. Speaking yeah. of beta males. Yeah, beta <laughs> oh. So I actually – so I live in Keith Rothfuss's district, which a lot of people know, um, especially people who know me know that. And um, as a constituent, I have not been able to have one conversation with him either as a journalist or as a constituent. And you know, we have a famous relationship in which uh, I stalked him at a Halloween parade uh, <laughs> in Elwood City one year. What was that? Uh, this was the f- – I think this was the first time he ran – when he lost to Jason Altmeyer, I think. Um, I think so. And um, so I've been calling him for for weeks um, to try and get him to talk to me. He wouldn't talk to me. He wouldn't call me back. And so – and I will say this. I didn't intentionally stalk him at a, at a Halloween parade. But it was in Elwood City where my, uh, where my family lives and my nieces were in a parade – in the Halloween parade for something uh, – by the way, Elwood City is This a, is like what happens in every James Bond movie. Yes. <laughs> or I think Al just recently wrote something about the that trope of of following someone during a parade. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um so there he comes down the street, Keith Rothfuss, and I'm standing there. My wife had walked away for a minute and I was standing there with my sister in law. 
And as he comes by, he says, hi, I'm Keith Roffus, and I'd like your vote for, for Congress. And I said, hi, Keith Roffus. I'm Charlie Dietrich with the Pittsburgh City Paper. You've been avoiding my calls for the last three weeks? And he well, I – no, no. <laughs> I, someone didn't give me those messages. I'm going to call you on Monday. I've never, I've never heard from him again. And um, so today – so again, I've written about Keith Roffus, so I have no problem telling you know anyone that I'm not a supporter of Keith Roffus. Um, and so today I go to vote, and I'm walking. There were like two levels of the parking uh, where I was, and I come, I'm coming down the steps, and I see a woman with a, with a handful of Keith Roffus literature, and I know she's going to hand it to me, and I know I'm going to say, I'll never vote for that jackass. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> so as I get to the bottom of the steps, the woman says... Hi, sir. I'm Keith Roffus's mother. Can I give you a flyer and, and please ask you to vote for my son? And I just said, oh, no, thank you, ma'am. I've made my decision. Thank you. Mama Roffus. Mom Alice Roffus. Famous that Alice. That is a cold strategy. Get your mom out yeah. there. Yeah. How many moms do you think he hired? Well, <laughs> well he famously – Does he look old enough to be his mom? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he famously uh, tells a story all the time about um, his mom. He goes, and I almost know by heart. Let me tell you a story of the two Alices, my mother Alice and my daughter Alice. And then it goes into some horseshit that I, you know, try to tune out and forget. And but he's been using that same thing since he first ran. This is his. Uh, this is his second re-election. So this is his fourth because he, he lost the first time, won, and then re-elect, re-elect. So this is his fourth election. And ever since the first election, he's been using this line, I'm in this for two reasons, the two Alice's. Mm. And so I've heard that for years. And so I'm at a, I'm at a debate uh, last month. And his challenger, Aaron McClellan, had told me one of the things about him was that he has the same shtick. He doesn't change it. He doesn't do anything. and He doesn't. Um, and she said, you know, or so we're sitting, I'm sitting there at the debate and sure enough in his closing arguments, I'm here for the two Alice's. And I, I think I loudly said, you've got to be fucking kidding me. It's the <laughs> same story. Yeah. You it know. doesn't even sound like a good story. No, yeah. Oh, it's not a, it's not a good yeah. story. It's not a good story. At it's all. like when you, when you are struggling to write your conclusion in some article and it's like, oh, this is so bad, but I guess I'm going to have to go with it because I can't come up with anything else. Yeah. That race is still, um. That race hit. No results yeah. expected for that. Or, or no, exalt, no results in for that race right now. So speaking of the two Alice's and speeches, uh, have either of you ever witnessed a political speech in person that you were uh, emotionally bowled over by or really connected with? Were you ever like, oh, damn, that. that, that. Uh, oh, damn that. Uh, oh, I yeah. saw George W. Bush speak once. Did and, you? Uh, yeah. Did you cry? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't really remember how I felt. Um but uh, uh, I went to, you know, I saw Bernie Sanders, uh, and that was, I mean, I don't necessarily think I was, like, you know, about to cry or anything like yeah. that. But it was really, uh, it, I, I remember smiling and laughing a lot. So What about not on, not, on, not in person, just um, in general, any political speech that you were like, oh, damn. I don't know. Obama's 2008 uh, election night speech was, was pretty awesome. Oprah was there. Everyone was there. Yeah. And it was just sort of, um, but I actually that that 2008 I saw, um, I saw Obama speak a few times. But there was, um, and you know, let's just head it off right now. Don't ask me to cite a passage. I don't remember a passage. But it was the first time I'd ever seen him speak in person. Person, and it was at the Soldiers and Sailors in Oakland. And it was, he just just blew me away. It was just you know, he just he knows how to 
He knows how to give a speech. He knows how to tell a story. He knows how to – look, I don't know if he – you know, if he's really in it with me, but I believe that Barack Obama is in it with me and, you know – Maybe that's a that's a great gift for someone who wants to be elected to office. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting how, you know, Obama is really like the, you know, his speech after Sandy Hook when he cried. And um, I mean, he is very just like, you know, personable to the core. And then, it, you know, thinking back to how uh, all these conservatives were like, oh, those crocodile tears. Just like really, come on! Yeah. Just let yourself be a little charmed yeah. by this guy. Yeah, to say Our that first funny president, in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, and question. probably last funny president. <laughs> no question. <laughs> Currently in Pennsylvania, looking at the state of Pennsylvania's website, uh, Hillary has a uh, forty-nine to almost fifty to forty-six uh, percent lead over um, over Trump with. Uh, <clears throat> Some votes reporting it doesn't say here what uh, what the percentage is, but All right. um, yeah. So you know we're moving along through this um, through this evening. Well, yeah, and it'll start picking up obviously later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it will. It will. Um, the count still sits at sixty eight, sixty six. So there hasn't been much movement. I mean, and that's the thing. Like I said, there was a time when. You know the networks would go out on a go out on a limb. I almost say go out on a rim. Go out on a limb and uh, you know make these calls, uh, but unless they were legitimately too close to call. But like I said, they were they were taking some liberties. But now it's just. I mean, I think we're we're at a point where these these states are. You know, it, I will say this. I would. I, I remember when I first started covering elections, I would go to the Bureau of Elections, and I would stand there, and they would bring out these every twenty or thirty minutes. They would bring out printed sheets and we would have to you know we would look at the sheets and we would you know we weren't calling in to put them up on the line you know we're just doing a story for the next morning and yeah. so i i'm sure that the new that the new system is faster but it doesn't feel faster like i don't feel like once we sort of made that jump that we've streamed as you said earlier that we've streamlined the process any that we've you know there's got to be an easier way to figure all this out yeah. what was the first election you covered as a journalist uh i think it was um it was probably uh, Wellsville City Council, the town I grew up in. Um, I covered the city council race, and that was that was like my first. Like I started out in sports, but then I got hired full time covering a beat, and I covered my hometown. And uh, mm. I knew everybody, or at least everybody knew me. Everybody was afraid of afraid of. Everyone <laughs> was friends with my dad. Um, afraid of might be <laughs> it might be the thing too. Freudian Please go back to our to our podcast uh, <laughs> from a few from our Father's Day podcast. Um, but that was tough because now I was like – and I will say this. I think that that sort of got me ready for for anything because if you can cover you know, your hometown, people who you – know, you're asking somebody about an issue and uh, – remember the first big issue I covered was like a mercury leak. Some employee dumped mercury from water meters out into the ground by the water Whoa. treatment plant. Yeah. It was a huge story and um, – there were these guys on city council who went to my church, uh, who knew my dad, and so I had to go to these guys and say, "Look, you know what was?" Blah, blah, blah. And it was just it was a lot of uncomfortableness and you know so forth. And uh, the chief of police, for example, was uh, um, was was like my mother, one of my mother and father's closest friends. And oh, wow. you know, so now I'm you know I'm going to him and asking him for stuff, and and you know I didn't get any special treatment, which kind of sucked too, which I thought I would. How but, small is the town? Uh, at that time that I started covering, it was probably like. Six or seven thousand when I was okay. growing up, and it was probably about four, uh, four thousand probably when I went back to my first job. 
Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I've covered so many little shitty elections and um, where people don't want to talk to you. And you've just, West Virginia is the worst. West Virginia, I only had to cover that once, but I stood in a courthouse where it was, I don't think it was legal. It probably was legal to smoke, I guess. Yeah. But these old, like 90 year old poll workers and, and work for the Bureau of Elections just sit there and smoke. And they're blowing smoke on you and shit while you're trying to like count ballots. And they're <laughs> counting ballots by hand. It's just a nightmare. Like we get out of there at, like two in the morning sometimes, and it was, it was kind of a nightmare. But uh, you know, I guess that prepares you for the future. What yeah. about presidential election? What was your first one of those that you covered? I mean, probably. Well, as a, as an it was probably uh, it was probably Clinton um, Clinton Dole. As a, a Bob Dole, as a as a journalist, but I didn't really cover. Like I was a journalist during that time, but I didn't really cover. The first that I actually did work on an election was when I worked at um, uh, was that in Pittsburgh? Yeah, it was uh, it was Gore um, Gore Gore Bush, uh, mm-hmm. and then you know I've covered um, both both Obama elections, and we you know we try to do stuff because you know even though it's a national election, we try and do stuff to you know put a local spin on things or yeah. to, you know, people want to know, I think, what, what their local media folks are doing, I guess, yeah. or what they think about an election or how it's playing out in their state. And, you know, Pennsylvania has been an important swing state for years. So there's always been something. Um, it's always been something for us to, for us to cover here. Yeah. So. Well, going back to Bob Dole. So one thing that we've been talking about over the past few weeks mm-hmm. uh, is that thing when a nominee or a, uh, candidate either one it could be before they get the nomination anyway uh basically they have some small thing that happens and it's all they're remembered for yeah uh, or just one of the few things they're remembered for right. or it's attributed with you know how wh- why they failed so it's like there's you said something about the pencil with bob dole yeah bob dole that? bob dole had an injury i don't know if it was the left hand or the right hand uh hillary clinton has just won new york uh let me bring that up 29 oh, cool. electoral votes it's a big win i mean your home state expected it. That's true. Did you drive back there to vote for Hillary today? No. Are you? Wait. Did you vote here? Yeah. It was legal. <laughs> How many times did you vote? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So Bob Dole had. Um, oh, Wyoming. Yeah, but Donald Trump just won Wyoming, Nebraska, and Kansas, uh-huh. and North and South Dakota. That's probably a whole. Seven electoral votes. Kansas, come on! You know, Kansas, I think, has the potential to be, to to be blue. There's just something I don't know. Kansas isn't like those other states. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it's uh, carry on my wayward son. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's Kansas, right? <laughs> no, is it? Is it? I should. I guess I should know. It does come in handy. Yeah, music knowledge. See, yeah, I just that. displayed no music knowledge. <laughs> well, you, if you had, we both would have said. I mean, don't you wrong. cry? No. Um, I don't think. I don't think that's Kansas. You don't think that's Kansas? I could be wrong. Callers, callers, <laughs> yeah. please. Um, but I'm Bob, look it up. Bob Dole had an injury. I think it was a war injury. Um, but he always like his hand was. I think like sort of. I don't know if his hand was formed in a fist or if that was the best way. Or he had very limited mobility, so he would hold a pencil in it. They always would put a pencil just in his hand. So whenever Bob Dole would talk, he would have this pencil, this non-moving. His hand would move. Uh-huh. He never used the Jess pencil. Jess says never. it is Kansas. Thank you, Jess. Mm-hmm. Um, carry on my wayward, Jess. Um, so yeah, so Bob Dole had this pencil that he, uh, you know, that he always had in hand, and that was sort of. What I remember and take away from that is Bob Dole's pencil. And, yeah. of course, 
a lot of, I think, how memories are formed, at least for me, are how things were portrayed on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> and it was um, – I, I don't know. I can't remember who portrayed him, but it was um, – he always had that pencil in his hand. It might have been Norm MacDonald. I don't know. Uh, callers, if you know who portrayed um, – Jess. Jess. Yeah. We don't have internet. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about a few others. Yeah. Um, so Dukakis, Michael Dukakis was pictured in a tank right. uh, wearing a helmet and he just – he kind of – he looked, it made him look very small and sort of out of place. Yeah. He just – he didn't look – did not look presidential. If you can't look presidential in a fucking tank, yeah. you uh-huh. should not be the president of the United States. Oh, that's just the kind of thinking that gets us into this mess. <laughs> You're probably Oh, wait. Right. Yeah. And Bob Dole fell off the stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh, fell off the stage. Yeah. Right, right, right. Margaret, who were we just watching fall off the stage? Uh, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. Grammer. The other day, yeah. <laughs> that is a great video. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. It's so uncomfortable after yeah. he falls because he's clearly shaken up. Yeah. What was the joke he's, he's making going into it? Uh, something about being the, uh, the, the UN and the part of the UN for it, the, It's a Small World. Something oh, like God. that. Something really terrible. <laughs> it was Norm MacDonald, by the way. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, right. That was really awesome. good. All right, so uh, another one was Howard Dean uh, going, ah. pia, pia, uh, which has, has been covered many times, and Mark yeah. pointed out to me months ago, because I still apparently didn't know it, that it kind of makes no sense. He was in a very loud auditorium, and he was mic'd up, and so it doesn't, it's not quite yeah. as weird uh, as it sounds when you just isolate his, his mic. Yeah, I think he just, he had the Holy Ghost in him, and he just, yeah. that was just like, he was feeling it. Well, so, okay, like, so. Also, I mean, you think about, you think about that compared to, Everything that that Trump and Hillary like the stupid things that they've said, yeah. and it's like it that you know simpler times when all that's all it took to finish someone. I mean, there must be more to it than that, but I think that that's really widely you know considered the reason that his his uh, rise to power. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Well, it's also on. yeah, and also it's like well, some of these like so having uh, you know the pencil uh, falling off a stage, looking weak in a tank. Uh, or Nixon being really sweaty on TV right. in 1960. Those are all like, it just looks wrong, right? It's optics, I guess is what they call it. You just go like, oh, mm-hmm. it, just, it just doesn't feel right. But then there's stuff like with Gary Johnson not knowing Aleppo or Rick Perry not being able to name his third, the third department that he wanted to cut. And that's like, that's actually relevant. But it's much, for some reason, you know, I was obviously like one when Dukakis thing happened and I fucking love that story and I don't know why. I just think it's the, the funniest picture. And I just love that that's something that could be carried on for so long and seen as his. Much like when Ronald Reagan was shot, I cried when I saw Michael Dukakis in the tank <laughs> as well. <laughs> Is that true? No. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think I was probably Republican then. Uh, <clears throat> well, I mean, and I think that it's like Hillary has had so many things that you're just like, oh, yeah. like, uh, don't forget to Pokemon Go to the polls or whatever, you know, <laughs> just something like that. Something or, you it's know, a good line. when she during the primary debates, when she said, and may the force be with you. And oh, it's wow. just like, uh, it's so you can just never. I don't think I've ever um, felt like I saw so clearly the people who were, you know, running her campaign like yeah. through her. Well, yeah, and you really you have a serious you do not like that sort of like uh, labored over yeah ease relevant or relevant relevance. joke yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much win yeah. stuff the yes, stuff that people queen. applaud yeah her you know her appearance on uh, broad city oh i didn't see that oh uh, well you should youtube it or not i don't okay. know 
<laughs> was it funny? No, of course not. I mean, it's like this really labored, like, um, look how, look how, what a hero she is to uh, all millennial women. Yeah. Um, in this way that I just, I mean, some some people feel that way, but I just don't. So it's, uh, it just feels so phony to me. But you know, no offense to anyone who uh, resonates with. Good for you. I'm glad you can uh, feel good about it. <laughs> Sorry. No one's listening. <laughs> that's true. I don't want to know if that's true until tomorrow. And then I'll say, man, we killed it. And you'll say, yeah, those those three people who were <laughs> yeah. on at the beginning the an- and then left. The anonymous, well, it's, it's, it's good, right. the anonymous texter and Jess. Well, Charlie, I haven't, we haven't lost any since since the last time I checked. Good. Um, they survived the pizza break. I may be I may be having a special guest calling in here in a moment to okay. share regale us with their own tales of covering election nights. Who's that? Let's see if if it happens. Right. I don't want to because she's got a lot of fans out there. Oh, she. Oh my god. Uh, the great yes. Is it Al. Well, we use we use she oh. as the as just kind of a general um, right. Yeah. Rather, you know, you might they, in the past people they. said he. To if you didn't know the gender, right? So we right. now we say she, yeah, or they. Donald Trump is continuing to open up a lead in Florida. The current count, by the way, stands at ninety-seven. Uh, Clinton eighty-four electoral votes. Trump, <clears throat> and so Wait, it's uh, which was it ninety-seven Clinton to eighty-four Trump. Oh, okay, uh, she just won. Uh, she just won a few states. Oh, he actually just won. Basically, uh, all the plain states, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, we're sort of – I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I'm looking at the map and I don't know. Other people obviously have a better sort of sense of uh, analyzing this stuff. But I'm looking at the map and I just I, – I didn't think it would be be this close. But well, those plain states are states that are easy to call early because – they're traditionally red. I mean, they're 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 not going to go. They're not going to go blue. We have a phone call. We have a phone call. All right. Hello. Charlie. Is this Lauren Daly, former staff writer? <gasps> it sure at is. At Pittsburgh City Paper, Lauren, wow. you're live on the first ever City Paper election podcast. What? Congrats! That's <laughs> Thank well, you. Welcome, Lauren. This internet thing is really going to take off, guys. <laughs> you're here. <laughs> well, we'll see. You're here with Margaret uh, Margaret Welsh, our music editor. Um, and Alex Gordon, our, uh, our, our web producer. Hi, Lauren. Hey, guys. Hey, Alex. So we, I was telling the story earlier, Lauren, that uh, we were talking about uh, covering local events. And uh, we have uh, uh, Ryan Dito over at the IBEW Hall. And I know that you covered that in um, 2000, uh, or 2012, right? Or 2011. Uh, right. Or two, no, 2012. So – I remember, didn't you have like a series of like mishaps involving cheese and food and perhaps the county <laughs> executive, Rich Fitzgerald? Yes, um, and he is, he is a very good sport, as is his <laughs> team. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of hijinks at the IBEW Hall, and one of my favorite things to do at election night, no matter what I'm covering, is what's, you know, Susan investigative reporting, what's on the menu? Right. You know, what's going on? <laughs> this particular eve was, um, and just to set the scene, I also snuck my wife in as my air quote photographer. <laughs> right. Was oh, a classic Lauren Daly move. <laughs> yeah, the highest decorum here. Was that was date night for Lauren, by the way. That was a classy <laughs> dinner and a show date night. 
I like to show a girl a good time. <laughs> and she was fake taking pictures, and I think it was, I forget, um, I don't know if it was Rich, I'm going to say his last name, was it Trumka, the guy from the AFL-CIO, mm-hmm. pointed out to her that she was taking photos with the lens, the lens <laughs> half on. <laughs> um, so, you know, they have, I go to do any due diligences and go up to the, the buffet line and see that they, in fact, have, you know, assorted hot dogs, banks chips, all, all, all high-quality shit here. <laughs> There's melted cheese for, for pretzels, and I'm talking to Rich Fitzgerald, as always, just kind of about the mood of the night, um, naturally getting a hot dog while I'm doing this. <laughs> I was making notes and proceed to drop several hot dogs into a vat of melted cheese, <laughs> which proceeds to erupt all over the people standing around it. And, you know, what do you do in that? Like, what's the situation? I don't know, like, do you fish them out? Do you leave them? Do you pretend that it never happened? Right. How did you um, go? What did you go with? I preferred to pretend it didn't happen and continue my line of questioning. <laughs> That's probably best. And then later on, I did what any spouse would do and sent my wife to the other line to retrieve hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a good, you're a good reporter and a good wife, Lauren Daly. Lauren Daly Mauer. Sorry about that. <laughs> she was just Lauren Daly around here, folks, at least for most of her time, anyway. This is, uh, this is, this is what we do in pursuit of the truth. I just want to say... Rich Fitzgerald did not miss a beat, either. <laughs> he does, yeah, you can't, you, can't, you can't throw Rich off. No. I just want to say that once um, Lauren took me to a um, parking expo uh, as her photographer. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> because we thought there was going to be free food. And it was a similar situation where um, I was holding the camera, and after a while, the lady who was showing us around was like, are you going to take any pictures? And I was like, yeah, and I kind of held the camera out like I had no idea what it was. But that's not the only place really Lauren, that's not the only place Lauren took you for lunch. Oh, that's true. No, we also <laughs> frequented um, Blush. Yes, the Blush Lunch Buffet. <laughs> right. Where you can um, eat pierogies while staring into vaginas. And I did have to pay one of the dancers $5 in order to remove her legs from my neck. That's pierogies digesting poorly. <laughs> <laughs> and Trump has just won Texas and Arkansas. Ugh. I don't think there's a surprise there. No. Um, so, Lauren, what do you, you I mean, aside from I know you're no longer in the reporting game uh, at a high, high at a high class organization like City Paper where you can go to strip clubs for lunch, um, what do you make of this, of this whole election? Um, I assume, knowing what I know about you, that you voted for you voted for Hillary today. Um, are you surprised with how the results are coming back in now? I'm surprised it's this close, to be honest. Um, you know, I remember from covering the 2008 and 2012 elections on the presidential circuit how humongous of a base that the Democrats have mobilized. That, that's there's their bread and butter. You know, the women vote, the minority vote, um, Latino. And, you know, it's really kind of disheartening. As, as my wife points out, um, I felt like this, elections, regardless of the outcome, really gave people an agency to say all the terrible shit that they keep in their their head. Right. And now it has a venue, which is really disappointing, even if uh, Hillary wins, which I certainly hope she does. Um, I'm sitting here holding my newborn son, and I'm, you know, I think about the world we're going to wake up in tomorrow, and I really hope it's one with a, a progressive female president um, and not a president who will, you know, could take his rights away or take our rights away. Right. And, it's just, you know, I, I haven't, I don't know, I'd be curious, you, your take on it in terms of how, how close it's, it's being, I'm, I'm surprised. 
Yeah, no, I thought the same thing. I, I didn't think this was going to be, I've said all week that, I, I will say this though, I haven't seen any surprise, I mean, Florida is the state right now that sort of, I was hoping that Florida would, would go for Clinton, but I, I'm not seeing too many surprises yet. I think it's just, right. I'm hoping it's just how the map is unfolding, it's, is, is, is why it's looking sort of, uh, you know, sort of the way that a lot of us don't want it to go at this point. Um, you know, you've got, basically you've got Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, PA sitting out there. If you, if, if you hit those and then you can move out to the West, you're she's probably okay. But you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it, it now becomes with, with winning, you know, with, with, she's currently losing Florida. I mean, it makes winning a state like Ohio even more important. And, and, you know, that's was never a lock. So, yeah, it's um, it's concerning. It's it's definitely concerning. Um, it is. It is. But you know, I remember from watching the primary that you know I, I think Trump is a very dangerous individual. But I think he's his own stupidity would get in his way of being super dangerous. Where I think not that I would ever really embrace a Trump presidency. No, I'm lying. I never would embrace a Trump presidency. <laughs> right. But I think out of all the, the whole GOP field from the primary, I think Ted Cruz was by far the most dangerous. You got to watch out for those policy wonks, the guys who really know how to manipulate public policy and move bills through or stymie bills. And that's where, when I, when, you know, when I try to comfort myself about thinking about what could happen, I think this it would be better any day than a, a Cruz presidency. I agree, but I also think that what's worrisome about Trump is Pence in that case. Oh, absolutely. Is anyone pissed off at Gary Johnson? I was in Florida, right? <laughs> I'm a Democrat in Florida. I would find Gary Johnson the shit out of him. <laughs> um, Lauren, you're you're now without uh, you know giving too much away. You now work in the health. Can- yeah, Lauren is gay. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm sorry, um, but Lauren works in the, in the healthcare industry. If that's okay for me to say, um, what is your so working in that industry? What 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 is this? Uh, what concerns you about about this election on both sides, be it Clinton or be it Trump? Well, here's here's what shakes me about the whole and, I, and I, my Facebook post, my Facebook is blowing up about you know they're using um, Obamacare as one of the as one of the whole pegs you know against the last eight years and uh, you know trying to get rid of Obama and then doing everything and the big target on everyone's back is is Obamacare and what I see working in the healthcare industry and working with one people is that no one truly understands how it actually works. And the people who do are the people who benefit from it. And when you see the uninsured numbers going up, I know at least in New York State, the, the numbers of sky, or, I'm sorry, the number of folks who were previously uninsured, mm-hmm. I, I hate seeing that as an issue. Yes, health care is really expensive. That is, that is a fact. But that is across the board. And what I would say is, you know, I just, I just have a very complicated pregnancy and I just delivered a son. And I got a bill for it, and I expected to get a bill for it because I wouldn't want—I wouldn't want to deliver my child in a healthcare system that wasn't on the United States. So when I think of the things that Pence has said and Trump has said, you know, they want to fix it. I don't think they've ever actually taken the time to understand how it works first. There's definitely areas of improvement, but you know, and in terms of single payer, which I know Hillary has, has talked about. I don't know if there's a big enough appetite for that because it's such a big change and people are still wrapping their arms around what even has happened with Obamacare. What are you guys feeling in Pennsylvania? Because New York's a much different state because New York made their own exchange. What's going on in PA with it? 
you guys, you guys, or the state rejected it and opted for the federal healthcare.gov. Right, and then once, once, yeah, once Tom Wolf uh, took office, he, yeah, it was it was kind of a mess. But he 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 sort of rescinded Tom Corbett's uh, Tom Corbett's uh, healthy PA or whatever the fuck that was, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he sort of he sort of got on like uh, some sort of uh, you know the 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 Medicare the. Uh, Medicare exchange or what have you. So it, it's yeah. definitely I, the numbers of uninsured. Again, the number of uninsured in Pennsylvania, just like everywhere else, is has gone down, but it hasn't gone down low enough. There's still, you know, there's still um, a segment of the population who's not who's not being who's not being served um, sure. by this. So, um, Lauren, uh, I wanted to ask you, um, how is the child Charles Margaret doing? We know that you named the the baby after us. Uh, yeah. Yes, he uh, Charles Margaret is, is doing exceptionally well. And uh, today, ironically, um, was my original due date, and I figured, what better day to be locked in a room screaming than election day? Um, fortunately, he came he came early, but I think that's good because now I can be home, and I'm still locked in a room screaming. He's just screaming right here, alongside. Good, he's outraged as well. <laughs> well, Lauren, we're going to let you get back to uh, watching results. Try and keep your wiener out of the cheese if you can do that. <laughs> As they say. As they say. They and, should start uh, saying that. Yeah. It actually <laughs> – keep your wiener out of the cheese. And it was nice uh, nice to hear from you because it actually sort of feels right that uh, that you are, uh, you're on here with us tonight. Because um, certainly one of our, one of our all-time favorites. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we're all here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Thanks, Lauren. Bye, Lauren. One of the uh, one of the all. This is City Papers, of course, twenty fifth anniversary, and you can read about it next week in our twenty fifth anniversary issue. That's going to be good if you want. I'm if you want, about that. if you want to, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a total surprise to a lot of people. Um, <laughs> no one in this room. Though. No one in this room that we know exactly what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> but um, Lauren Daly is just one of those. I mean, she was here for a few years, and she's just one of those. Um, one of those, uh, one of those people that just sort of defined, I think, you know, sort of uh, defined city paper, you know, and yeah, I remember really as a reader, yeah. made an impact, um, and so that was uh, that was cool. It was cool to have her, cool to have her on with us, and um, I'm glad that all is going well with her and her son Theodore, oh. not Charles uh, Margaret as much. Charles as Margaret, Chargaret, or Marley? Char- Marley. Oh, Marley. That's a great Marley. idea. Yeah, Chargaret. Chargret. Not so much. That's like a yeah, Chargret's tough. It does sound like a Chargret. <clears throat> yeah, Chargret sounds like a small, like, mole-type animal. A Chargret. I got to get some of them Chargretes out of there again. <laughs> All right, well, do you want to read some jokes, Margaret? Sure. All right. All right. Uh, it was kind of hard to find. We actually found better bus jokes then. Yeah. Yeah, I should say we did our bus podcast last week, and to, you know, spice it up a little bit, we got some bus jokes from online, uh, and I wanted to do it again, and... Like you said, there aren't too many election jokes. No. These are more general um, America themes. Yeah. Um, What kind of tea did the American colonists want? Liberty. Are you reading over my shoulder? I did not read over. I was looking (laughs) over here the whole time. Liberty. Here, I'll look at this way. Go ahead. Mm. All right. Um, What did one American flag say to the other American flag, presumably? It says flag, but... Were you waving at me? Oh, man, he's good. It says nothing. It just waved. Oh. Um, where was the Declaration of Independence signed? I like this one. Uh, on a desk. 
<laughs> you got the right idea, but at the bottom. Mm. Um, <clears throat> let's see. All right. Well, let's take a break from these jokes for a minute. That's uh, they're all kind of bad after that. Oh, okay. Well, it reminds me of um, like I look at this election and I think, what would George Washington say if he was alive today? He'd be freaked out by everything. <laughs> he'd about say, our lives. <laughs> he'd say, "Let me out of this box. I'm not dead." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, some fresh and so then yeah. the bus driver said well there was that uh, i mean i uh i just watched the new um uh david cross special where he talks about how obsessed we are with the founding fathers but you know how if they were alive they would be you know, amazed by cotton candy <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I don't know i go watch it on netflix everybody and You'll see yeah, side is. note, he, he has gotten better with age as he's gotten fatter. And, and and more handsome, in my opinion. Yeah, but also he just looks in less, I don't know. He's more settled in. Yeah, less himself. indignant all the time. Yeah. Although he's still pretty indignant. I saw him when he was here doing a lot of those jokes, too. Yeah. It was great. Well, it's I recently went back and listened to his older stuff, and, and it made me kind of like, re, it rekindled my rage towards George W. George Bush. George Bush, yeah. He, yeah, he really got... Really got him. He, he really, really annihilated yeah, him. Yeah, he decimated him. <laughs> uh, that David Cross. He's that, funny. He is. Did I tell you, just uh, speaking of decimated, this is just, I'm just filling it dead air right now, but uh, when I saw someone on Facebook call uh, Samantha B. the female John Oliver, she's kind of like the female John Oliver, <laughs> which is just. And you also don't like the yeah, female John Oliver. I don't. Or the male. You don't yeah. like the female John Oliver? The only person in that of that genre I like is um, uh, Colbert. Amy Schumer. Oh. <laughs> I saw the um, female uh, John Oliver at the uh, RNC. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I I thought, you know, it's weird. I thought about approaching her because I'm like, I think Samantha B would want to do an interview with me. I don't yeah. know why, but the alt-press, I think she would. Yeah. But I, I didn't. She was like in the middle of doing a, a shoot, so I, mm. I assume she didn't want to. A stand-up, as we say in the business. A yeah. stand-up. Doing one of her stand-ups. <laughs> Wait, Margaret, can you talk a little bit about why you don't like her, or do you feel that you've already Oh, I mean, it, 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 she's just kind of part of that. Uh, I mean, it's like uh, this sort of genre of um, of smugness that I don't really care for. Hmm. Um, that I mean, maybe good points delivered in, in such a, a smug way that uh, I think, you know, there was a – that kind of thing was funny at, at a time, but it's so – overdone now and then the way that she during the primaries as a, as a bernie supporter i thought she was um extremely unfair to bernie supporters in terms of making them um oh yeah she wasn't i thought you were saying okay yeah. oh yeah, yeah yeah um uh yeah i just think she is i'm just you know it's it's everything i don't like about that um but she's a woman which <laughs> makes it worse no um I'm not saying that she's uh, not talented or anything. Yeah, but. shouldn't you just be happy that she's the first female John Oliver and supported <laughs> yeah, her for that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, John Oliver was the first British John Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, and I We're do think... We're making progress here, people. I do think that John Oliver is funny and smart and makes good points, um, but it's also just kind of this, this, whole, this whole brand of... Um, I think humor... I think humor might be over. Maybe satire is dead. Um, or it's it's... I, I think it's a little toothless. Sorry, I got tangled up in my wires. <laughs> Satire is not dead. That's what we do every day here, yeah, every week I know. here at the city. Paper. I'm making a lot of bold claims here. At least mm. I'm trying. Is this this isn't going to be recorded for forever? <laughs> is it? This is just we're on the air and it's never going to. No one's no going to hear this, right? Nice. Yeah, that's why we can curse. Yeah, because no one can hear it. 
Nice. But oh, when I was looking for election jokes, the one that mm-hmm. kept coming up was um, uh, John Stewart's joke about how if uh, pro is the opposite of con, isn't progress the opposite of Congress? And it's just like that is so corny. That could have been wait. Written, that's John Stewart. Apparently, oh, according I to all it was these just websites. Like a- bumper sticker right i know there. well that's kind of like i mean that's kind of and then john stewart always makes that face where he's like and it's just yeah whatever mm. uh the anonymous texter just said margaret walsh eviscerates samantha b <laughs> <laughs> i would click on that i would click on that i don't think i really eviscerated her unfortunately yeah she's gonna be fine <laughs> yeah all right so i i downloaded some uh downloaded <laughs> i have some here uh, some some commonly misunderstood rules about uh, voting in Pennsylvania. And so I'm going to test you guys, okay? Okay. Is that okay? Can you vote online via social media? Yes, I did. That's how I did it. I hashtagged Ooh. Hillary. I would say no. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry. Oh, no. You're 0 for 1, <laughs> nice. Margaret. Can you check whether you are registered to vote online? Yes. No, no, no. You have to go down to your polling place on the day She's tanking it on purpose. (laughs) Suck it up to the boss. Well, this is a good one. In Pennsylvania, can you take a selfie in the booth? Oh, that's a good question. Yes? No. It says here you can take a selfie in the voting booth in Pennsylvania, but you shouldn't post it. Shouldn't. The fuck? Well, I think that... Shouldn't post it until you get outside. That's what they said. Isn't it different if you... I heard something about this on Fresh Air, I think. Mm. Uh about uh, whether it, it makes a difference whether you're taking it of yourself in the voting booth or you're actually taking a picture of your ballot. Right. And didn't Eric Trump do that today? Uh, yeah. Justin and then Timberlake someone did. said that there, I saw some like clickbait that was like, Eric Trump may have broken the law. Yeah. May have. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, maybe I should have read the article. But yeah. yeah, I didn't think you were allowed to. I know you could, hmm. some places you can use your phone for informational purposes. Hmm. But you're not allowed to take. Did my polling place, in fact, said no photography. Your inside. bowling place. My <laughs> polling place. Oh. No, my bowling place is actually tonight too. But I'm not there. I'm here with you Jeez, guys. So, wait, so no Macaweeny. No bowling. Wait, it's not Macaweeny. Macaweena. Sorry. Well, I don't understand how. I, I mean, when I I can't imagine taking a selfie in that little. Well, I wanted to ask that. Yeah. I, I would feel so awkward and embarrassed. And also, I mean, all yeah. I don't know. It just it just seems like what's the point? Yeah, we have to make millennials comfortable. Yeah. I'm a millennial. Wait, so am I. You're, bad. You're, bar- You're barely a millennial. Me? I'm, I don't think of you as a I'm millennial. Like, <laughs> You're too. No, I'm more I mean, like a baby boomer in my. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> in my attitude. Turn yeah. down that music, you kids. <laughs> no, I'm like, yeah, I love the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Let's smoke weed. <laughs> that's, what, that's what baby boomers are like now. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Baby boomers. Can you register to vote on election day? No. No. All right, Margaret's coming back. Oh, sorry, I You're didn't just mean a to... no. Yeah, <laughs> um, I learned that um, from those uh, alt right dudes who didn't, who couldn't vote because they weren't registered. Oh right, yeah. Wait yeah. a second. <laughs> what can I do that now? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean I'm too late? Yeah, I'll just fill out the form now. Yeah, I'm just gonna stand outside then and yell Trump, 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 <laughs> Trump. Mm-hmm. Have either of you ever uh, not voted but lied and told people that you did? <laughs> Like for midterms or anything like that? Um, yes. I've, I've definitely, like, let people believe that I voted, especially, I think, working <laughs> I didn't, here. I didn't dispute it. I just yeah, allowed yeah. the lie to be perpetrated. <laughs> yeah. I think the only time that that would have ever come up is working here. 
And, and like maybe like being in a meeting on election day for some elections and like well that's why Charlie has our meetings on Tuesday when M and M's are being yeah. offered for for all voters yeah, I was like yes I did <laughs> I did vote um, but that yeah I was I felt pressured by Chris Potter at that time hmm. I've never lied I didn't lie on purpose there's only once I didn't I didn't lie on purpose um, I I can't I didn't make it to I didn't leave home at early enough to go vote and so I. Uh, uh, so I came to work and said, oh, did you vote? I was like, oh, of course. And then I didn't make it to vote. But it was like a, a midterm, like with nothing, hardly anything on the ballot at all. Trump is steamrolling in Ohio. Jeez Louise. Uh, he's up in Virginia slightly. Um, just about half the votes are in in, in, in Ohio. Um, but Trump's got a pretty good lead at this point, so... And it looked like, from the map they showed earlier, too, it looked like a lot of your more progressive areas like Cleveland and Cuyahoga County had already been counted. So uh. North Carolina, Trump is back on top, 49.5 to 47.9. Oh. About three-quarters of the votes there counted. It's still it's about 55, 56,000 votes separate them there. And in Michigan, Donald Trump is just 17% of the vote, but Trump's about 30,000 votes ahead in Michigan. And these are, I mean, these are honestly, you know, these are states that, these are states that will, will turn the election. I don't, yeah, it's, it's, I don't, it can't, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, I've been like pretty confident. I thought that this was going to be easy. Yeah, I did too. You mean the podcast? Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, from hearing that makes me realize how much I was sure yeah. or how much I didn't expect this. I know. Like, I thought that I was mentally prepared, but now I'm like, uh, I don't. I mean, I'm trying to be tempered, like, where there are, where it's still early. There still aren't a ton of votes in in certain places. Um, Hillary, 42% of the vote in Pennsylvania, and Hillary's about 60,000, a little lab, 55,000 ahead, uh, 48 to 44. Uh, I'm stop uh, for a quick prayer. over Trump, <laughs> please do. Um, wait, what is this? No, Although uh, apparently I've heard that God, uh, God is for Trump because he'll protect unborn babies. Oh. He, no, I heard that too. I have a joke about God, but I'll, I'll save it for later. See how bad <laughs> we see how bad we tank. Uh, oh, yeah, this is uh, this is not. Yeah, it's not what I. I don't know. I don't know. It, these days could turn at any second, and bang, it's you know, it's right back in the yeah, right back in the driver's driver seat there. Enjoy what? a strip cheese. All right. All uh. right. The mics are still on, by the oh, way. Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, this is soothing. I feel better. Do you know what I mean? All right, we'll take a quick break.
Hey, we're back. Spirits are high. (laughs) Pizza is cold. It is. The beer is warm. This is a strange evening. It's really not not at all what you know. And, and again, we've got we've got key states obviously still not in, but there are some you know there are some numbers that. Well, I'm going to lose that um, that that thing we that Al gave us the, oh, the yeah. sheets for. What was that? Yeah, where we all. Like, oh yeah, we had a little the, uh, the toss. Yeah, the swing hmm. states. Uh, well, I've already lost. Yeah, you're just gonna. She was just going to give us more M and M's. Yeah, I've already missed <laughs> yeah. the prize. Too many. Well, one thing I was just thinking about is like either way, but especially if if Trump wins, we're going to have this record of us, <laughs> our mood changing. Yeah, yeah. Because it's now two and a half hours in, and we're going to be going to about eleven. <laughs> with you, <laughs> with, you be with you, with you till eleven. And then we're going to leave you to wallow alone <laughs> as we will wallow alone as That's well. That's great uh, election night coverage. Yeah. We just feel like going home. <laughs> <laughs> it's too depressing. But what if it gets – what if it starts to turn around? I don't know. We'll break out the bourbon. Yes. You know, I, I, I think it's fair to – I think like when I thought about doing this, I thought, you know, it would be great to – you know, we've got this internet. It's got lots of room on it. <laughs> no, uh, we could do whatever we want. But – Honestly, I was thinking, like, you know, it's 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 an important election regardless of, of who wins, even though I didn't think, you know, I don't, you know. Not that, I, I don't know what's, I honestly, the worst part is I thought earlier today that I knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And now I don't know what's going to happen. And I think that that's, uh, that's starting to obviously uh, play a little bit on the, you know, on the mood. Um, uh, I, we will have uh, news editor Rebecca Addison calling in soon as well as... Um, <laughs> I was actually more excited for this uh, earlier today, but we may be having someone from a Trump victory party also calling us in. Uh, calling in, we'll talk to them a little bit about uh, how they're feeling. How they're feeling, and Wait, uh, a person, a Trump supporter, or <laughs> yes, it will be a Trump supporter. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. You're gonna leave the room. All right. This is just in from CNN. Republicans will keep control of the U.S. House. So, uh, yeah, this is a projection by CNN. Um, but I don't know. I don't know that many people expected the Democrats to retake the House. I think mm. the Senate was always sort of the key. The key there that they thought they could. Uh, they thought they could turn around. Um, so yeah, we'll be. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think it's. I don't. I don't think that's anything that surprised anybody. So okay. And also, are you getting these? Since I'm not buying the computer. Yeah, are, are you just looking at CNN, or have we looked around? I, I started to look around, and then we, uh, Lauren called in, and then uh, yeah, because you're right. Some may have other projections. Um, just let my computer upstairs. I'm gonna get 300 tabs up. <laughs> How you doing, Margaret? Not good. All right, there's uh, candy in front of you. Do you- I don't want it. Um, no offense to Charlie for bringing. It. I don't know. I'm not looking forward to if the if Hillary loses uh, the blame. I mean, I think that both candidates have done a really good job of setting things up so that they are not to blame when they lose um you know trump is has already set up so if he loses it's voter fraud uh and hillary it's sort of been set up that if she loses it's because of bernie supporters uh, or, or people FBI. who are <laughs> yeah or people who uh are voting for third parties um when really i mean i think that she if she loses she's you know it's it, the democrats you know, picked up a pretty crappy uh, 
candidate, and they fought really hard to have her. So, hmm. uh, well, yeah. I read this thing in uh, Vice because I'm a millennial. Edgy. <laughs> that it was uh, basically like calm down. And it was like totally bullshit, but God, it felt so good to read. It was just talking about the next year or so with either candidate that it's not going to light the world on fire. But it's it was completely false. I mean, it was Why wrong. Why did you say that? I just don't what think. What did it say? Um, basically, that neither would have enough power uh, and that they would be fought enough because they're both sort of uh, obviously at odds with Republicans mm-hmm. that they would be sort of. Uh, gridlocked into not being able to get as many things done as as they would like to do, yeah. and that they've said that they would do, um, which I guess there is some truth to. I just it was more just like it was weird how how much I loved reading it mm-hmm. and thinking that way. Well, uh, so but now you you don't think it's true? I don't know. I don't know. I feel I feel like the next few weeks are going to be pretty ugly no matter what. But mm-hmm. that's a lot different than what it's going to be like in January. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> it's um it's it's gonna be yeah it, 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 it yeah, I'll say that this isn't gonna be like a neat and tidy um tr- uh, transition regardless of who is uh regardless of who is regardless of who wins uh, this it's it's not gonna be pretty and it's you know there's always the talk about. Regardless of who wins, we have to be willing to set aside our differences and yeah. work together to support the president. Well, fuck that, because I didn't see anybody setting aside their issues with Obama to to work with him. Obviously, especially since right. two, to, since two thousand ten, you know it's so you know. So what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to win the Senate and then you know block anything that he can you know uh, block every nominee he might put through or block every and vice versa. That's that's what the that's what the Republicans will do if they win the Senate. So it's. And, and I will say this. I heard today at the polling place uh, some Trump supporters behind me. Um, a couple of them said, you know, that they were voting – that they didn't like either candidate, but they were voting for the Supreme Court basically. Um, and that actually I think is probably the saddest of all for me because abortion is a polarizing issue. All right. I mean, I, you know, I believe, you know, you don't have a right obviously to, to, to have uh, – you know, sovereignty over the over anyone's body, mm. um, but you know the fact that we're talking, but we're, we're talking about LGBT rights. We're talking about you know, um, you know, we're talking about about social issues that that basically affect how people live their lives and how people have the right to live their lives the way they want. You know, and so that that's kind of it disturbs me that it's it's a thing where you know people are, um, you know that that's how they're voting and it's. <clears throat> Sorry, um, they're doing a they're they're doing predictions on CNN, and it uh, almost made me throw up. The Trump's road to two seventy two seventy. Um, so anyway, yeah. So it, it's it's I think that that's how a lot of people are voting, and it's um, it's sad actually to me. Yeah. Um, Rebecca Addison is not calling in, but she's coming in because uh, her burgers for burgers for Bernie event is. Uh, you know, kind of a loud party and not really ah, much in the way of, yeah. Burgers like with bur- hamburgers, <laughs> not meat no. burgers. Uh, well, maybe they are, Some but they spell hamburgers. <laughs> they put the H on there. Hmm. <clears throat> All right. So let's talk about vice presidents or those, those two nominees. Uh, 
Margaret, any any I, I know the answer. <laughs> Do you have a strong opinion on Tim Kaine? Uh, I mean, it's hard to really have any super strong feelings about someone who's so bland. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I, he seems like picking him obviously seemed like a play for more conservative uh, voters because he is historically uh, against abortion. Um, and I don't know. I just think he's kind of like a, a lame-o. <laughs> yeah, it's a great word. Um, I was going to call him a wiener. Yeah, yeah he's a wiener. Um, but <laughs> He's a Macca wiener. <laughs> Macca wiener without the cheese sauce. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just... Um, like, I, I just... Uh, thinking about the vice presidential uh, debate when he kind of kept trying to, like, burn Pence. And Pence oh, yeah. was just kind of like, what? what you, this is not professional. And, yeah. and it just made him look stupid. And that's kind of... I mean, Hillary does that too. It's always like the one-liners. The yeah. Uh, now I can't even remember some of the some of the bur- the attempted burns on uh, uh, the Trump trumped up trickle down. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> like just stuff like that. Who, why so didn't anybody dumb. stop that? That well, was terrible. I mean, I also think I, I think all of like her slogans are you know I, I'm not giving like I'm sure that she's not the one coming up with them. I'm not blaming her per se, but um, you know I think love Trump's hate is a terrible terrible slogan. Every time I hear. They would always play a clip of it on NPR um, and this little, like, oh, our, this is our election coverage, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it, I always uh, – it always sounds to me like she's saying, oh, love Trump's hate. I love it. Love that guy's hate, you know? <laughs> right. It's just like, so <laughs> dumb. Uh, it's just not good. Uh, but anyway, I, di- I digress. Uh, but I think, you know, Tim Kaine's kind of the embodiment of that kind of corny ass. Yeah, uh, he is corny. Yeah, there's a lot of ways she could have went, but I mean, the way things are rolling now, uh, you know, maybe, you know, even like any Elizabeth Warren, maybe probably wouldn't have helped. Uh, um, sorry. Is Becca going to come into I the studio? Sick. Yeah, she's coming into the studio. Right, um, she get her a mic. Yeah, she can take she can take my seat for. I'll take a little break. Margaret will go out and bang her head against the wall. All right, (laughs) that's fair. I just got a text from our boss that uh, there's warm. uh, There may be some warm beer on the premises, so we'll you know have to check that out in case we need to medicate even more. All right, so we also. uh, I don't know. I don't think I don't think he has nice chest up there. I don't know. It's pretty nice digs, (laughs) so you never know. Can I see? Yeah. He can. He's listening. So, um, yeah. And let me say this: Yes, uh, most of us, three quarters of us here, are not uh, seasoned uh, radio podcast uh, people. But it's just, uh, I guess, like broadcast professionals know how to, like, you know. Again, it's like it's the mainstream media that are supposed to, you know. I don't only I don't care about the you know I don't care about the results I only care about reporting the results kind of a thing. Yeah. But um yeah it's the air has like certainly been left out of uh, taken out of this room. Um and so it's yeah so I think that that's where we're just kind of like I don't think anybody expected this. Um uh, sorry I'm scheduling a guest. I apologize. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That would be uh, yeah. So we're gonna hopefully we'll have a call here. Uh, sorry, all good. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for supporting me through this. Alex is of course the broadcast professional yeah. in, the, uh, in the room, but I don't know anything. <laughs> Just got that golden voice. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. I'm starting. I, didn't have, I was born like this. You I didn't no have a choice. choice. 
I'm actually starting to panic uh, to the point that I may start pulling out some of my uh, jokes that I told on the bus that didn't make it to the bus podcast. Oh, yeah. All right, because now I can't edit them out. <laughs> right. You can't edit them out. It's Very live. <laughs> you planned this weeks ago. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I can, I'll, I'll write it and I'll do it live. All right. Charlie, do you have any feelings on Tim Kaine? I don't. Yeah, um, he's just—he's just like one of those. He he's one of those. Yeah. No, again, like. as as an Uncle Joe guy, it's it's you know I like my vice presidents a little, uh, you know, exciting. You know, I, I want to know if something should happen to the president, and at least we're going to have a good time, whether they can you know <laughs> legislate, uh, uh, so forth. Um, so yeah, no, I really don't like actually. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't I don't like where uh, I don't like where uh, Pence is coming from, right? But. You know, again, I don't really, I don't really put a lot of stock in who I vote for based on the vice president. So it's, um, but he's just a heartbeat away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, allegedly that's what they say. Um, and the map is one thirty six Trump, one hundred four Clinton. And again, the the big the big story here is, of course, is that we're still waiting on Pennsylvania, Ohio, and I don't think they're going to call these until. I mean, there's a good, you know. 90% or more of the of the vote in. Um so it's it's interesting. And I mean the thing is you can probably you can put Washington maybe I'll try and work up a map and looks like we have a call this Go ahead. Hello. Yeah, this is uh, Jim Bolas calling. Hi Jim, how are you? Good. Uh yes, yeah, so you are tonight you are at a at a Trump victory rally, is that correct? Well, we're at uh, a Murphy um, okay. uh, victory rally. It happens to be a Republican victory right. rally. Okay. So from, what's the, from what uh, the information I have is that uh, you weren't really crazy about either candidate going into this uh, election. Tell me a little bit about that. That's correct. What was it? What was it about? Uh, let's 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 take them take them together. What was it about? Uh, let's take Clinton first. What was it about Clinton that uh, kind of turned you off a little bit? Well, I think it's, um, again, um, we don't uh, like monarchies uh, in this country, and um, having two uh, Bushes was one thing, but having two Clintons was another. How is that different? And uh, and I just uh, thought it's, uh, it's just a, too much of an establishment, not enough newness, and uh, questionable ethics and values, so... How do you, how, Jim? How do you uh, how, how do you see um, like wh- where do you see two Bushes different than two Clintons? How does how do those differ in your mind? Well, it's just that uh, I think this country fares better when they bring in new uh, new ideas and uh, less legacy type of things. Carryover of uh, cabinet uh, members and uh, you know you go up and down the line of who they see. To support them in their presidencies, and there's a lot of similarity, mm-hmm. not enough newness. And, and what about what about Trump? Where where were you turned off there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could guess, I guess, but yeah, I know. I, but um, I uh, I believe that um, he had a, a message that uh, was attractive, but he was the wrong messenger. And it was too much about him, not enough about the message. And um, I, I think uh, the message got lost in his uh, egotism and uh, narcissism. Right. And so, 
so when you're when you're looking at this, when you're when, and I, I assume uh, you're you're at an, are you you are a registered Republican? I assume. Yeah. So how do you decide when you go to the polls? I mean, what do you? And if you if you if you're comfortable, um, you know, I'll ask you, you know, who you voted for. But maybe what's so what's the process that went through your mind when you're parsing that out? How do you decide which way to go? Well, I, I take a look at uh, someone that has uh, new ideas and someone that I think has uh, an ethical background that uh, you can trust in a position of power. And uh, I kind of was attracted to uh, Evan McMullen who uh, was a uh, strong Republican, had good Republican ideas, and uh, didn't have the ego and narcissism to go along with it. I think he's a good uh, future uh, contributor to the growth of the Republican Party. Do you, do you think, uh, so, so did, you, did, you, did, you decide, did you decide then to cast your vote for Trump? No. You didn't? No. So I didn't, I didn't vote for him. I, I, uh, I didn't vote for Clinton. And do you do you feel like to you that that, that that's that that's a decision that um, that that you felt? Did it come down for you at all that you had to make a decision that you could live with after this? That you could kind of look at yourself in the mirror and know that you didn't settle on on you know the lesser of two evils argument that a lot of people have thrown out. Is is that something that that you thought no, of? I, there? Don't, I don't think uh, I don't think we're obligated to mm-hmm. vote for candidates we don't. Uh, like, uh, I think uh, we have a very strong uh, uh, Congress uh, with uh, Republican representation in the House and the Senate. We have um, the vast majority of governorships in the state houses. And so I don't feel that uh, by not voting for a Republican presidential candidate that we're weakening, I'm weakening the Republican Party. I think we're strong enough without someone like Trump in the White House. And do you think that ultimately, um, if enough Republicans sort of uh, rebuke Trump, that uh, that that's going to be some some way to bring the the party because the party I would think is there's definitely at least a, a minor fracture, if not a larger than that. In the Republican Party, especially in the in the waning days, the waning weeks of this election, um, do you think that, that that's going to be how the Republican Party sort of gets itself back together? Is um, you know moving past Trump, regardless of what happens today? Well, I think they have to look for people that have the message that uh, resonated with the American people uh, that um, can carry it forward uh, in a, in a more constructive way. I think uh, Trump trips up on himself, and um, he loses, he doesn't have an attention span over a seven-year-old, and I think you need somebody in there that's able to carry the message consistently forward and uh, be able to truly implement what needs to be done. Right. Well, Jim, um, Jim Bolas tonight uh, at a Republican victory party, Um, well, uh, so... Let me ask you one more one more thing, and uh, I'm used to being in print and not uh, not, <laughs> not not a radio, not a radio guy. But um, so tell me, as you're seeing things unfold right now, are you surprised the way they're unfolding? Um, I've, I've looked at um, no, I'm not. I think um, what this is going to do is um, if Clinton wins, which by all polls uh, indicates she will eventually that it won't be at the margins necessary to say she has a mandate. 
and uh, that the American people have sent a message to the political establishment in this country that they better uh, perform and listen to the people instead of just um, listening to um, what takes place in the in Washington D.C. I think uh, I think we can all pro- probably agree on that. Jim Bolas, thank you so much for taking the time tonight. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. So it was sort of interesting, um, and I, I actually the one thing he said um, that if, if you know again if you're still going to stick with the polls and the polls say that uh, you know that um, uh, Hillary's going to win, it's just yeah. obviously not going to happen by you know nine thirty a half hour ago like we all <laughs> maybe thought it was going to. Um, it kind of goes to what Margaret was saying earlier about. Clinton, I think maybe the, one of the best things that could happen is that she doesn't win in a landslide, perhaps, is that it's not as as as, as Jim who called in um, – and I'll get the lo- – I totally – I'm spacing on the location of that Republican event. It's not in an undisclosed cave or anything like that, <laughs> but actually in, a, in, a, in, a, in an yeah. establishment. Um, but I, I think that that's – I think that perhaps Clinton not winning in a landslide if she were to pull this out, you know um, – could be the best could be the best thing that happens to you know to again get back to what we talked about earlier about this progressive agenda that Bernie Sanders brought forward mm. about having it having her continue to um uh you know that, that that's something that's going to have to be going to have to be uh dealt with so yeah so we also have an update coming from Ryan Dito uh as some people at that party are responding a little bit as we are in this room and so he's going to update us on that in a minute all right Charlie, any updates from uh, returns? It's, it's still sitting at one thirty nine, one hundred four. Uh, favor Clinton, or I'm sorry, favor uh, favor uh, Trump. Um, but again, all those states that were too close to call a half hour ago are still too close to call or an hour ago, even. So we're we're going to be the big states: Michigan, Wisconsin, which uh, Trump is leading. Wisconsin, I think. Um, uh, he's also leading Ohio. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how these how these come down. So um, I actually have a question for Margaret. So um, obviously you, uh, um, you know, as we talked about, none of us in this room are probably like full on Clinton or whatever, but does the, does, does like the, is like the flip side is the, the fact that Trump could be the president. Does that change at all your opinion or make you like, long for a Clinton presidency more than when you walked in the room? Because I think that I'm feeling that for sure. I definitely, I I feel, I was very confident that she was going to win. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I hadn't, I think I, I I feel like I almost hadn't even, um, you know, allowed myself to really uh, prepare, you know, mentally prepare myself for Trump winning. Um, and, you know, I think that a lot of – there's going to be a lot of uh, – if Clinton loses, there's going to be a lot of um, criticism of the the left that, that was critical of Clinton um, because a lot of people on the left were very critical of her. And, and, and you know, it, I, I'm thinking about whether there's a point where it's like – you know, Lindy West had an article in The Guardian that was like, it's not enough to talk about why Trump sucks. We have to talk about why Clinton rules. And it's like, well <clears> – <throat> I mean, I don't really. I I think I still I still believe that there's, you know, voters are under. I mean, I think what this our previous caller um, said uh, is true that we are not obligated to vote for candidates that we don't like. 
Um, and right. I mean, and if you have, you know, I, I think it's it's still okay that if people who had serious problems with Clinton were outspokenly anti those things. Right. Um, and so it's just going to kind of suck when when you know everybody is piling on the blame on people who yeah, had very serious problems with with moral problems with Clinton. So, I don't know. I mean, I still am very stressed right now, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think also... I mean, I voted for yeah. her, so... Yeah. I mean, yeah, so obviously it's... Mm. And I think probably Margaret more than, than anybody else who's shown sort of a... At least in, in my world, anyway, who's shown sort of a... Um, n- not a complete comfort level, obviously, with, with Clinton. Um, you know, it it did take you some time, I think, to get to the point that you were at least comfortable going in to vote for her. And... You know, as our previous caller said, I think that's, you know, he decided not to do either. And I don't know. I think in a way that's, um, I don't know, you know, God forbid I, you know, say a Republican did something, you know, gutsy. But, you know, I think in a way that's that's kind of gutsy because his candidate needs votes and he's in a swing state and he decided that that candidate didn't stand for what he believed his party stood for. So he didn't vote for him. Um I would have been a good guy to actually have a talk about Democrat Republican talk with. Uh-huh. Well, I think that um, I mean this this election. I think more than others, I've been um, like I you know the there's always this like idea of like this concept of undecideds, and it's like what is wrong with them? How can you be undecided right. in any in any presidential election? Um, but I think that maybe like this the, it, that becomes like oh I don't know whether to to vote for. Uh, Trump or Clinton, but it's really like I don't know wh- whether to vote at all. I don't know whether to vote for. I don't know whether to vote for the person that I, you know, Hillary or you know, a third party or Trump or a third party or whatever. And I think that um, at least you know I have a lot of uh, evangelical friends that you know I I read their posts on Facebook, and um, I think most of the, uh, most of the ones that I actually um, am actual friends with have uh, you know abstained. Or, or voted for a third party because mm. they just, you know. I mean, it, it's uh, for a lot of them things like abortion are a really big issue, um, which uh, you know I don't agree with their position on that. Right. But uh, it's you know they're not buying into the idea that you know Trump is somehow uh, the you know well you know we talked about before this idea of God testing people who believe that God is testing them with Trump. Um, so. I don't know. It is kind of a, a a brave thing in a way to not vote or to – I don't know. I, I guess I as I'm talking about it, it's like I, I don't exactly know what I believe about what your duty is to vote because um, I, I think it's also true that you know vote, voting rights are hard won and we shouldn't necessarily dismiss them. But right. I think that the right to not vote for you know good reason yeah. is also legitimate. Did yeah, you? I mean, actually, people who go who go to vote like on a state race or something, and and just sort of ignore the federal races because they, um, I, I think, as 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 a lot of people think, is you know, it's it's the state and local government where they need to. As he said, you know, the Republicans are still going to control the House of Representatives. They're still going to control our state house. I mean, both houses, both chambers, they're still going to control that. They may not get a governor uh, in Harrisburg. The Republicans may not get a governor in Harrisburg again for. You know, for maybe the next two or three cycles, I had uh, Terry Madonna, the uh, great pollster from Franklin and Marshall College, tell me uh, during the last uh, gubernatorial election that he thought 
the Democrats were probably going to win the governor's chair the next four or five election cycles. It could take that long for the Republicans to sort of recycle through that. But, you know, when you've got control of the House and the Senate, you don't necessarily need the White House. And so, um, yeah, it's uh, – it's a it's a strange night. Uh, by the way, conservative Fox News has it one fifty one twenty two for Trump, but they which is the same the one fifty the same, but they're calling Virginia for Clinton. So that's a pretty big pickup, uh, and not one I think that she was expected to win. So mm. it's sort of that 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 give and you take kind of uh, kind of philosophy there. Um, so um, that that Tim Kaine. Effect. Yes. Yeah. It's it, it's that's that's thirteen electoral votes that yeah. you know you didn't think she maybe necessarily needed before, but she she needs now. So you know that's going to take some of the sting out of uh, out of maybe losing at least part of the sting out of losing something like Florida if that if that's what comes down. So right. Charlie, have you ever been thoroughly surprised by an outcome? Yeah. You're surprised by. Carrie uh, losing. Yeah, no, I was no, I yeah, extremely. I didn't think that. If <laughs> did anybody think that George fucking Bush had a chance to beat anybody yeah. after after the election was stolen? I'll say it. I know it's like the whole, but it was. I mean, a guy wins the popular vote, and it was stolen because the Republican, the conservative Supreme Court ruled in favor of their candidate, and they stopped the recount in Florida, or else Al Gore would have won the White House. Yeah. Um, but again. As Margaret and I have talked many times this week, Al Gore also would have won the White House if he just would have won his own goddamn state. <laughs> so it's sort of tough to yeah. you know to pin it all on to pin it all on that. But you know, or Ralph, Ralph Nader. I was going to say, and then yeah, it's always Ralph, Ralph Nader. Ralph, yeah. Ralph, Ralph Nader. Ralph Nader. Oh, Ralph Nader. <laughs> Won't you be Ralph <laughs> Nader? Um, yeah. So What's it's it, that that one that one that one was. I mean, the Gore thing. Just the whole thing was just really strange, and I don't think anybody. I don't know that I was surprised that Gore lost. I was surprised, obviously, that two thousand broke the way it went down the way it did. Right. But yeah, no, I I, I expected John Kerry to beat uh, George Bush pretty handily, and of course he didn't. So, well, see, uh, in two thousand twelve, I have this. I had this cousin. I still have him in twenty sixteen, uh, and because he's almost certainly not listening, uh, and he's he's like kind of like the black sheep Republican in my very liberal family. Uh, and he adored uh, George Bush, and I remember he had this uh, portrait of him on the wall, like it, like the like a photograph, like his presidential portrait, and just finding that to be the weirdest thing. And then in in 2012, he he likes to rib my mom because she's a big a big liberal, and he likes to kind of get into it with her. And he kept saying in the lead up to that election that it was just it was going to be a landslide for Romney and that it would be unheard of because like, Obama is just like the worst person in the world. Right. And I have to be honest, it was such a great feeling <laughs> <laughs> that he lost by 5 million votes. And it was just like, ooh, like, God, that, that just felt really good. Well, Obama to- winning in 2012 is why I was so confident about tonight because, again, I, I was pretty sure Obama was going to win in 2012. But, you know, I thought it was going to be a whole lot closer than it was because, again, um, you know, the the everything – you know, the talk was like it, it, you can be convinced that, oh, it's not going to be like I thought it was. So oh, we're fucked. And, you know, and then so I was very confident coming into this one that it was going to be another sort of walk in the park. And, um, you know, so I guess in a way I was surprised. But the biggest yeah. surprise, I think, was uh, was Carrie. Well, they're, um, they're very similar just in that they both have these big events in their first term and you go 
and one side just goes, well, how can we possibly, you know, 9-11, two wars, how can we possibly right. keep this guy? Yeah. And the other side says, well, how can we get rid of him now? <laughs> right. He's how right. we got here. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, it's it's very to, – to, to lose a war president even when he's the motherfucker who starts the war yeah. is – is sort of uh, we have a CNN projection. Da, 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 um, new Mexico to Hillary Clinton. There's a new Mexico. There's a new Mexico, <laughs> as opposed to old Mexico. Um, Who's winning old Mexico? <laughs> Probably Hillary. No, yeah, I would think that would. Uh, Missouri goes to Donald Trump. Do you have an ETA on Ryan's call in? No, because I, uh, I have Stephen ready to call in. Yeah, it's good. Steve, he was supposed to. Ryan was supposed to call. Yeah. Fourteen minutes ago. Tell him Stevens. Uh, text him and tell him Stevens calling in. All right. And the coolest jets over there. Cool your jets. With He's gonna dance. be like, why? Wh- why? <clears throat> so it's uh, we're looking at about one forty nine to one oh something there. I just missed that number coming up. One forty nine to one oh nine is why I thought. I don't think they added that in yet. All right. While we wait for Ryan's call. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Is this Steven? Yes, this is. What's up, buddy? Steven Caruso, uh, City Paper interns, been out all day uh, making sure the students of the University of Pittsburgh are given their right to vote and get free hot dogs and tacos and shit uh, outside of uh, Soldiers and Sailors. So uh, Steven also just hooked up that call with uh, Jim Bowles, a Republican uh, who called in. Uh, it was a uh, That was a good a good call. He was quick to say, Stephen, that uh, he wasn't at a Trump victory party. He was at a Republican victory party. What's the feeling over there um, as the results are coming in so far as, as they have been? Well, um, it's a mix of actually a little bit of disbelief. Um, there are a couple people, I, I, one person I talked to thought Clinton was going to win by 300, or like, you know, with at least 300 electoral votes. So he was, he was shocked. He had a cigar ready in his pocket. He was not expecting to have any sort of Republican in the White House. Um, then there were a couple people who were, who were nervous because they didn't think it was going to be this close. Uh, they thought Trump would just blow out the election. Right. So it's kind of just all over the place. I mean, there's definitely a sense of anticipation. And we actually have somebody um, speaking at the podium right now. Who is that? Who is uh, who's speaking now, Stephen? Um, be- because the connection is impeccable. It's really <laughs> great audio sound we've sent you out there with. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, do you get the sense over there that that people are that that people are? Well, first of all, I don't know. How does somebody walk into this thinking that Donald Trump's going to win in a landslide? I guess those people really do exist, huh? Oh, yeah, um, covering Trump rallies, most Trump supporters think he is going to win in the landslide. Like, that whole, the Democrats can only win with fraud is, is very, like, they believe that because they truly think that, like, every, that everyone they know, they think, is, is like-minded like them. Right. And think that Trump is, like, Trump is universally loved. And I think that we comment on both sides in this election. Um, people are kind of in a bubble. You talk to a Democrat. They think, oh, there's no way that Clinton doesn't win. You talk to a Republican, most of them, oh, there's no way Trump doesn't win. Right. What um, is anybody over there uh, talking about some of the other races? The uh, the Toomey McGinty race, for example, which is just uh, McGinty had pretty good lead uh, most of the night, but it's it's really tightened up over there. Are people over there talking about that race, looking at that race with as much uh, with as much of a close eye as they are the presidential? Um, not that I've heard. I mm-hmm. haven't directly asked the question, but just in you know brief conversations off the record and just 
hearing you know what's going on around me haven't really hurt too many McGinty. I mean, most of the focus has been and seems like almost disbelief at how tight this election is and right. just celebrating to more or less uh, you know unopposed elections. So, in the age of Donald Trump, what exactly do Republicans say off the record? Because uh, <laughs> I don't think good question. I said uh, so. In the age of Donald Trump, where you know you say whatever's on your mind or or whatever pops in your in your head, uh, or you do whatever pops in your head, what exactly or what exactly is off the record from a, by a Republican at this point in in, in history? It's sort of like they say what they think. Hmm. Yeah, um, that, I mean, it's, it's a fair point. Um, I think it's, everything is justified in their heads. I sat down with um, a gentleman, he was an Iraq War veteran, mm-hmm. um, and he, you know, he made it very clear how he wanted this to be said, was that um, his experience in Iraq made him think that Islamic culture wants it his way or the highway, uh, their way or the highway, and he thought that they just did not get along with American culture. They would, like, take it over and, and not respect it. Um, and he was very, very firm that he thought that was not Islamophobia, um, and that it was just, that's just the way things are. It's kind of, you know, it's that, um, putting it, putting everything behind it. I tell it like it is. Right. And, uh, or, I mean, are people over there talking about the, the main Trump tropes, like, uh, you know, uh, building walls and keeping out Muslims? I mean, are people over there, I mean, do they openly talking about this stuff? Are they like, oh, thank God we're finally going to be able to build that goddamn wall? I mean, what, I mean, how are they... You know how are they? How are they? You know, talking about their their candidate there. Um, not not here, really. It, I haven't met too many huge huge Trump supporters, if you will, here. Um, I've met like just a wide variety of Republicans. You mostly seem to be friends and family of Tim Murphy and the guy French 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 and whatever I can't say his last name. Um, guy Rechtenscheller. Rechtenscheller. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Say it, say it yeah. kind of fast. Um, no, but, but just on the street, um, young young Republicans are very much into it. Um, you know, I, I, there was a, a whole thing with Trump uh, Republicans for Trump canvassing our campus. They loved yelling about how much they loved the wall. They loved chanting Walker up. Um, you know, I had many many people tell me how I ran into a lot of college Republicans when I was like talking to people who just voted and. A lot of them said Hillary is a criminal, straight up. She's right. corrupt. She's a criminal. She will bankrupt this country out of her own greed. Yeah, we were particularly impressed with one of your interviews today, where someone said they'd rather vote for a crude uh, than a, than a literal criminal. Which you know, it's just so. So, not only were you talking to college students today, you are a college student uh, also. Where, where do you think a lot of people's? Uh, where do you think a lot of? Uh, uh, a lot of people are. Where do you think a lot of people are getting sort of this this stuff that they're saying? Do you think that they're making that informed opinion themselves based on the the Trump rhetoric? Is it still sort of like that idea of where they grew up? They're still sort of maybe talking or living by their 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 parents' values. Where, where do you think most college students are sort of getting, especially the ones that are that you wouldn't necessarily expect going for Donald Trump? Where do you think that that, that that's born out of? I, I think. Exactly what you said. It's born out of where they were born. Um, I think, I mean, talking to one person here, she seemed, you know, college age, just a little bit older. I asked her, she said, oh, I always vote Republican. I asked her, why do you vote Republican? And she kind of just said, um, well, I haven't really thought about it. I just yeah. do. Um, but I think that's, it's very, kind of going back to something I said, it's very easy to make yourself a bubble, I think, in this yeah. age, and just look at whatever info you want. Um, like, at, like, I've, communicate with a couple of Trump people who were very concerned about me quoting them correctly, so insisted that I give them contact info. Um, invariably, 
um, when they usually would email me, they'd always include a link to these, like, you know, world net daily, like, right. just off the beaten path news sources that you read them and you realize that, like, you know, as professional journalists, this is something that you couldn't get published really anywhere else but, like, a, kind of a, a, a news source that caters um, to a specific ideology. And so, like, I, I hate I hate to make it, I, I don't think Trump supporters are just uninformed. I think there's just it's very easy for people to just find ways to try and reinforce what they already believe. Right. Well, Stephen, thanks uh, so much for calling in, and thank you so much for the uh, great reporting all day today. Um, you're going to stick it out there a little while longer, and we'll uh, see how it goes. And we'll probably, I'm sure, we'll be talking to you here in a little bit once uh, these results get a little more uh, sussed out, as they say. All right. Thanks a lot, Charlie. Thanks a lot, Alex. Keep thanks. It, uh, keep, it, keep it safe in the bunker up there. <laughs> Will do. Thanks, Stephen. See you, Steve. All right, see you. Bye. All right, we're having a changing of we are. Uh, the guard. Are you are you leaving or are you just no, going to take a break? All right, and we're joined now by staff editor Becca Addison. That's news editor. What I say? Staff editor. Oh. Somebody's had some warm beers. Edits <laughs> <laughs> the staff. She fires them. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> she edits the staff. Yeah. You are a mistake. I'm going to get rid of you right now. Welcome, Rebecca. Sure. Um, so, yeah, we also were going to be expecting soon a call from Ryan Dito, who is over at the Democratic uh, Victory Party at the IBEW, where um, people are crying in the cheese sauce, uh, it sounds like, <laughs> at this moment. So um, we're going to hear from him shortly. And, and I would be interested to kind of figure out or see where they uh you know, where the minds of the people who, who watch this stuff, uh, you know, um, where they think this is going or how they see this map shaking out. Um, and, you know, as, as I look at some of the results that are, you know, that are coming in and you think, well, it's, you know, it's only, you know, 40 or 50 percent. You know, the um, Katie McGinty was pretty soundly beating Pat Toomey for a long time. And that race has tightened up mm. tremendously. Um Where's it at now? It is. Let me get a refresh here for you. Um, but it's um, 70% of the vote is in. And uh, McGinty is up about 49 to 46 and a half. So she actually is, is open up there just a little bit, a little bit more. Um, but the popular vote, I mean, they're separated by less than 100,000 votes. So, you know, that, that race has certainly tightened up. I mean, Yinti had a, had a huge lead on, uh, on uh, Toomey earlier. Um, so we'll turn it over to – we'll talk a little bit to – well. There he is. Before I turn it over to Rebecca, we've got Ryan on the phone. All right. I assume. Hey, Ryan. Hey. How's it going, everyone? How's it going, guys? It's very good. Uh, Becca is now here. Margaret's out in the hall just so – you don't address okay, cool. her. Um, don't ask any music questions. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mitz, so what are you seeing over there? I've got a flurry. Uh, um, it's just uh, it's getting pretty uh, nerve-wracking, I think, among everyone sitting around. I actually just, as I walked out to a quiet space, I saw I saw Councilwoman, um, what's her name, Nadia Rudiak? Um, Natalia Rudiak? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was, like, obsessively checking her phone, like, over and over again. Oh, so uh, um, I think... Uh, and just uh, just a few minutes ago, actually. Uh, hey Ryan, let's. Yeah. Uh, uh, Donald Trump was just declared the winner in Ohio, oh. which is a major 
uh, yeah. a major loss. Or, but yeah, it's a major loss for, for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Trump now takes a 167 to 109 lead. Um, yeah, it's actually looking like his path is becoming a lot clearer, and, uh, which is, uh, I don't think, fitting well with anyone, you know, anyone here, like, right. uh, you know, um, the mayor and the county exec and, um, you know, Congressman Doyle, like, just a few minutes ago, we were trying to rally everybody and get everyone clapping and talking about the gains in Allegheny County, but um, actually just checked, uh, it, it, you know, here in PA, I know, you know, um, it looks like, you know, Trump's going to take, you know, Erie County, which uh, wasn't even close when, um, you know, Obama um, won in two days, you know, um, uh, 2012. 2012. So, yeah, it, 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 uh, it's, um, it's pretty nerve-wracking. I think a lot of people are just aren't really talking and kind of just like doing weird nervous laughs. That's what it's like here. That is what it's like here. Uh, I would like to say that we're just not professionals who, who don't know what we're doing, but I think we really did legitimately run out of steam. It's just, you don't, you don't know what to say, you know, when you're looking at, at this situation that you thought was, uh, was going to go one way. And it's, 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 it still may go that way. I mean, there's still, you know, but I didn't expect it to be this close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it feels like actually Pennsylvania is going to be a lot more important than uh, than one spot, you know. Hey, Ryan, you mentioned something about Peduto making a speech before. Can you tell me about yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was just, uh, you know, you know, he was saying that, you know, you know, basically that, you know, it's going to be a long night here, and that, you know, Pennsylvania really is going to be uh, a firewall. Him and you know, him and Congressman Doyle kept using the term firewall over and over again. <laughs> Um, so, uh, but yeah, it, it, it got everyone excited for about like two minutes and then they were back there, I don't know, checking their phones and just basically like, you know, there's big CNN played up on the screen and people are just, uh, you know, like following it. Every word will flip through every, uh, <laughs> every word. Wow. Yeah. So what is the, uh, is there, is there a game plan over there for like, uh, speeches or is it just sort of. You know, yeah, is it know. is it when people need a, a boost, yeah, somebody it gets up? It doesn't, it doesn't seem like there's a game plan. Right? You know, it really felt like, um, you know, when the county executive and everyone else just, you know, went to speech, it almost seemed, you know, impromptu. And it uh, um, didn't seem like anybody had, had anything planned. I talked to the, um, you know, Hillary campaign people, and, and, you know, they weren't aware of anything planned or anything. And they were, you know, saying they were optimistic. And, uh, um, but, you know about their ground game and just typical, you know, you know, campaign speak BS. But, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's definitely tense here. I'll say that. Wow. Um, yeah, they're just kind <clears> of <throat> so far now with, with less than 50 percent of the votes in, in Wisconsin and, and Michigan, Trump is ahead. But, again, those are both less than 50. Now 95 percent of the voting in Florida it, it doesn't look like she can win there. No, it doesn't look like there's probably a path in Florida. It depends on because I think a lot of the votes down in Miami Dade and so forth have already been counted. Um, yeah, Arizona Trump has a Trump has a about a thirty thousand thirty three thousand vote lead there. So it's 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 funny we started this night talking about what possible path to victory Trump has, and now I think we're looking at this map trying to figure out. Mm. What path to victory uh, does Clinton have? And I think yeah. she has she has a very clear path to victory. I mean, it's still there. I mean, it's by no means dead. I mean, she could yeah. 
she could lose quite a bit here still and and you know because you're counting on a certain number of states uh, particularly out west that are, that are going to go her way barring oh we just got a cheer here hold on a second oh. real quick Ryan has a cheer uh, one second you guys keep talking Oh. No, no problem. <laughs> what are they what oh maybe uh there could be a state it could be a state race. Uh, I don't know. I guess you won New Mexico or something irrelevant. I don't really know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that we've had the New Mexico yeah, we that Well, yeah, we've had the New Mexico blue for a while. I made my New Mexico trip. Did yeah. somebody pause over there? Uh Clinton is up Quite a bit in Iowa. Iowa wants well, only ninety percent of the vote, but um, Pennsylvania, I think it's fifty-one percent. Hillary Clinton is is one hundred sixty-seven thousand votes ahead. I, I I don't think Pennsylvania is in any uh, is in any. Uh, I don't think Pennsylvania is 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 up for grabs at this point. Um, but it's 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 Minnesota or Minnesota. It's uh, yeah, Minnesota. I'm sorry, Michigan, Wisconsin are the two, and and right now, Trump yeah, is, that 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 seems like it's got to be some of those. I don't know some of those places that too. I don't know. I think a lot of people thought that it was going to be. It definitely the feeling was this was going to be an easy victory when everyone was walking midnight. You know, like yeah. everyone was just very relaxed. They were getting their drinks. Everyone was smiling. Um. And now it's uh, it's um, it's definitely a lot tenser. Ryan, is anybody over there talking about the Senate race? Um, yeah, actually, uh, the um, you know you know Peduto talked sorry spoke about it a lot, and he said that you know Allegheny County was going to you know win um, basically win McGinty you know the seat. And if you look at the numbers right now, um, at least last time I checked, it actually looked like McGinty was outperforming um, you know Clinton. So she was actually she actually had more votes than you know Clinton did. So in Allegheny County, I don't know that. No, 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 total. Total. Um, yeah, no, you're you're correct. Yeah, 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 and uh, and so um, yeah, but not too much. I think most people are just really focused on, on you know seeing uh, seeing how you know Clinton can uh, you know uh, win some of these um, important states. Yeah, she's just uh, – there's, again, about 73% of the vote in, and McGinty's opened up a little bit wider on Toomey again. So, um, you know, it's obviously too close to call at this point. Um, I think the uh, the attorney general race, Josh Shapiro, uh, John Rafferty, it looks like Shapiro is up pretty good there, a couple hundred thousand votes. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been following that too. And yeah. Like, um, yeah, those are safe. So it's kind of surprising to see, uh, you know, Clinton not just uh, – have have a have a similar lead there, so looks like there might have been some, uh, you know, you know, Democrats uh, switching over. I, I don't know, voting for Trump and maybe also voting for McGinty and Shapiro. Right. Hmm. All righty, Ryan, get in there and try and rally the troops. Uh, yeah. Ryan, like, we have to ask you a question that might seem a little yeah. odd to you. Do they have cheese sauce over there in hot yes. dogs? Yes, and I ate, and I actually ate a hot dog and. Sauce, okay. wow. I did not. <laughs> you did not drop the hot dogs into the cheese sauce. I did, not, I did you, not drop anything. You probably weren't privy to this because because you were you are. But we had Lauren Daly on the show a little bit ago, and she talked about uh, the story dropping the hot dogs into the cheese, and and actually splashing the cheese onto Rich Fitzgerald's suit. So, oh wow! So wow. definitely, uh, definitely be careful over there. You're, well, you know, <laughs> you end up paying her uh, bill, so to speak. If it, you know. 
if it turns out that you know Clinton, uh, you know, loses here, I think uh, I could spill as much cheese sauce I want on anybody, and they're still not going to notice. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, Ryan. Well, we will uh, wait for your next report. Um, yeah, keep us updated. All right. Okay, I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Thanks. Bye. So yeah, the big uh, Democratic stronghold starting to get a little uh, little nervous over there, like we all are. Yeah. So Rebecca, how are how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, Rebecca, you're a fresh voice here. Are you panicking as much as everyone else? Or so I guess because I don't know as much about you know which states hold how many votes. I was not worried until I talked to you guys and you guys seemed yeah. really depressed. And then I was like, oh, so what I'm seeing in my, like, stress is real. Like, I'm not, like, missing the fact that, you know, the states they're taking, you know, don't really matter. Yeah, no, it's – it's Florida is – Florida is big. Florida's big. And, and like I said, right now she's losing Wisconsin to Michigan. And that's yeah. – she, she looks like she's going to win Colorado, it looks like. Um, she's um, – well yeah that may come in handy uh get high and say goodbye that could be their new motto <laughs> get high and say goodbye <laughs> welcome to colorado <laughs> yes i know that's off-putting folks um <laughs> um yeah so i'm actually going to try and uh fix this map up and see if we can uh see if we can do some wolf blitzerin oh cool and okay. see if we can't figure out a little bit of this uh situation as they say Charlie this shiz in the cp situation room <laughs> yes <clears throat> so rebecca toss talk a little bit about uh your day today, uh, you were out at some polling places. Talk a little bit about what you saw and uh, the folks you talked to. So I guess it's just the nature of being in Pittsburgh, which is such a democratic city. But, you know, until probably an hour ago, I was not worried at all based on my conversations with people. Um, I I saw very few Trump supporters and even people who in neighborhoods that you thought might, you know, have more Trump supporters than others. Um you know, the white male vote that I talked to, even they were so much against Trump that I really felt pretty confident. Um, I guess one thing that, you know, could be, could have been predictive of what we're seeing now is that I did talk to a lot of people who voted for Clinton, but that were not like, you know, in love with her. I talked to a lot of people, probably 50% of the people who I talked to who voted for Clinton said something about not really liking her, Hmm. you know, and that they were just choosing the lesser of two evils because, they were so frightened by Trump. Do we do we buy into the the idea that there are a lot of closet Trump supporters? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah, it um, didn't seem likely. I yeah, I don't think that they're closeted. Just in this day and age, where everyone has the forum to voice their opinions. I mean, like, don't we all remember growing up and everyone would say like. You know, you don't say who you vote for. Like, you don't talk about yeah, who you're voting yeah. for. Well, I don't think that's been the case in this election whatsoever just because of things like Facebook. Like, I, I feel like I know who everyone's voting for. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, people actually that's, – that's something too that's changed over the years. My, my mother still won't tell you who she's voting for <laughs> until after the fact. If she sees you disappointed, she'll tell you uh-huh. well, probably what you want to hear. But I, she did. She voted for Barack Obama the last two elections. Um, I'm not so sure what she did today actually, but uh, – 
you know, people didn't even talk about it. Now it's, you know, like, for example, Stephen um, and our different reporters out when you were out today, I mean, you asked a lot of people who, you know, if you don't mind, who did you vote for? And there was a time when people would get pissed off if you asked that question. And so. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I worded it exactly like you said. Do you mind if I ask who you, right. who you voted for? Because of I was just like raised that like you don't ask people that, yeah. which just seems so counterintuitive to our political process today. And, you know, the discourse that we have going on. Yeah. Right, so, Becca, just to rewind your day a little bit, um, you spoke with Maureen Bolden from yes. the Black Political Empowerment Project. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, I checked in with them because they serve as kind of a hub. You know, you're supposed to call in the main election hotline if you have troubles at the polls, but they serve as kind of like a local hub for, you know, not just people who know them, but people looking for kind of a more personal connection you know you don't want to just call some hotline that you yeah. don't know who's manning it right so they served as like an outlet for that and um mostly i talked to her about the great things that some of the people who are involved with the black political empowerment project were doing for instance um I, as i'm sure you know other people heard throughout the day there are a lot of polling places changing so right. There are at least three places that had closed down and there was a group of women who kind of like camped out overnight so that they would be there when the polls opened to drive people to the correct polling place if they had showed up at this wrong one. Wow. And I just thought that was, you know, awesome that, you know, these people were going out of their way to do that. And that's mostly the stories that she told me about people. She said they had even more volunteers than they've ever had to drive people to the polls who couldn't, you know, get out of their houses. And that's mostly what I talked about. Um, the only thing that she said that she heard people reporting was that one person called in to say that there were some, um, I guess, Trump supporters intimidating people at the polls in Penn Hills on Graham Street. I don't know if you talked about this earlier. No. Um, so we couldn't get confirmation because we got the report at 4.30. And apparently, if you're you know, the head of a police department, you leave at 4. And <laughs> the people who are in charge of police department, like the heads, like so Petten Hills Police Chief and the county sheriff's chief were the only two people who could confirm this. And they both were gone for the day by the time we called. Because wow. crime doesn't happen at night. <laughs> so we couldn't confirm that that happened. And no one had received any reports. But it was a very specific report. And I believe I found the polling location that was this church, and I spoke to the reverend, but he wasn't on site, so he couldn't confirm that it happened either. But I guess we'll just stay tuned to find out if anything like that has been confirmed. Um, but mostly when I talked to people who were at the polls, who were serving as the poll protection you know, volunteers, they said that they had heard so many rumors of plans for people to come into the city and intimidate voters. Right. One major thing that I heard was that people were going to be carrying firearms outside of the polls to intimidate people. But none of that happened as far as all the people I've talked to. So it was good. It's a boring day to be a journalist in Pittsburgh, but <laughs> it, you know, it's good for the political process. Yeah. So what, what was the rest of your, what have you, what have you been doing uh, the, tonight? So I went to the We the People um, election party that was at the Kelly Shreehorn Theater in East Liberty. And that was put on by Janair Solomon, who um, is a pretty you know big figure in the arts community here in Pittsburgh, um, as, long, as well as Knowledge Hudson, who's been an activist in Pittsburgh for a very long time. Yeah. And um, the theme of their party was the Constitution. So... Um, Everyone got a constitution at the door, which is pretty cool. And they just wanted people to understand, you know, the voting process and where 
the way we vote today comes from, you know, and how it comes from the Constitution. Right. Something that I thought was really interesting is um, they started off by just reading the Constitution straight, just, um, for instance, Article 2. <laughs> well, so they said their original plan was to actually, like, read the entire Constitution with, like, a little follow-along, like, ball, like, in, like, sing-along songs. But they obviously realized that that would be kind of boring. Yeah, um, it's like uh, Andy Kaufman reading <laughs> yeah. Great Gatsby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so be awesome, actually. the one part that I did hear that they read, you know, basically like a huge chunk was about the presidential election. And that was interesting. But then other things were just like one woman read a poem that was inspired to, you know, the amendment that gave women the right to vote. And hmm. she stood up there with her daughter. So that was kind of cool. Um, and yeah, so they, it was just people talking about different aspects of the constitution and how they relate to today in the presidential election. Right. Um, then later I went to the Burgers for Bernie party. Um, Burgers I, for Bernie. Yeah. Um, I thought there were going to be actual cheeseburgers involved, but there were not. Um, Wait, what? That wasn't the menu? That should at least be on the menu. I know, right? Well, it was at Brillo Box, so burgers are on the menu, but oh. there was no one talking about cheeseburgers. Um, so it's a missed opportunity. They had a couple speeches from, you know, people who were obviously huge supporters of Bernie Sanders in the primary. Um, but the co-founder of the organization actually, um, he got up and he, um, gave a talk and his name was Alex Austin. And he said that he like, you know, up until the last minute was out campaigning for Hillary. And like, he made a big point of saying that like, I'm with her obviously. And that, you know, that despite the fact that Bernie Sanders obviously didn't end up being the democratic nominee, that as a lot of people have said, the policies that he supported did end up getting gaining a lot of prominence throughout this election, and that you know after the election's over, they were very confident by the way that Hillary was going to win. Right. But um, that after this election is over, that they'll continue to push for the progressive you know agenda that he put in place. Cool. <clears throat> Fantastic. Anything going on over there, Chuck? Well, I'm sorry. I'm uh, I'm, I'm Wolf Blitzered in the map here. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's 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 um, yeah, it's it's not. How scary is it, Charlie? Yeah, I think it's well. So, okay, let's. Uh, so, I've taken some liberties um, based on what we know and what looks to be. I've given Hillary Clinton Pennsylvania. Um, Virginia's called for her, or Fox News called Virginia for her. So I, I gave her Virginia. Um. So Florida has actually tightened up. Florida is uh, looks like it's about less than a hundred thousand votes at this point, and oh. with and there's you know one or two percent. Looks like it looks basically like there's some votes up in Jacksonville that still need counted, and there are some votes in uh, uh, votes in uh, uh, near Tampa that also need counted. So you know Jacksonville's pretty red. Tampa is 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 fairly blue. So who knows how that'll shake out? So I want I don't want to do that, but. Trump is winning fairly – so I, I, I give Clinton, Washington, Oregon, California, New Mexico, Colorado, and Iowa. Those are the ones that we haven't really seen yet. And I, so I, I come with a Clinton 231 lead to Trump 169. But that leaves a lot of states still you know, sort of out there. So um, the way things are leaning right now, Michigan goes to Trump, Wisconsin goes to Trump. That's 231 to 195. North Carolina, again, right now is too close to call. 
that's going to be it's going to be important. So let's take that out. Let's give Trump Florida on top of Wisconsin, Minnesota. He's now at two twenty four to two thirty one. You know, Trump's going to get Georgia. You know, I mean, it's it's Trump's going to get Utah. He's uh, slaughtering Clinton in Utah. So it's 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 ugly. I mean, I I I just don't see. Without one of Florida, Wisconsin, and Minnesota, and and that may, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, uh, right. yeah. So it's 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 going to be it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be it's going to be tight coming out of the wire. All right, let's go to a quick break. That's a good idea. All right. On that note. <laughs>
What? All right. We're coming back. Is everybody ready? Yes. Nope. No. All right. So we added a mic, and uh, Becca's not here right now, but she's still here. And now we have four people, four mics. Everything's turning around. Everything's coming up, <laughs> Margaret. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Everything looks great. Oh, is the bottle in the shot? <laughs> Tonight the label, bottle... Label out? Tonight the bottle let me down. All right, Charlie, any changes since we last? Um, y- yeah, it looks like, according to the results from the Pennsylvania Department of State, um, Donald Trump has taken a lead, the lead over Hillary Clinton in Pennsylvania with 82%. Let me make sure I'm not hitting... You know, I'm looking statewide. 82% of the vote is in. It's got uh, <laughs> it's got Trump at 48.5 to Clinton's 47.9. I mean, we're talking about I mean, we're talking about less than 30,000 votes. Mm. Down in the Senate race, that also is tightened up. Toomey is now taking a lead. Uh, and Toomey is up by about 12,000 votes maybe. I mean, okay. this is this is one of the tightest elections I've ever seen in my life. It's 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 definitely the haves and the have what nots as you're <laughs> fond of saying, Margaret. The what haves and the what haves and the what have nots. Um this is like it's I don't know, is it feeling like a like is it feeling like a class battle? Is it I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's like the thing we were talking about before where it's like that classic well, I don't know anybody who voted for him, you know. Right. That like looking out the window and trying to predict climate change because it's warm out, you know. Yeah. Right. It's raining here, so it's got to be raining everywhere. Um, uh, but I think I have fallen into that. Yeah, I, I'm realizing. I think, like you, you when it's happening, you you really don't know. I mean, you try to be somewhat aware of it, but uh, when um, Stephen is that his name? When he was talking about, sorry, Stephen, if you're listening. <laughs> um, when he was talking about. Uh, people being in their own bubbles that really made me depressed because it just suddenly seemed so true because I I was looking at Twitter today and, um, and, and seeing like tweets from Trump supporters who were like, there's no way Trump's going to win. And I'm like, Oh, you idiots. Just cause like no one around you has a Hillary sign. You think that Trump's going to win. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Whoops. (laughs) Yeah. It's nuts. I saw, um, like, I think it was yesterday, some one of my Facebook friends who I don't really talk to, but who had been completely neutral the entire election, um, finally posted something about supporting Hillary. And all of her friends jumped on her because she lives in the area we've been talking about, the North Hills, that apparently is, like, Trump central for mm-hmm. near Pennsylvania. Um, so all of her friends from out there jumped on her and were, like, you know, obviously, like, flipping out. And they were very pro-Trump. And... Someone said something like, you know, everyone I know is voting for Trump, so Hillary doesn't have a chance. And I remember thinking, yeah, that's because of where you live. Everyone I know is voting for Hillary. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I guess it's like what you said. Like, we, we kind of, like, live in our own little bubble. So yeah. my whole thing was that I know a lot of people who actually live in the North Hills. And I every time I hang out with, like, 
not them, but like their families. Like if I go to one of their family parties, I'm trying to be very conscious of the fact that like I don't want to say anything about politics because I'm like, oh, they live in the North Hills. You know, they're probably voting for Trump. But every single time I find out that they're voting for Hillary. So, you know, like it wasn't just me being in my comfort zone in the city and, you know, only knowing people in the city who, you know, tend to be more progressive. I actually know a lot of people from outside areas who I was surprised to find weren't voting for Trump either. So, well, that's been such a big narrative in this election of, oh, well, a lot of Republicans are, uh, you know, turning around and voting for Hillary. Um, yeah. And I mean, and, and I think that Trump was kind of trying to make that narrative happen with, uh, oh, a lot of Bernie supporters are voting for me right. or, or, you know, um, but it just, oh, yeah, maybe it's, it's just hard to know what's, what's real. So what has everyone heard about election turnout today? Because at the polling places that I went to, everyone said that they've had, you know, they always get more turnout for a presidential election, but that turnout has been even more than usual. So even comparatively it, to 2012, right? Yes. So if the fear is that, you know, those people who said they weren't going to turn out because they didn't like Hillary and they were Bernie supporters, if that fear was true, you'd think that there wouldn't have been such a good turnout at the polls. So I don't think that would account for why Trump is doing so well right now. Fox News is reporting that uh, Donald Trump has won North Carolina. They're projecting. Projecting, yes, projecting that Donald Trump will win. And, And I think that that's for a while, I think that that's been... <clears throat> that's been likely. So let me update my own. Oh, I already did. Uh, check out my article on Mount Moriah tomorrow where they talk about uh, politics in North Carolina relevant to this. Nice. <laughs> I'm writing about a Pittsburgh, a Pennsylvania band this week. Oh, yeah? You can tie that into when we mention Pennsylvania. And for the first time in three years, I'm writing about nothing in next week in tomorrow's paper. Really? <laughs> yeah. How's that feel? Isn't that crazy? Um, I don't know. It feels really sad, actually. Aww. I even tried to pull in a last minute Hill Mary like before I left for vacation, and then She's like, give me a critics pick. I was I was reading I was reading like the emails while I was on vacation, and I found out that my story had been cut. So I was like, no, yeah. can't go on vacation in this business. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I cut your story. <laughs> I'm always getting Kalos cut when I'm gone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you. Boy, I oughta. Oh. Well, Michael, we didn't ask you, what, how was your voting experience today? Did you vote? I did vote. Okay. Um, you got your m and I went. It was very easy and very quick. Um, this is So I have been living in Mount Washington for eight years now. And um, I've been voting at my old polling location for seven years. Hmm. So I moved, I've lived in three different Mount Washington locations, but I had never changed my address. So I had been voting at the same location all this time. And it's, so it was like really fun to like vote at the place that's actually near my house this morning. Wait, what was the one that we did, you did regularly before? Just because um, I lived in Mount Washington. Yeah, so it's the one on like the lower end of Mount Washington, like on the corner of like where Allentown, Beltsuver, and Mount Washington collide at the rec center down there. Yeah. The rec center that has, like, a permanently, like, empty pole that has never been filled. Can I just point... I think it'd be really awesome to watch this and see two, two people not speaking and to hear two people that you don't see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could maybe, like, imagine that I'm speaking Charlie's thoughts yeah. and you're, you're speaking Marcus's yes. thoughts. Yes, this is great for, for viewers. Yeah. It's yes. Cool. Well, we need a bigger camera. Um, call in, viewers, please. I know yeah. that... 
Somebody's listening. Right? Yeah. That number. Dave Rosenstrauss, are you still listening? That number is 412-316-3381. Have people called in? Like, can I ask that? Uh, Only. Nobody unexpected. Yeah, nobody unexpected. (laughs) We had Ryan Dito. Oh, yeah. Stephen Caruso and Jim something. Does anyone want Mark Addison to come in? Call in? Yeah, sure. He does he have, have a. We could oh, get yeah. the foreigner perspective on the uh, yeah. <laughs> election. Oh, he's been here for a long time. I'm sure he has some stuff to say about how you know his country failed in Brexit, and now it looks like well, we're going down the same track. If nothing else, a nice soothing British accent would do us yeah. all some yeah. good. Yeah. All right. So, What's right. he up to? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> he drove me around to two polling places this morning. So. Isn't he a fucking peach? He was off work. All right. Pennsylvania results have seemed to trickle in, which makes me think that the... Uh, trumped up trickle in. Trumped up trickle in. Uh, love Trump's hate. Um, I love it. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to hear that. Well, I'm probably not going to hear it a lot again, but yeah. still. Yeah, I That's know, really I interesting. McGinty has uh, pulled ahead of Toomey once again with 85.73% of the... Precincts across the state reporting. <clears throat> I just, uh. I really could no joke talk every single one of my family members into calling right now. <laughs> calling in right now if we'd be inclined. So I just, I, you know, I really have a hard time seeing this happening. What, Clinton? Without, yeah, without oh. Michigan or Wisconsin. I just, I'm looking at the map. All right, let me give Maine to Clinton, and let me give New Hampshire to Clinton, although that's not... If only we had these visuals on screen. Yeah. If only there was a way we could... I mean, could, I, uh... I know talking about it kind of paints a good picture. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to imagine. It's like one imagine, of the TED Talks. Yeah. Watch Wolf Blitzer, imagine. and then imagine our, like, yeah. like dots on his map. Yeah. I want you to get a pen and a piece of paper. <laughs> I want you to draw an outline of the country. <laughs> We're going to start at the top right with Maine. That's four. Sorry. No, that was soothing. I'll take that. I'll continue that way too long. We need some soothing right now. Yeah. What are you looking at? Does anyone um, want to call in and, you know, um, sing us a lullaby? Yeah. Dave Rosenstrauss. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we're still... Well, yeah, see, Michigan... Well, Michigan only got half the votes in, so maybe your Detroit's and your Flint's. Oh yeah, mm. those areas. Maybe those those votes haven't been counted yet. Um, yeah, so that that one probably is you know too early to call. I thought they left North Carolina out there a little longer than they needed to. Wisconsin again. Wisconsin just about sixty percent. It looks like it's up CNN projection. Although I think they start projecting that they're too early to call. <clears throat> Which is kind of weird. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Again, that's just more stating what's current rather than looking towards anything. Yeah. We project it's going to be a long fucking night. Oh, man. I totally thought this was going to be quick. I know. I did too. Yeah, a lot of people did. I think. I wouldn't uh, have agreed to this if I <laughs> thought that it would drag out. I don't want to be in bed. <laughs> oh. MSNBC has it, uh, 209 Clinton, 187 Trump at the moment. Now, Fox News, fair and balanced, has it 216 Trump, 
202 Clinton. Do we want to talk next steps? Like Trump sure. wins, what do we do? Yeah, that's a good idea. What's life going to hold for us? Yeah. Well, uh, I've seen a lot of things posted on the internet about how to move to Canada. Hmm. Um, well, yeah, let's talk about where we would move. <laughs> uh, yeah, Canada seems like the easy one. It does seem nice. I like Toronto. Uh-huh. Although they say Toronto. <laughs> Um, also Mexico, and then old Mexico. It'll be a nice big wall. Yeah. It's like the original. Away from Trump. That's what I was. I was going to say the same thing. If you go to old Mexico, um, yeah, you can't get back in, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I would definitely go to England because I feel like since I'm married oh. to oh, a yeah. Brit, I I can get an easier. You could probably yeah, get but, some double citizenship. But England is like the U.S. under Trump now. Well, is it that bad? I don't know. I took Mark voting today so he could, like, see the, you know, political process at work. (laughs) And I was like, you know, the next four years, maybe you'll have your citizenship and you can vote, too. And he was like, if Trump wins, I won't be allowed to vote in four years. That will be his plan. And I was like, that's silly. But now... Now I'm I'm wondering. He'll let British people vote. Come on. (laughs) Because they think like him, right? Oh, the British, they love me. Love me. (laughs) I know more about the British and the Queen. Love me. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to imagine. Yeah, that's, I don't. I never. Problem, I never thought. It? I never thought about it. I never thought about. But it. also, I mean, even based on what he said, it's kind of hard to know what yeah. that even means because he said so many things. Um, or where, so where his where his priorities are actually going right. to be? I think honestly, if he wins, he's going to just be like, "Holy shit, I won!" Yeah. <laughs> I think at this point, he probably really does think he's going to win. I mean, not just at this point, but I mean, at some point when he got so f- when he got so close. This is a fucking amazing. I, I don't. We're really losing steam here. Well, it's not even steam. It's just confusion on where to go because we don't know where this is going. I thought I knew where it was going when we started. I just didn't know the exact route it was going to take to get there. But I was pretty confident of where we were going. And now it's like someone hijacked the plane. <laughs> not your typical terrorist, but like a homegrown terrorist and... They're flying us, you know, God knows where. And uh, I don't know where we're going. So how can I, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a situation I didn't, I didn't expect uh, any of us to be in at this point. Um, which, you know, maybe, you know what, I, uh, I don't like the look of that. Um, I don't know, maybe we'll be a little more humble next time. Not humble. Uh, what's the word? Well, I don't think that. Uh, I mean, I don't think that people weren't humble. Yeah, humble's not the right word. Cocksure, I think, is the word. Cavalier. Cavalier. Cavalier is an excellent word. No, I actually, thinking back, uh, you know, Edward Snowden uh, tweeted a, a, a couple weeks ago that this was a really good election to vote for a third party because it was so sure that Clinton was going to win. Ooh. And, um... I'm. I'm not you, saying you're blowing that. the whistle. Yeah, I'm, I'm, traitor. <laughs> he he ruined but, us all. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think that. I mean, I've seen like on Twitter already. People are saying like, oh, every every Jill Stein voter should be forced to live in Florida. Um, I don't know if it's if it's fair to say that that she's the reason uh, for uh, Trump winning Florida, but I don't think she is. Gary Johnson might be. 
That, yeah, everything I've been seeing has had, like, Gary Johnson has more votes than her. So, Gary, yeah, yeah well, Gary Jill, Johnson. Jill Stein gets a lot more shit than he does. Yeah, I no, wonder you're, you're why, right about yeah. that. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jill Stein uh, in Florida, for example. Jill Stein, 16,000 votes. Gary, I'm sorry, 63,000 votes. Someone named Daryl Castle got 16,000 votes. 63,000 votes, 200,000 votes, or 2% of the total vote for Gary Johnson. Damn. And then uh, you've got... Uh, Trump at 49, Clinton at 48, 4.57 to 4.44. And so, you know, 200,000 would have made a difference if – but you, you can't you can't say for sure that those are going to go. What you can say for sure is life really is crazy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> She's good. She is. Yeah. I also think it will be really funny if Clinton wins that we can listen back to this. And just wow. like – Yeah. Oh. Those were good times. Now, here's the question. I mean, there are a lot of states that are um, – a lot of states are close. And, I mean, there are – you know, there are ballots that haven't been counted and won't be counted. So does Clinton, if it gets to that point, does Clinton uh, accept the results tonight? Mm. I don't know. Ah, twist. Oh. Do you guys think we overestimated our country? Because that's how I feel right now. After well, Yeah, I know. It's weird to think about, like – what this means about the people who live in this country. I mean, yeah. it doesn't mean anything good. No. No. I remember, you know, we all, everyone made fun of, everyone made fun of the Brexit vote here. You know, like we, like sure, we're, we're going down that path, but we would never be as foolish yeah. to actually pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now it's like, well, are we? And also that was the one time that we could gloat about something. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. True. We don't get the opportunity much. No. We probably won't for a long time. Yeah. I don't know. The one, the one thing that I felt this whole election, but also if they were to win, was just like it's unbelievable how much we disagree mm-hmm. or how much I disagree with the most ardent Trump supporter. Um, there's this image of this guy grabbing his crotch going, build that wall, build that wall at, at a Trump thing, like super fired up. And I remember just thinking, like, this is like a fucking alien. Like, I, I have n- nothing that I could agree with this guy about. And the fact it's, it was comforting to think – Look at all these idiots. Mm-hmm. But when we're reading back these numbers of millions of people, it's just I did underestimate, and I was I was cavalier. <laughs> you were, and now you must repent. Yeah. My problem is that I didn't think that um, those supporters were actually going to go out and vote. Like, there's this image that I saw of a woman with a T-shirt that says um, "Trump, you can grab my pussy whenever you want." Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, it doesn't surprise me. Like, I swear, like, I know a ton of girls like that who just, you know, they aren't serious about politics. They see, like, they love reality television. You know, this is all just kind of, you know, in that vein for them. It's not political at all. They don't follow any of this. But I did not think that when the day came that those people were going to go out and vote. Like, I thought, you know, this is another reality TV show that they're going to gossip about with their friends. Not Mm -hmm. they're actually going to take the action to do it. Well, you know, it's like... A mere hours ago, we were laughing at the uh, those um, alt right dudes who didn't vote because they didn't know they had to register. Right. Um, <laughs> and now it's just like, oh, if that actually wasn't very many. No. So young and foolish. I know. We yeah, we <laughs> so long ago. With a full so pizza. Full Yesterday <laughs> when I was young. <laughs> So many happy songs so, waiting to be sung. Go ahead, Alex. Here's an interesting thing. Yeah. So one of the more interesting comparisons that happened in this election is that Hillary has a lot of things in her history uh, as a politician 
that you can question, but Trump, as not a politician, doesn't have those things. Mm-hmm. So if he does become president, he's he's going to have to he's going to lose some of his supporters. I know he said he could shoot somebody, but that was in order to get elected that mm-hmm. they would still fall because he has he's betting with house money, right? There's no he's not actually uh, having to be on the line for anything, right? So what do you guys think would be a likely break something that he could do in his first few months as president that would make his supporters turn on him well because he hasn't really been clear about any of his plans aside from things that are definitely not going to happen especially like not for you know even if there were to be a wall built it's not going to happen for a long time yeah um and so he's been so vague that it's i think people can project anything that they want yeah and I think that's really the problem is that, you know, building a wall, okay, that's a prime example, right? But all he has to do is say, like, that he's, because, as we all know, the president can't actually just go and do whatever they want. So all he has to do is say that he's being blocked by, you know, Congress. Yeah. And he can get away with not fulfilling those, any of his promises. Those clowns in Congress. Yeah. He'll probably say. The clowns <laughs> of, of his own party. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's really set himself up for a... I feel like he'll know that one, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of other things where he thinks he will be able to do it. Mm -hmm. And he's going to go, wait, what? Well, I mean... It's like, I get why Barack Obama did it. He's not going to be able to build a wall. (laughs) Yes, agreed. At the very least, he's not going to be able to get anybody to pay for it. I I don't know. He's not going to get us to pay for it. The wall is not going to get built. So, you know, after however long, is that where they... Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah, a a stanchion, one of those uh, (laughs) deals. But you can know. we think of other promises, like concrete things he's said? Because I'm that actually struggling. Hillary in jail. Hillary in jail. Okay. When that doesn't that's happen. That's not going to happen. And that's what people are banking on. They're banking on her going to jail. Um, but will they care once they're guys in the White House? Yeah, because they're voting. I mean, it's these fucking Tea Party assholes, they vote for like, they vote for these sort of out there goddamn promises. People who start talking the same nonsense and fucking babble that they've been spewing to, you know, their 9-11, you know, conspiracies and all this. I mean, they've now got a legislature, a large amount of the legislature and potentially the president of the United States who listened to their fucking garbage. And now I'm getting a little fired. I'm just shot off a cannon. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, they do. see, unlike us who don't necessarily we think well you know like i thought barack obama was going to close guantanamo bay in his first term agreed yes, and that that's was a my good big, that's was a my, good point and actually. he didn't and yeah. you know and that pissed me off but i was like well you know he's still better than mccain or romney or whoever yeah. and and again better than that like far beyond what we're uh, people will disagree with me but not anybody in this room but you know obama's far superior candidate to anybody we have running this year and but- that but was, we let it go. But those yeah. crazy bastards aren't going to let it go. You don't think? I don't think so. I just, I mean, I might. feel like they'll, I mean, I think that they, Trump supporters, like, talk, uh, definitely talk a big game. But I think that they're going to be satisfied that Trump is better than, uh, you know, any establishment uh, candidate. Like, in 2010, they turned over Congress. Mm-hmm. And they, those, they weren't able, they were able to block some shit, but they weren't able to do, really, oh, yeah, they, they didn't do anything. They, they didn't, do, right, defense, exactly, yeah. they didn't do anything, because the president always had the, the president always had the, the, the veto power, and they didn't have a veto-proof majority, so, 
they're able to blame the president that they weren't able to do anything. So if now if the, we have the wacko, you know, the wacko legislature followed by the wacko party president, and if they don't do what what they promised, you know, this might be what leads us to the next goddamn civil war. You know, you told us you was going to get rid of them people. Right. It's eleven twenty one p.m. First mention of the next civil war. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Not bad. But yeah, so I think that's what worked in worked against Obama is that he made so many concrete promises. Whereas right. like Trump has been able to just get by on making these vague promises yeah. that no well, one can really verify later. He's also um uh promised to get rid of Obamacare. Right. Which I know it's not a term you like. That's fine. Um It's like oh I, I do care. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Not I don't best. really know what he's <laughs> going to be capable of doing with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 tru- I truly just don't think he understands how any of it works. I think he's going to get in there and go, oh, what? I agree. I so, agree. But who's he? But I don't think he'll care. Yeah, right. I don't think he's going to. He's not going to go in and. I think he's going to learn like, about oh, executive no. orders and he's going to be like, oh, fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> but like, do you. So here's my thing. Like, and I've said this all along. I don't. Like, I think that he wants to be president, but I don't actually think that he wants to take any actions, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think that he actually okay. cares about if Obamacare goes away. Yeah. It's not impacting him. Yeah. You know, I don't actually think he cares if a wall's going up. Like, he's gotten away pretty well of, like, running his business, like, the way he wants and, like, you know, skirting the system. Like, he's actually doing very well for himself, all things considered. So I don't actually think that he's going, he cares what he does once he's in there. Hmm. Not to say nothing of immigration, right? Right. Like, like Charlie said, we might deport even more than... Barack Obama. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. You have somebody who's you know, he will but like will he? Barack Obama though, right? Because yeah. he wasn't born here. Well, yeah, Hawaii's a foreign country. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, he's going there. to ban Muslims. But is he? Or well, was this just something he said well, to get just, people I, to right. yeah. yeah? You know, any concrete promise? Yeah. Right. Here we go. Seventy six from the Washington Post. Seventy six Donald Trump campaign promises. There we go. All right. Uh, build a wall along the southern border that Mexico will pay for. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. One promise, build the wall. Promise two, make Mexico pay for the wall. Promise three, if I become president, we're all going to be saying Merry Christmas again. What? Yeah. Why was that number one? (laughs) Number four, get rid of... I heard that one. Get rid of Common Core because it's a disaster and a very bad thing. Number five, the Environmental Protection Agency might also disappear. Is that how he put it? Yeah. uh, Yes. That sounds so get rid monsterish. Of Ob- get yeah. rid of Obamacare and replace it with something. Sleep with the fishes. Yeah. Get rid of Obamacare and replace it with something terrific. Margaret, they'd probably just like it. <laughs> that is people. That is so much better. So much better. So much better. I think that was actually a Pittsburgh. That was a line from Pittsburgh. I think. Mm. Uh, He's not bring back uh, 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 Paterno. Joe Paterno. Oh, okay. yes. we're going to build a wall, and Joe Paterno is going to pay for it. <laughs> Knock down regulatory walls between states for health insurance, making plans available nationally instead of regionally. Rebuild the country's aging infrastructure, especially bridges and airports that look like they belong in a third world country. He did say that in Pittsburgh. Yes. Um, For one third of what the United States is currently paying for such projects. So he's going to do more work for less money. And I believe Republicans were against stimulus package if I was if I'm remembering my history. Uh, save Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security without cutting benefits. 
Defund P- Planned Parenthood. I think he well, well he's got a he's got a Congress yeah. that wants to do that. Uh, he will take care of women, and uh, he has great respect for women. He cherishes women. He will take care of women. Uh, he'll take care. He's all right. Uh, <laughs> frequently used the term radical Islamic terrorism. He's going to bring that back. Temporarily banned most foreign Muslims from entering the United States. Bar Syrian refugees from entering the country and kick out anyone who are any who are already living here. Heavily surveil mosques. Create a database of Syrian refugees. Never take a vacation while serving as president. Oh wow, that's well. That's prosecute Hillary Clinton. Make medical marijuana widely available to patients and allow states to decide if they want to fully legalize pot or not. That's the first thing I agree with him on on this list. <laughs> Stop spending money on space exploration until the United States can fix its potholes. You know, a lot of people agree with him on that. Yes. Pick Supreme, Supreme, pick Supreme Court justices who are really great legal <laughs> scholars. Oh, wow. Ensure that Iowa continues to host the nation's first presidential nominating contest. Okay, I think we're getting a little far down the list. Oh, yeah, don't forget he loves... He loves the Putin bromance. Uh, allow Russia to deal with the Islamic State in Syria. Be unpredictable. <laughs> that was a promise. That was a promise. I'll be unpredictable. No one, no one can, uh, no one can touch us because he's so unpredictable. He's going to bomb the shit out of ISIS and the oil fields. Target and kill relatives of terrorists. Shut down parts of the internet so the Islamic State terrorists cannot use it to recruit American children. This is like just going through the past few months. Like each day I'm remembering these things. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty soon we're yeah. going to waterboarding. Bring yeah. back waterboarding, you yeah. son of a bitch. Look yeah. at you. Whoa, nice. Leave troops in Afghanistan because it's such a mess. Uh, find an out clause in the Iran deal and then totally renegotiate the whole thing. Um. Can I just interject here? Yeah. So if everyone recalls, I interviewed a, like, torture expert a couple, like, weeks ago. Yes. And one of the craziest things that she said was that even, like, world leaders who do torture never, ever, ever say that torture is a good idea. It's like an unwritten rule that you don't right. say, I'm going to do this, and you don't say that it is effective. Right, you say or it's like a works. necessary evil or yeah. whatever. Yeah, or... but she was like just shocked that this is one person who says, I'm going to bring back torture. And, I'm, and sometimes I think we should do it worse than we have in the past, and it works. She was just amazed that anyone had wow. ever said that. He's smart. He is smart. Oh, wait. Go wait, back. Go There's back to the a very important promise. I promise I will never be in a bicycle race. That I can tell you. You're not reading that for yes, real. Yes, I am. What? This promise is connected to criticism of John Kerry, who was injured while riding a bicycle amid the Iran negotiations. Refuse wow. to call... What does Ryan have to say about this? Let's get Ryan on the phone. Also, wasn't that a West Wing episode? Maybe. The president got injured in a bicycle accident? And it, the, yes, that was a West Wing episode. Refuse to call Iran's leader by his uh, preferred title. I guarantee you I will never be calling him the supreme leader. I'll say, hey, baby, how you doing? No! I'll never call him supreme leader. Renego- or negotiate the release of all U.S. prisoners held in Iran before taking office. Uh, oppose the killing of journalists. Oh, that's nice. I hate some of these Thank people. You. but I, I hate some of these people, but I would Thanks, never kill Don. them. Find great generals, like the next General Patton or MacArthur, and do not allow them to go on to television news shows to explain their military strategy. I don't want my generals being interviewed. I want my generals kicking ass. Drop the dirty, rotten traitor 
Bo Bergdahl out of an airplane into desolate mm. Afghanistan without a parachute. Yeah. In my day, what did he say? Uh, Deserters were shot. Were shot. Yep. Yep. Fired the corrupt and incompetent leaders of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Invest more heavily in programs that help military veterans transition back to civilian life. Obama urges homeowners to fix to a switch to a 15-year fixed mortgage. Oh, wait, that's an ad. It's a pop-up. <laughs> Bring back jobs from China. I'll be the greatest jobs president. That God ever created. Students at Wofford College in South Carolina where Trump attended a town hall will all have jobs at graduation. Aggressively challenged China's power in the world by declaring the country a currency manipulator. Rather than throw the Chinese president a state dinner, buy him a McDonald's hamburger and say we've got to get down to work. Replace fair trade with repl- replace free trade with fair trade. Put billionaire hedge fund manager Carl Icahn in charge of trade, ne- trade negotiations with China and Japan. Where'd Margaret go? <laughs> Tell Ford. <laughs> Anyway, it's just a lot of nonsense here. So, Charlie, in all honesty, since I can't see these, I just hear them in your voice, and I think you're making them up. No, like, yeah, like literally twenty five percent of them. No, Washington Post. And then there's pictures of them going like. Mm. But really, the hey baby, really, the, hey baby, how hey you baby, doing? how you doing? Let's get down to business. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's also how he's going to address women in the future. Well, that's how he already addresses. Women. Oh, right. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh. Oh. Oh, that pizza almost. Uh. Yeah. I thought somebody walked in. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bob. So where are we standing? Any new announcements on the polls? Um, no. Anyone want to call in, listeners? Ryan Dito. <laughs> Any Ryan Ditos out there? Any Ryan Ditos want to comment on the anti-bike stance? Of- where are my Ryan Ditos at? Hmm. It's always good to have them. Steven? Pennsylvania results have slowed. Toomey's back on top of McGinty. Uh, (laughs) Uh. Oh, Also, I have found out that Keith Rothfuss has declared an overwhelming victory over Aaron McClelland. What the fuck is wrong with people? Seriously, how can... at look, least, look in the camera. like, I'm sorry. America! America! <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> listeners? Two listeners? I mean, how can you... have like you... three times. Hi, Mom and Dad! <laughs> that, like, Roth, Roth was winning is like, it flies completely in the face of what we were talking about uh, in terms of having to be, like, charismatic. And, True. like, it's like, he just, like, this, like, dopey loser lost against this attractive lady... I don't who had a lot to, to who had a lot to say too. I, she was okay. Yes, but I don't. But mean I mean, she to, was charismatic as a f- as hell. I don't mean to to reduce her to her looks and charisma, but I mean I don't understand why. Since you're a woman, you can do that. But under the under the new Trump presidency, <laughs> I'm going to be able to do that. Yeah, I'm going to be able to say she'll be Miss McClellan. <laughs> yes, I'll say. Listen here, baby. Tell me about your plans uh, for privatization of alcohol sales. Where do you stand on Obamacare? So fucking. So I hadn't actually been following that race, so I'm really disappointed that 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 it's that like. It was the compelling story of two Alice's that. That brought it it together. They were like, I thought there was going to be one. 
And yeah. then I saw this other fucking Alice, and I was like, I was oh, like, my God. That's, that's the key. You can't there's you need an, two. a mother and a daughter. Yeah, his mother and his daughter. I bet when the grab the pussy thing came out, he was like, my two Alices. If I even thought about somebody saying that about my Alices. But Donald Trump. What else are you going to do? He'll sign your legislation, so. What's that? DJs. Oh. <laughs> DJs. Real talent, so to speak. We are the real talent. We yeah. are the real talent. Well, That's you just... three are at least. You've been going at it for a while. <laughs> well, I'm impressed. Yeah, we've been doing it for four hours now. Is anyone listening, Alex? Yeah. It's not hit at zero. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's all we need. We're here as long as you want us to be, people. <laughs> Um, also, uh, to our publisher, Vance, uh, if he is still listening, we'll be in a little late tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just keep looking at the map. I I gotta be honest. I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't, I don't see. Oh, someone's calling. I wonder who it is. Maybe it's Dito. Or Vance. Hello? Hey, it's Ryan. Hey, Dito. Hey, uh, so a lot of people are starting to. To head out really for the uh yeah except for the uh except for the diehard uh a lot of uh politicians are still here like uh all the all the big names peduto and Fitzgerald and bruce kraus and uh, all of them are still glued to their phones um but a lot of people are are kind of uh almost feel like either just too tired or or maybe even throwing in the towel this one guy i saw was uh talking to you know Councilor ricky burgess and he was like it's over, and uh, talking about how he's going to move back to California and stuff. So uh, it's pretty depressing. Uh, uh, if, if, if you're a if you're um, a Clinton supporter here. So what are they saying over there? Are they are they are they conceding at all? I mean, do they? Do they let, me, let me ask you: Is anybody over there talk? Go ahead. Uh, no, I mean no one's conceding yet, but it, it's just this uh, this really this like constant just guessing. Um, I don't know how to say it. It's, it's like watching the World Series in the ninth inning, you know? But, like, you're down by, like, three runs. You need, like, a three-run corner or something, you know? Right. Which, like, can happen, but it just, like, it feels... That's kind of how it feels you right. Know, right now. And I think a lot of people are kind of, like... You know those fans that know the three-run homer's not coming? <laughs> they <laughs> right. They, like, leave early, you know? Like, you know, be traffic. Um, a lot of people are really starting to do that. And uh, um, it's still really close, you know, in PA, but... Um, uh, I don't know if you guys and you know been following a number, yeah. but I mean, almost all of Philadelphia has um, you know been reported. So there's not really a lot, um, a lot of traditional you know Democratic votes you know out there because I think like uh, Lawrence County hasn't hasn't reported, but that's. You know, Let me. T- they've reported. Believe me. Hey Ryan, uh, was there a specific announcement that kind of catalyzed people starting to give up or leave? Um. Uh, I mean, when they announced North Carolina for Trump, like the place was pretty silent. Uh, and then I would say after that moment, it did start to slowly trickle out. It wasn't like a uh, you know everyone like left, but um, that was kind of a moment that uh, people you know just started. I saw I saw a few you know people with their face in their hands, and um, I saw uh, a guy just. <laughs> Going, you know, mouthing like, "Why?" Like, you know, "Oh, please!" Kind of, kind of, uh, you know, kind of coming from his expression, and uh, um, yeah, it, 
it just seems pretty dire right now in terms of. Are people looking at the map, Ryan? Are people are. I mean, you, you're over there. Uh, are people? You think people are looking? Excuse me. You think people are looking at the map and uh, having a difficulty at this point seeing a path for Clinton? The way some of the votes are coming down right now. I mean, Wisconsin, Michigan—they're all sort of yeah. starting to come. And you know, I mean, if Pennsylvania, and we'll say this: if Pennsylvania goes, Donald Donald Trump will be the next president of the United States. Th- yeah. That's I, I'm I'm prepared oh, to say that right now. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, there's it, she has to win this, and she really has to win uh, Michigan or Wisconsin. Yeah, she needs one. She could get by with one or the other. Yeah, if she, she still wins, win with, she has to win two of those three. You know, Rust Belt states, I guess you'd call them. Yeah. You know? um, and uh, as it's clear, and I think, uh, um, but the Rust Belt hasn't really turned out for her. She lost Ohio. Um, you know, uh, I, you know, she got Illinois, but um, her home state. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like she's going to need to win Pennsylvania somehow, Michigan or Wisconsin, and probably also Nevada. Right. Well, no, and it look, I mean, I'm as I'm looking here, I think she. So, you know, if I if I give her Wisconsin and mm-hmm. I and I give her uh, Iowa, although that one is less in doubt than it was earlier, or is more in doubt than it was earlier, Nevada, I'm still I'm still seeing her coming up about five short, unless she, unless she can win Arizona or or there are, there were five here that I don't see. I mean, I don't. Wait, if she gets, but if, if she gets Michigan and PA and Nevada, is that? Oh no, if she gets Michigan. Well, yeah, I mean, even then. One of the two. I mean, right. one of the three. Is she short? Oh. No, if she, gets, if she gets Michigan and Nevada, she wins. And Pennsylvania. Well, well and PA. I'm, and PA, I'm, right. That's what I'm saying is that she's got to get two of these three Rust Belts yeah. and Nevada. And right. That is, and that is not looking uh, like very easy at all. And I think a lot of people are kind of. You know, noticing that and maybe just calling it a night and hoping to wake up to the knee tomorrow. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's uh, definitely there was there. I will say at the beginning of the night there was an ease of people. They were getting food. They were getting drinks. People were smiling, talking about turnout, all this stuff, and it's uh, quickly, quickly uh, uh, changed. Not quickly, obviously. Yeah, Fox News <laughs> is now projecting. Fox News is projecting a Trump win in Wisconsin. Yeah, they might be able to give up Wisconsin. Wisconsin kind of. Yeah, I could see how it, it, it would have gone. You know, to Trump, it is. It's mostly white. Um, <laughs> that is correct. As a former resident of Wisconsin, it is <laughs> mostly white. Mostly. All oh, geez. Uh, you, know, you know, Michigan's got. Uh, a bigger city as well as uh, you know a right. bigger urban population of you know than Wisconsin. Does. Right, and I think that I think that uh, there there are still quite a, there are still quite a few votes out in Michigan. So yeah. it's you know it's it's yeah, but it's looking like I don't know if those votes are there in PA. I mean, maybe I think like Lehigh County still has like fifty percent, and there's a big um, you know Latino you know population there. But uh, I don't know if that's yeah, know. we'll see. Alrighty, Ryan. So, what are your plans? Uh, what are your plans uh, going forward there? Well, I'm going to stick around a little longer, but my phone is about to die, so uh, I might have to. Uh, um, I don't know. Try to email or something. Uh, 
kind of see what happens with the. I think Pennsylvania seems like it's going to be called soon, but I think at that point. You think it'll be called for Trump? No, I just think like the votes are almost in. Oh yeah, yeah, like eighty-eight percent or something like that. So uh, yeah, eighty-eight point two percent right now. Yeah, and and Trump has a narrow lead. Yeah, like Uh, like eleven thousand. Yeah, really, really, really small. Well, Ryan, if you want to come in, we're uh, we're still here. Yeah, Alle- Allegheny County is at ninety-seven percent now. Of course, it does, that doesn't matter if it's not Pittsburgh. So yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I might, I might, I might ride home and, and maybe I can plug in my phone. But um, yeah, I think I'm gonna call it a night. Uh, uh, I'm gonna stick around a little longer and see what happens. All right, Ryan. Well, don't do anything rash. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could say we'll get through this, but I, I don't. I don't. I don't know how. Yeah, I might just ride my bike into the manga. You know, into the mall. No, don't do that, Ryan. Please, <laughs> Ryan. I I hate to remind you, but um, Trump did make a promise never to participate in a bike race. We were just reading some of oh, his campaign promises, and oh, I no. knew that would sting for you. Yeah, that was that. That was it. That was a really you know the turning point for me. Yeah. Ryan, would you say that that was your what why moment of this election? <laughs> or, uh... Hold on. Wait, cheering. I'm 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 hearing cheering. All right. Uh, but I feel like there's been folks cheering a lot. Bill Peduto might be doing a keg stand. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Oh, man. I, CNN projection. Oh, Hillary Clinton has won Washington. Oh, I, already, I already had surprise, her knocked. Yeah. I already big walked whoop. in for Washington. I don't know. <clears throat> I, don't know. I, I have no idea. I have no idea what she just won. I guess... If they're watching CNN, they just announced Wash. They just announced uh, she won Washington. Oh yeah, what people can do? Everyone knew that was happening. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Yeah. More, thank you. Uh, that is actually starting to starting to really uh, dwindle down. It was it was packed, and now it's about you got some people at you got about half the tables full, and then uh, a few people standing. But um, yeah, looks like it's uh, shrinking. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that's what's happening, and then uh, yeah, um, anything crazy happens all Friday. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Ryan. Thanks for the good work today. All right. Thanks. See you guys all bye right. Bye. bye. So, looking at some. Uh, so Fox is Fox is uh, of course Fox is Fox is calling uh, making a projection for Trump in Wisconsin and Iowa. That's showing him at 254. I mean, so if Pennsylvania falls to Trump, the election's over. I mean, that's just... Uh, Where are we at now in Pennsylvania? We are at... Wait, that's Lehigh County. Sorry. We're at 88% still. Um, we've got uh, Clinton still behind. Last reported vote still behind by 11,000 votes. Uh, United States Senator... Katie McGinty has also now fallen behind. Uh, 10, uh, 10, 12,000 votes. So it's, uh, this is, uh, like, I, I keep waiting to wake up and like, oh, hey, it's yeah. time to go to work. Yeah. Election day. Yeah. <laughs> they did it all in one night. <laughs> so where did we go wrong, do you think? That is well, we were talking about that before, so it could be. Comey and the FBI, Jill, yeah. Jill Steiner, Field the Johnson. 
It's less funny. Hey, Johnson. Time. Yeah. yeah, who knows? I mean, certainly I'm, as part of the exit data, I'm sure they asked about the late the late FBI announcement, and I that I guarantee you that fucking played in the that pl- played in the Midwest. That that. Yeah. I mean, it really it's it's just so. I mean, we're t- talking earlier about bubbles. It's like no, like people in this country really do not care about things like sexual assault, and it's like. When, you know, we live in this world where that kind of thing is a very big deal. Yeah. And that is not a big deal for apparently a lot of people. Yeah. Like, and, and, and some, you know, the, the email thing, you know, obviously I've been trash talking Clinton for a long time, but that is one thing I do not care about. And like, I cannot <laughs> understand, you right. know, the, the girls that we heard in the interview earlier, it's like, well, the emails and it's just like, what you don't even understand what that means so when actually when i was on my way to my final polling location i meant to bring this up earlier there was a guy on the p1 who was screaming on the phone he was obviously talking to a friend and he was talking about the fact that his friend's new wife in his opinion was hideous he went on and on about this like at high volume and the entire time i kept thinking Oh, I'm glad that, like, you know, we're going to send a message today that men like you who only value women based on, you know, your judgment of their appearance, men like you will not be tolerated. I really thought we were going to send that message. Everyone else on the bus was, like, telling him, you know, be quiet and everything like that. And I was just like, yeah, we're sending a message, right? That, like, this kind of behavior is not acceptable. And then this is what we're dealing with right now. Very discouraging. Yeah. We were having fun a little bit ago. Yeah. And then Ryan Dito called. I yeah. know. Yeah, Ryan really expressed a true deep sadness. Yeah, he did. Well, and that's, you know, I, I kid Ryan and I yell at Ryan and I make fun of Ryan. and, and As we all do. As we all do. But Ryan is, Ryan he takes his stuff to heart. Like, I think we all do to a certain level and it's just... Again, he he's also I think like he's like he's just I feel bad for folks like Ryan who like they're young folks, the young guys or young young women who sort of see this is like your this is your welcome to the real fucking world kick in the face. It, right. It's like this is how this is how the world works. It, it's it's to me it feels like right now that voters were never given a chance between a candidate who voices those kinds of racist, sexist opinions, and a candidate who doesn't. Mm -hmm. They were only given candidates who, you know, hid all of those things under the rug, and you had the choice whether to, like, agree with them on other things. Yeah. So maybe you always thought the Democrats had, you know, the same sexist, racist views as you, because they never voiced it. So you didn't have to make a choice along those lines. Right. Now they've been given the option to vote for someone who holds their sexist and racist ideals, you know, close. So they took the opportunity to do that. I've been living in a world my whole entire life where I wanted to believe that people weren't that bad. But when given the option, apparently a lot of people are choosing the worst of what you can believe. Well, here's what I'll I'll say. I'll kind of go back to what Margaret was saying earlier about – what Margaret was saying earlier about Clinton and how this was just sort of – I mean the Democratic Party made a choice to get involved in this race when Bernie Sanders started. And I don't, I don't, I don't know that Bernie – that would have made a difference. I don't know if there hadn't been interference if that would have made a difference. 
But maybe, and I don't necessarily believe in karma or anything like that, but there's something to be said that when you interfere with a process, and this is not the best process probably by any means. The Electoral College is a way to pick a president or whatever. But when you start to when you start to fuck with a process that's been in place for 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 forever you know it's, it it just you you almost get what you ask or you almost you almost you almost ask for this when you decided okay the system is maybe the system is too fair let me see what i can do to kind of dick it up a little bit and so this is where we are we're left with we're left with the democratic machine's choice for president and uh She's pro. I'll say she's probably going to lose. Yeah, she's probably going to lose. And, and again, I'll be you know Johnny hypocrite, pretend I didn't say a word if she somehow pulls out Michigan. Because uh, as Ryan said, I, I don't uh, no. Yeah, Michigan. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think cool. I think at this at this point too, I think Michigan gives Trump the win. Well, I don't I know. Think, I mean, I think what what Margaret said before just about projecting. I think if you, if he's really able to win, like it's looking like he's going to, it's because people could see what they wanted to see right. in him because he was so vague. It was all about personality. Anything, the things that he said and went back on, he didn't apologize, but he would just say something else. And it's just like that mixed with blind antagonism of Hillary just – I also think that, um, I mean, as m- as many problems as Hillary has as a candidate that she's responsible for in, in some way, uh, people can project, people who hate her, which is a lot of people, people really, really don't like her, uh, and that's been the case for decades, um, but she, you can project ev- anything you don't like onto her as well, uh, and more so than I think you could, you know, you could say the same for Trump as far as things you don't like, but for for Hillary, I think it is easier to project things you don't like onto her. I mean, and then there's you know uh, the sexism uh, is also a very real thing that we haven't talked about. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's. I was she's... just thinking that actually, how many were just like immediately because we've almost gotten not actually past that, mm-hmm. but it sometimes it feels that way, and then you think there must be so many dudes out there who wasn't an, ever a question. Yeah. What if she gets her period? She's <laughs> seventy years old, but you know, what if she gets her period? Yeah, I mean, men don't know how that works. So, I, so I, 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 I just I said, like, <laughs> before I came up here, that I keep not, I keep trying to not call her Hillary. Oh yeah, because that we too, do yeah. not call the men by their first names. Yeah. I've never called Obama Barack. Mm-hmm. I've never called. I mean, I didn't talk about George Bush often because I hated him so much. But like, I never, you know, called him George. I never was like, yeah, you know, George did this. Well, I mean, but I, we all say Hillary this, Hillary that. I've I've thought about that too, and I I to some extent have uh, been conscious of trying not to do that. But I will say that people did call George. Del- they called him W. 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 Okay, w. you know, um, okay. and I mean uh, the fact that she's the second Clinton. Um, I that think that least, that yeah. kind of like right, um, okay. and also I mean I think that the the Hillary campaign in some way embraced that Correct. as like it's hey H. it's your girl you right know? Um, yes queen yeah right and uh, <laughs> so uh, but yes I think that's a really good point yeah maybe she was just taking a page from the Jeb Bush book <laughs> Jeb. Hey, Jeb Jeb Jeb, Jeb. Jeb. <laughs> oh I Jeb. miss Jeb so much right now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Low energy Jeb. Jeb, Jeb oh. versus Bernie. Let's think about that. Uh, the good old days. 
Yeah. I'm literally yeah. at a loss because yeah. I never thought this day would come. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I really. Who are these people? I think it's. I think it's. In, I think it's. Well, here's the thing too. Pennsylvania's 91 percent in, and it's Trump is up. How three, the three fuck? I've never been more glad that I voted today, though, because I know that I'm just one vote. But if I hadn't, I would have like been, oh, yeah. Yeah. been you know, punching myself forever. Yeah. And you know, it's public record if you vote. Is it? Twenty one thousand. Twenty one thousand votes. Right. If you vote. But I guess you got to look. You know, you start looking at these uh, at these states that are too close to. I mean, here's the thing we 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 haven't talked about, but some of these states that are too close to call may not may not be decided tonight. I mean, I don't know. So, how many states right now are still up for grabs? <clears throat> Technically, uh, well, again, you're talking about calls that calls that people made. Technically, Pennsylvania, Michigan. Uh, realistically, Arizona, Nevada. And there's not a lot. I mean, by my by my cal- calculations, Michigan, Idaho, and Arizona are really the only the only in Pennsylvania are the four that I see up for grabs. So, <clears throat> I don't see I don't see any of the others breaking any other way. <clears throat> uh, you want to share with the rest of the share class? with the rest of the class. We're just talking about uh, our current viewers, the multitude, and we're just thrilled that they're all here. Are we Thank alone? you for listening. Are we alone? No. I, I will tell we're you we're alone. alone. I just want to <laughs> – I know he's not listening anymore, but uh, I want to give a special thank you to our n- anonymous texter. I want to know who is watching, so please call in and we can talk to you. Yeah. Jess. Yeah, Jess. Please, <laughs> Jess, call. Mark Addison. Van said he's not calling in, but uh, we're doing a great job. And thank you. Take your time coming in in the morning. Aw, thank Did you. Vance should call in. Wait, wait. <laughs> Vance, is, wa- Vance is watching the us. hockey game. What? Do you think it's just our significant others? Maybe. Can you hand me my phone? <laughs> is Christine uh, yeah. watching? She's crying at the moment. She <laughs> is she watching us, me. though? I don't think so. Okay. They're, they're just all together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Dave's not listening anymore. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, our anonymous texter is still listening. Who is our anonymous texter? I can't say. I've said he said too many incriminating things. Oh, I'm just trying to ease the mood. Um, Evie, are you listening? Please call in. The number is two two four one four one two three one six three three eight one. Yeah. Smooth jazz on a smooth night. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> to make the medicine go down. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye, DJs. Uh, Dave, Dave, call in. Dave says he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. That's one of and our viewers. Anonymous texter, please call in. It's the number, again, you can see it on the screen, but it's 412 316 we were waiting. <laughs> I was about to say, that's actually not the letter, or not the number, because I thought it was our number. Oh. 316-3381. Lynn Cullen, if you're listening, we're not cleaning the studio when you come in tomorrow. We do need some Lynn Cullen in our life right now. No, I heard no. That no she's, we don't. She's, well, never yeah. mind. <laughs> 
She's probably in a bad way right now. Yeah. CNN's headline is cliffhanger. Trump wins Georgia and Florida. Clinton wins California, Oregon, and Washington. These are not new facts. Let's see what the brash swashbucklers over at uh, Fox News are saying. We're all looking at our phones right now. Waiting for you to call in. Worth it. Well, I'm just trying to verify that this is real. I've like, already, that, yeah. like I'm, I'm, you know. I don't, Colin, talk about how you're sad or how I'm just going to read are. some people's Facebook um, okay. posts right now. That's a great idea. Regardless of the final outcome tonight, something is very clear. Hatred, racism, sexism, and ignorance are alive and thriving in the United States. This is um, my friend Brett who lives on the West Coast. Oh, we have a call. Oh. All right, I'm about to take it. Hello. Hi, is this the podcast? Yes, it is. Hi. Who's this? Who is it? Who is this caller? This is Lizzie and Craig from Pittsburgh. Hi there. Thanks for calling in. We're so, really upset about what's happening. Yeah. I can tell you, it is real. It is happening. It does seem to be happening right now. This is happening. Yeah, you guys are looking at the map too, like the rest of us, right? You don't, uh, you're, you're, we're just sort of not verbalizing it at this point, but it really does appear to be over, doesn't it? It's done. Someone on CNN finally said that you know the race is not going exactly how we planned. Right. So I feel like once the CNN reporters say it, it's really true. I do feel bad for stage builders who have to take down Hillary's stage tomorrow. It was oh. a really good stage. It was in the shape of America. Oh, I feel bad too now. For yeah. That. I had no idea. Do you have anything uplifting? Yeah. Any optimism? Any optimism. So what do you do as, uh, as it sounds like, uh, Clinton supporters? What do you do tomorrow? Do you uh, accept the results and try and work together? Or do we say, fuck this and... Well, I, I teach third grade, so I'm sort of in a pickle. Well, don't say fuck this then to the third yeah, grade. Yeah, don't say fuck this. So I kind of just... I don't I kind of just have to tell my kids that, you know, no matter what, they have to respect the president. It's too really hard to say that. Wow. I yeah. But I feel like that's sort of the message that I'm going to have to go across, especially if I don't want to get fired. Right. Wow. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We just wanted to call in to talk uh, because we were watching the podcast, and um, there is just one editor that we absolutely adore. Oh, thanks, guy, Margaret. It's I know me. it's you. It's Rebecca. All of her pieces. <laughs> <laughs> we adore her too, as well. We just think she's so talented. Oh, nobody yeah. adores me. Thanks. You can't get a caller to call in and say they adore you, Margaret. <laughs> My wife isn't even listening. So thanks, guys. Thanks for calling, guys. We really appreciate it. Thanks for calling in to commiserate uh, with us. All right. Well, keep your chins up. It will maybe it will turn around. You never know. You never know. Bye. All right. Thanks Thank for you. calling. Bye. Bye. Margaret, we all appreciate you. Oh, thank you. All right. But do you have like two super fans who just called in? <laughs> well, I thought I did, but I don't apparently. Hmm. Isn't there? An, aren't there enough divisive contests going on tonight? 
I think that was uh, interesting. I mean, I think that was uh, – Yeah. Wait, what did they say? I couldn't hear. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, well, she's basically – She's a teacher. She's a teacher oh. and she's going to go to school tomorrow and tell her third graders that we have to respect the president. <laughs> despite, uh, despite the fact that he's the most horrible, uh, disgusting, perhaps depraved individual uh, that I've ever seen. That's an opinion, folks. That opinion is my opinion and oh, yeah. not necessarily reflective of the paper. The only humor I can find in this is that today I sent an email to Margaret and Charlie asking if we needed to be unbiased. Uh-huh. Right. I, was, I was laughed out of the, the room, yes. metaphorically. <laughs> so here's something that we can talk about. Um, I don't know how many times in tomorrow's paper it will basically say oh, fuck. that Hillary Clinton – I wrote it a couple times and said – well, not definitively. But I said, you know, by this point, you know, I have no reason to believe that Hillary Clinton won't be the uh, next president of the United States. And uh, you know, I mean I didn't late. write it out. No, yeah. But it, it, I mean it was very much um, – I'm trying to think which, uh, which piece it was. Oh, it was, it was my – it was my uh, – my column on, you know, power couples that I hope will run uh, in four oh, yeah. years. It's, you know, kind of a tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, and then some... But isn't that more relevant, I guess, if um, yeah. Hillary loses? Because then maybe we will see a spoiler alert. Right. Bill Peduto, Darlene Harris ticket <laughs> in the 2020 election. Pick up your cover tomorrow. It's going to be a collector's item. Um, but then also I wanted to, you know, throw some uh, throw some props on some people who are actually doing some really good work progressively in the state and in the, in the area. But Yeah, I mean, I think we just need to, for real, start thinking about how, like, what kind of act- activism needs to right. happen now. Yeah. And I worry that, I mean, I think, I feel like, uh, you know, we were talking about earlier, I think better activism could happen under Clinton um, because with Trump, it's just going to be damage control, and so making progress is going to be really difficult. But, you know, I mean, someone I interviewed the other day said, well, you know, there was a lot of good music under uh, Reagan and Thatcher. And, you know, Trump's no Reagan, I guess. But <laughs> I do think about that, too, that that some of Bush-era Bush music is pretty good, too. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I you know, I, I'll have an interview with Ted Leo in uh, next week's issue, but I was talking to him the other day, and he was talking about how it's actually uh, – it, it seems like writing music about what's going on politically is almost dif- – it's difficult because it's so stupid and it's so obvious. And it's yeah. like – you know, it's the equivalent of like Alec Baldwin doing a Trump impersonation and um, – you know, basically re reenacting the uh, the debate and not making any new jokes, just presenting the ridiculousness of what yeah. it is. So I, at the same time, I I don't. It doesn't feel like artists are going to be energized the way that they were uh, well, during yeah. the Bush years, and also because the Bush came out of this like complacency with Clinton, I think. And yeah. they were just like, wait, we could be pissed off again? Yeah. Like, there's wars again we can get mad about? Yeah, I mean, that could happen now, but... I, oh, God, yeah. It's just exhausting. We thought two wars was a lot. <laughs> I'm going to have lots That's of not wars. Funny. No, but it's it's well, it's kind of what, what we're looking at. I but mean, Trump's like an isolationist. Do you really think he's going to be... I think he's going to... I think he's going to see anybody who tries to... Piss on his power or, 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 you know, he's the typical, you know, don't cross over that line guy. I mean, it's just, uh, he's, he can be fucking set off by anything. 
I'm going to throw up. I seriously might throw up. Did Pennsylvania just... No, Pennsylvania still open. Michigan is tightening. Uh, it's about 40,000 votes, 35,000 votes. Um, but, well, it looks like... Uh, well, it looks like the precincts in the open places in... Uh, In Michigan, maybe blue leaning place. So you know, who knows? I guess we will. We'll, we'll see. Um, I mean, that's still a you know. And again, we still have to figure out. And currently, Donald Trump is winning Pennsylvania. <clears throat> Are there any races right now that we can look at? That will any racists us- right now? Donald Trump races mm. oh, right uh, now that we can look at that will give us some hope. Like, I, I don't think so. The Attorney General is Toomey race. over. Is Shapiro? Did he win? Um, well, Democrat Joseph Torcella will be your new state treasurer. Yippee. Eugene D. Pasquale will come back to office as your auditor general. Let me tell you something. That's, that's probably maybe not in four years, although I don't think Wolf walks, I don't think Wolf goes uncontested into the governor's race. Yeah. Um, but Eugene D. Pasquale is a guy I think who can make a serious run because a a candidate who's run statewide is usually the best guy to go into a governor's race. And uh, I think that Eugene D. Pasquale has really made a, a positive name for himself. I think he's a guy, if not in four, then in eight years, I think you're going to see him make a run for the governor's office. Josh, 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 Joshua Shapiro is beating John Rafferty Jr. 51, almost 52% to 48%, uh, about 200,000 votes there. And again, we're about 91% of the votes mm. coming in. And what was the Toomey McGinty? Toomey McGinty. Uh, uh, Toomey is uh, about 40,000-ish votes ahead, I think. Um, Yeah, and again, we're at at 91%, I think, of the percent of the votes counted. But I'll say this, Pennsylvania is one of those places where, you know – Usually we usually the it's set well before we get all the results because some of those smaller rural po- polling places um, can take a while. Yeah. So what do you say we take a break? Sure. Regroup. Yeah. Make plans for how we proceed right. uh, from here. So with our lives. Yes, with our with our lives. At least our the rest of our nights. All right. I'm going to play the jazz, Amazing Grace. Hit it. Mm, oh. We need some of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think I might get really
All right, we have a caller. Hey, Alex, it's Mark. How's it going? Oh, hey, Mark. Oh, Mark. Hello, Mark. How are you today? Uh, I'm not feeling all that great, to be honest. Two countries I've lived in, and now <laughs> they both fucked up elections. It's your fault, you asshole. <laughs> It's not my fault. I didn't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mark Addison, husband of uh, news editor Rebecca Addison, uh, calling in. Uh, so actually, we were talking about what we were going to maybe talk about here and in a wrap-up here um, is kind of how we, Alex brought up, how we move forward and what we do to basically numb ourselves to the bullshit that we're going to incur for the next four years because i'll say for those uh as i'm uh cheers uh (laughs) as i'm looking at the map here best case scenario clinton wins pennsylvania clinton wins michigan those are not locks i don't think she wins arizona so it's really going to come down to arizona and i think that goes trump and so you know boring a miracle at this point i think that uh you know um I think the word that uh, President Trump is going to be a, a, a reality. Uh, this is uh, – so Mark is a, Mark is a, like myself and some other – Mark is a video. Mark is a, is a gamer and we were just talking about that. Um, are video games something you do, Mark, or you play to sort of uh, – you, th- you think there are enough video games out there that you can sort of play in a fantasy world for the next four years? Well, I mean, I've been racking up plenty of kills on the division trying to save New York, but I don't think I can save the country right now. Um, I don't know, guys. I think we got to stay a little bit positive and don't get too doom and gloomy about this, to be honest with you. I know it sucks. And the only thing we can do is people like yourselves can keep talk, like keep writing and talking about great news and the issues and educating people, and maybe they don't make this mistake again. It can't get any worse, is what I'm trying to say. Really. Well, you're. you're I mean, you're, well, <laughs> I hope that you're. I hope that you're right. But but maybe like, I don't know. I mean, there's obviously there's a need to be constructive uh, going forward. Um, but I think there's also a need to get to get really fucking angry at our country for yeah. you know just as you know think about how mad they were at us when Obama got elected. Yeah. You know, and you think, well, what good is that? And you know. People talked about well, this is this is what it does. This is you know this is uh, their their in their minds. I think a lot of the minds people who voted for Trump, they they whatever say whatever you want about Clinton. The one of the biggest things is she's not a Democrat. Not that she's not Obama. That she's not a Democrat. And I think that a lot of them voted for that and out of anger and fear and uh, whatever else. Um, so I think I think uh, I think progressives need to get that angry and and try and turn it into uh, hopefully something more constructive yeah. than Donald Trump. But and also, Mark, that was a really nice, optimistic thing that you said. But I have to say, right in this moment, I kind of want to wallow in the shit for a second and say, if, <laughs> they're we were they weren't reading city paper, <laughs> you know, right? Or maybe they were. I mean, but it just feels like the people weren't being reached by the sort of uh, context. They were reading sites that were built in Macedonia, right? It has the Charlie yeah. of News or something. No, it's just uh, you know they have these different shades of colors uh, for the different states, and Pennsylvania has been light blue all night. It's now light red. So uh, uh, yeah, you, know, you touched on it a little bit earlier on, and uh, I think that it's kind of like a, a good point to bring up is that Obama wasn't able to get in all the stuff he wanted to get in because people made it extremely difficult for him to get those that, that stuff done so we've just got to make it extremely difficult get onto the representatives that like represent us and like get what we want done and to block trump as much as we possibly can going forward 
Right. And that's what I mean the house is the house is going to stay Republican. Um in Louisiana, I think were, were you and I or maybe Margaret and I were talking about Louisiana politics because uh, I used to work in Louisiana oh, right. and they have this jacked up thing if no candidate wins 50%, they have a runoff like on a like on a Saturday in in December and that's what so they Louisiana is going to be going to a runoff. So um, with the Republican leading there uh, for the Senate, um, you know, there'll be a runoff between the top two guys, um, a Republican named John Kennedy uh, and a Democrat named Foster Campbell. You'd think that'd go the other way around. But uh, so, yeah, so, you know, so that one, that's one that's going to that's going to hang in the balance until December. Um, Pennsylvania, um, Pat Toomey's in the lead right now, but there may still be enough votes out there to keep that one in question. And so, Roth this one. Rothfuss won the House uh, to help keep the the House red. So it's you know it's you know it's still up in the air whether we're going to see whether we can get the fifty one seats in the Senate. But you know that's honestly at that point that's what we should be trying to figure out is how do we get the fifty one in the Senate? Even though, or I don't think like I said I don't think there's a path to the White House unless I'm completely wrong. So, well, Mark, thanks for calling thanks in. Thanks for calling, man. You really brought it. You really. Uh, we're probably gonna be wrapping up soon. If you wanna come on down and make have some. Make yourself a cup of tea. All right, it'll make you. <laughs> you English and your tea and your crumpets and what have not. They've already oh, been through some bad stuff, so they know where we're coming from right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, start booking travel arrangements to maybe Canada or Mexico. I hear that there's going to be some jobs opening. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. All right, Mark Addison. Okay, thanks for your time. Have a good one. All right, buddy. Bye. Thank right. you. Thanks, Bye. Man. I'm sorry to ask this, yeah. um, but what was the optimistic thing that Mark said since I didn't have headphones? He said, oh. write more, challenge more, encourage our uh, the, the people we still have in, in Congress to block Trump as much as they can. Yeah. But Call it's, your Congress I also, person. I also just had the most, I don't even know if I should say this, the most depressing thought is that thing that came out this week about what his cabinet would look like. I didn't see that. What would it look like? Giuliani, Franz oh. Priebus. Oh. I can't remember the other one. But even the, and even just remembering that that means Mike Pence will be there. Yeah, Mike Pence. It's like having Ted Cruz and Trump on the same ticket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got they got what they wanted. Republicans got what they wanted. They got they got Cruz and Trump. They got the one and the two. Only its name is Mike Pence. Who? It's like a it's like a Cruz that they like more. So yeah, fan, you were saying I think uh, uh, hiding in a fantasy world for four years and yeah. pretending none of this is. I just meant like tonight and tomorrow, but yeah. Oh no, no, no! Oh, I'm no for the for for four years. Yeah. So I told this to my wife yesterday, and I'm going to announce it right here, right now. If in four years Keith Rothfuss is still in office, I'm going to take a leave of absence from City Paper and run against him. Four years. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So, uh, yeah. You're listening, Keith? I'm coming for you, Keith. Yeah. You need a couple of hours yourself. Of course I'm just joking. I would never quit my job and just to enter politics. <laughs> so You're on camera. There's a camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if a guy doesn't call your newspaper for uh, every year, for the six years he's been in office, you know. I How think- does he get it? Like, you get away with, like, not doing shit. Yeah. And still getting... He votes... I mean, this is a guy who votes against Hurricane Sandy Relief, who, who votes against the Violence Against Women Women Act, and uh, 
but these these are the kind of politicians that we're putting in office. I just this is what I this is what I just don't get. I mean, you can say they can say it's it's you know that it's uh, it's poor sport or whatever, but it's I mean. I'm not upset because Donald Trump's going to uh, – well, let me say this. No, no. I am upset that Donald Trump's going to, you know, be horrible at foreign policy and, and, and the rich are going to get richer. Of course, I, I hate those things and I want those things. But it's the stuff that, you know, he ran, the people who backed him that a lot of them backed him because of I mean, the man received an endorsement from the fucking official newspaper of the Ku Klux Klan. I mean it's – it's that stuff. That's the stuff. Uh, that's the stuff that worries me. That's the stuff that I, that I worry about. Us, we're really regressing on is is our social issues, um, and yeah, no, the uh, this and let's we haven't talked about this since earlier, but the Supreme Court. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have Scalia Part Two. Uh, yeah, I'm really scared about, uh, you know, uh, abortion rights and. Uh, race relations and police brutality. Yeah. The law and order candidate. The stop and frisk candidate. Yeah. The orange face fucking asshole candidate. Uh, I mean, we all knew that, you know, eight years of Obama really made some people go mental. That's right? true. Like, but we had a check-in. <laughs> we had <laughs> we had a check-in. We had an intermission. <laughs> we did. Where people could have flipped the other way, right? And it wasn't close. It wasn't at all, which made me think, like, sure, I think they've gone mental, right? Like, it was too much for them to have a black man as president. Like, you know, we're all good if we're relegated to, you know, just, you know, being poor. But the minute one of us takes power, it's scary for them. But I really thought that maybe they'd gotten over it after eight years. That's the thing. It's like because, you know, there's plenty of things not to like about Obama because he is a president and part of being president is being doing terrible things and mm-hmm. having blood on your hands yeah. um but like it's he really wasn't like that you know i don't understand how you can hate him that much well like i, I mean, mean like it's like a common thing for conservatives to say that he's the worst president that right. we've ever had I mean, you know, what's one thing that, like, conservative people, like, love more than anything is, like, you know, taking down terrorists. Yeah. Like, what did Obama do? Yeah. Like, he took down Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Well, I think they resent him for that. Well, yeah. And 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 I agree. It was just, like, just the, I mean, Barack Hussein Obama. I know. The full name. Yeah. His face. But what I'm saying is, like. Family, everything about it. They just look and be like, what? Yeah. But, I mean, when, when presented with, like, something concrete, right, like, that he is, like, addressing your concerns, your concerns about terrorists, he, he took care of that, right? Like, he yeah. addressed part of that. Like, when faced with something concrete like that, they couldn't, even that, they couldn't appreciate. Well, it's also funny because that's also right around, I mean, that was 2011. Right. Like, Bin Laden was killed in next two years is when ISIS starts. So they just, oh, we have a new thing. We're yeah. going to worry about that now. Yep. Here's a here's an item posted by uh, NBC's Chuck Todd, uh, which is probably I think we're all we all probably are either gather at this point. And of course, I've been staring at the map all night, so it, it sort of makes it obviously makes sense. Um, as results come in from states with large rural populations, all indicator all indications seem to be that Donald Trump supports uh, supports among rural precincts across the nation has bolstered his lead basically that's that silent trump vote that we that we talked Jesus about that Christ. that we you know kind of like the the silent obama vote that was out there you know folks who didn't tell their 
you know, their white country club buddies that they were voting for a black <laughs> president. You know, it's. Uh... I just that's so unbelievable to me because, like we talked about, everybody is willing to, you know, be like identify with who they're voting for. You know, like like make that part of their like online identity. Yeah, but I think that there's. I mean, I think that there's a. If you're someone, if you're someone in, in a, I mean, if <laughs> there are. I don't want to say – well, no, I, do, I agree with the basket of deplorables. If you're in the basket of deplorables, you don't – you want everybody to know that you're voting for Donald Trump. Yeah. But there I think there – are, there are people who are, you know, maybe they're, – they're the – they're the sort of the, the corporate Republicans, the traditional Republicans that I thought were going to go to Clinton because they weren't going to make a choice like this. You know, they weren't going to, you know, vote, on, vote for a guy that was going to – likely it was going to destroy their party and – uh you know, and was just saying all these crazy things, and was going to take any kind of, uh, any kind of, uh, any kind of, you know, respect that the party had. We're going to take it away, and uh, you know, but I, a lot of those folks obviously voted for, uh, voted for, voted for Trump. I just want to emphasize that Hillary Clinton ran a shitty, shitty campaign. And when people mention the basket of deplorables, which is yeah. one of the worst sentences yeah. that anyone has ever said. Like, even if you were going to insult them like that. That is a shitty least, insult. Yeah, it's not a good one. It's like, it's you would like, cut it from an article. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's just, I mean, she it's her campaign was all over the place. She didn't know what, because she has no real political identity. So she couldn't really, like, inspire anyone because, you know. I mean, she inspired some people, obviously, sure. but she was not a very inspirational candidate because she had no core. Like, you know, she's all over the place. She had no core that people could latch on to. And it's just, it's just completely frustrating because, like, think of how many other Democrats could have beat Trump. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were. Yeah. I think, I think, honestly, at this point, I think, I think um, even a, even a far left candidate who, could have ignited the the base even a little more. It could have gotten more of the, you know. I mean, I don't know. I can't speak to how, you know, reliable it was, but there was a lot of uh, polling that suggested that Bernie Sanders could easily beat Trump. Right. I was just going to say, like, I think maybe Bernie could have. I think Bernie plays in Florida. Uh, Bernie probably plays in Well, Bernie. right, because there's the disruption aspect. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, the people who – because I think that there are people who voted for Trump that That's aren't right. necessarily horrible racist people right. that are just want, – want to, like, say fuck you to people like Hillary Clinton. And I, I think that that's on a certain level very relatable. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean I, the, only, the only friends that I have who have admitted to voting for Trump or planning to did it for that reason. Mm-hmm. They just said we need to fuck everything up. They're dumb, but still. <laughs> and you, you have to think about, you know, Republicans vote can't vote in the Democratic primary, obviously. Yeah. So you have to think of all of those people who supported, you know, what Bernie stands for, who, you know, obviously could not vote for him because yeah. they're not Democrats. Yeah, people who just wanted, they wanted the outsider. I question whether or not he's actually an outsider. Say, he's yeah. inside yeah. his own fucking thing. And, you know, and it's... Uh, well, yeah, he's always been inside, but also sort of aside. Yes. All right. Well, yeah. I think that uh, we've probably reached a point where things are going to trickle in. Um, We've probably uh, contributed as much as we can to the conversation tonight. We'll be 
obviously back at it tomorrow. Uh, coverage on www.pghcitypaper.com. And um, we will uh, we'll keep you updated and so forth. All right. Last thoughts? Anyone? No. Fuck this. <laughs> I hope that I wake up and this has all been a dream. Hmm. I'm going to go home and play Warcraft too. <laughs> Do it. I'm going to get deep into the world of Warcraft maybe. Maybe like what I've been looking oh, yeah. for to get me back into that game, you know, to will- be willing to like put up money to play for hours on end. Maybe this is it. Maybe I just want to lose myself in a fake world. Charlie, what's your coping mechanism going to be? Is it video games? Uh, yeah, game? probably video games. Uh, yeah. yeah, complaining a lot. I, I like to complain. Yeah, I right. like to yell about things I can't change. I don't know. I can't. I can't turn to drinking. <laughs> That's what right. I'm doing tonight. <laughs> but maybe just um, not coming to work. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I'll be at work. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us Absolutely. and for uh, hey, we made this it, experiment. Uh, we made it five hours. Five and, wow. Five hours we did. Good for minutes. us of golden content. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, feel folks, free to listen. Feel free or to the folk. The folk. There is, he, they're really into it. <laughs> yeah. Download this and put it in your iPod. And listen yeah. To it. <laughs> Make sure it's a big iPod. Yeah. It's a yeah. long, long thing. All right. Charlie Deach, Becca Addison, Margaret Welsh. I'm Alex Gordon. Thanks for listening, I guess. No, thanks for listening. Uh, Keep your chin up like uh, Becca's friend said. Help me.